connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Time to make the chimmy fucking chongas. Millions of people left us for information and uplift and, yes, entertainment. We don't know if they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. Kevin, can you answer the phone? I can't. It's in the fish tank. The one on the desk. Oh, that one. Uh, what's the place called again? Conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Got it. Ghostbusters. At least I won't die alone. Even you got too old to die young. Not for lack of trying. We're bad guys. It's what we do. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Pretty strange that we keep running into each other. Maybe it means something. I doubt it. Dad, there's like whores here and stuff. Sweetheart, how many times have I told you don't say and stuff? I know what I look like. Women would kill to look like this. You, you look like the inside of other people's assholes. You know, it takes a village to make me look dope. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con. 2017 and beyond i am ryan hey and that's I am, this year it is i am so excited for everybody to hear our favorite films of 2016 yeah in an annual tradition we call film explosion <laughs> or you don't have to do that and brad can add the sound effects oh, come on brad <laughs> redo it <laughs> film explosion oh it's happening We actually have the full Real Nerds crew here. I'm Ryan and Brad and James and Henry and Zach. And coming out of the shadows. Bree, once again, thank you. It's an honor to be back. We're, hey. we're excited to have you back. Yeah. I did a Ninja Turtle joke because it's not going to be on anybody's list. <laughs> Are you hey, sure? You don't know that. <laughs> you never know, man. Brad, Brad makes some weird lists. It's a right. film explosion. Anything goes, guys. <laughs> Movies he he's most happy were made, even though he doesn't want to ever watch them again. <laughs> Um, if you're, this is your first episode of Real Nerds Podcast, welcome and thank you for listening. This episode is being brought to you by Little Caesars Pizza. Pizza, pizza. <laughs> um, and whatever. And uh, Martinelli's. Martinelli's uh, Sparkling Cider. Yeah. And uh, Pepsi Cola. We, we appreciate, we really want to thank them for su- supplying us our beverages for today. I mean, they made us pay for them, but that's okay. <laughs> People don't know that if I just talk about it, James. <laughs> Great, you just ruined that crate of Mountain Dew Get that was going to be shipped man. to his house. Yeah. <laughs> if it's we a, say we're sponsored by them, eventually they'll yes. sponsor us. I think that's how it works, yeah. Uh, also, uh, make sure that you go to the Alamo Draft House to see any fantastic movies throughout the year. Make sure you visit Coins, Cards, and Comics in Arvada for all your comic book needs. And if you've never listened to a film explosion, this is how it's going to play out. We each have our ten favorite films of the year. Uh, I don't think Bree does. Bree, uh... It's a late addition, but we just wanted him to hang out with us. So, um, I'm a little bit behind on some of the films, but I did see Rogue One. There oh. you go. Uh, Bree is busy defending our country, so thank you, Bree. We yeah. appreciate it. It's okay. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we will just we start at ten, and we'll each reveal our list. Sometimes we'll have overlaps. Sometimes we'll sweep legs. We'll do the Ryu move from Street Sometimes Fighter. Sometimes we'll punch each other in the neck for sweeping somebody else's leg. Yes. <laughs> and as always, I want to emphasize that these are not the best movies of the year. These are simply our each individual favorite movies and so, as always you are still wrong they brad's are the list best is not the best yeah. movies of the year but mine is because we already know what brad's number one movie is gonna be <laughs> <laughs> suicide squad um 
And for everybody listening, you can't see it, but Brad made a sweet DVD menu. That's I went really digital awesome. this year. That's I, really cool. I, I still have the Merlot envelopes. They're a backup in case anything goes wrong. But, oh, okay. okay. Brad went uh, went crazy this year. Um, good job, Brad. Yeah, I got to like Tuesday and realized that we didn't have like a promotional graphic for this year's episode, so I scrambled like at 2 a.m. trying and to did it. put something together. So. You picked yeah. a good one. Do, doing the Suicide mar- uh, Squad marketing is a good idea. So yeah. you're saying when you're like held at gunpoint, you're a lot more <laughs> creative? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Because uh, Ryan can make that happen now. <laughs> I can. <laughs> so you're going to come Last over to my apartment and hold the gun to my yeah. head at 2 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> Design a new logo! Design a new logo! I'll throw you in jail. I have the power now. <laughs> you have the right to use Photoshop. <laughs> uh, I want another layer on that Photoshop, <laughs> asshole. This is garbage. If you do not have Photoshop, one will be provided for you. <laughs> so, cool. yeah. Um, so... I'd be remiss to not mention that Carrie Fisher passed away, Absolutely. and then her mother passed away the it's next Andy day. Reynolds, I Debbie know. Reynolds, yeah. Um, rough week. Who says you can't die of a broken heart? Ugh. And um, I guess episode three makes sense now. Yeah. Star Wars. I hate it so much. <laughs> oh. I always thought that was hokey, now but I, now I can't help but like sitting. And, and I think... want to give Brad a round of applause for getting my joke. I just laid down. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but uh, all kidding aside, we all grew up loving Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Absolutely. And then I fell in love with her wits in The Burbs. I, I will say, I, d- until this week, did not realize how many movies she was a script doctor on. Like, exactly. I read that whole article. Come out Last Action like, Hero. I know. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, but, so cool. So good for her. She, yeah. I didn't, she's a really prolific writer. Yeah. Man, uh, what a talented really lady. And, and, of course, her mother, Singing in the Rain, is one of my all-time favorite movie yeah. musicals. And uh, another thing, you, like, so okay. Carrie Fisher was a script doctor. A lot of people don't know that her mother, Debbie Reynolds, went through Hollywood and bought a lot of old costumes so they'd be preserved because there's a lot of people that would just throw that shit out. And I forget who else does it, but they were just going to, like, throw out Johnny Carson's curtain and because mm-hmm. people didn't care about history back then. A lot, And it's the Ruby Slippers. I, I think it was something from The Wizard of Oz. Like, it's in the documentary mm-hmm. on the DVD. But she hosts that documentary, and she shows off her entire collection. Yeah, oh, and that's cool. And you know, uh, kids nowadays might know Debbie Reynolds from the Halloween Town uh, Disney movies, so or Halloween Town Two, Revenge. Yeah, so um, <laughs> the the film industry lost two really big icons this week, and yeah. um, they played a huge part in my childhood. If uh, if you are in Denver and you hear this early enough, uh, the Alamo showing um, Molly Brown for Debbie Reynolds. I think this week. Awesome. I don't know the exact timing, but um, I, oh, I hope I'm allowed to say that. Yeah, they're they're totally doing that. <laughs> if if they're also doing it in the New York, and if I've heard about the New York one, then it's probably out. For oh, the, okay, great. One, yeah, so. and you know what I hate when I cry at just like pictures. Uh, Disneyland did a lightsaber tribute to <laughs> Carrie Fisher, and they had thousands of people hold up their lightsabers at the same time, and it was pretty magical. So um, yeah, that happened um, on the uh, Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic, that MMO game. Yeah. All twenty-seven people playing it all got together uh, in the same room. So they <laughs> could do that. Yeah. Burn. Cool. So I was, always, I was always a bad guy in those because you know you could choose between light and dark. Yeah, I'm like being nice. I'm going to murder everybody. Yeah. <laughs> How was your guys' list this year? This was really tough for me. Like this, because um, what I realized was that probably the top fifty movies. I saw. I ended up at seventy four. About forty five of or fifty of the movies are good movies. Yeah. Like. This year, even looking back at how bad, like, the, the some of the, or how disappointing I think the summer was, as far yeah. as, like, big action-y movies, um, I still feel like, man, there's a lot of stuff on here that getting it, 
getting it down to ten this year was really tough. Yeah, and there's I, stuff that I really wanted to have on there that I just had a hard time. With. I mean, my number eleven, I think I tweeted it out, jockeyed like it went all the way down to like seven, and then I'm yeah. like, I got man because I loved Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. I still think it's the greatest movie title of all time. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but it's just. Are you, are you sure that it's not uh, Disney's Marvel's The Avengers 2 Age of Ultron? Because yeah, that's a pretty um, great title. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but no, I, I actually... So I was like... That movie, I'm not joking, all the way down to number seven. Uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe didn't make it on my list either. Oh, really? Wow. And, and I was like jockeying with that one. And so I had a lot of... Like my top three were pretty much set. Yeah. But anything after that, I was, I was juggling a lot. Yeah, oh, me yeah. too. Yeah. In past right. years, I've had trouble like putting things on my top 10 list yeah uh, but not and, number one yeah no, that's always easy <laughs> but as far as like rounding out like I, like the past two years or so it was more of like a top five for me yeah and i just filled out the other five yeah yeah uh, but this year i was actually like trying to figure out like what deserved that 10th spot that's know? cool that makes yeah. me glad. Yeah. So if my, Brad has to think about it, fuck. Right. Yeah. My top 30 is filled with like really good films this year that like, yeah. <laughs> couldn't make it. Exactly. So. Exactly. Same here. I, I bet Becoming Christine's one of them. Uh, <laughs> Kate plays Christine. We'll, we'll or do that, the, whatever it's called. Yeah. When we do the uh, bottom five of the year at the end of the episode, uh, that'll be there. So <laughs> My least favorite film was 31. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet, so... It's nice. garbage. So it didn't turn out to be Independence Day Resurgence. That's good. No, because it <laughs> goes 31, Independence Day. There are plenty of movies this year that were seven. worse than Independence Day. I can list them for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Suicide Squad? Nope. <laughs> Watch that be someone's number 10. Right. <laughs> cool. So where are we starting, Ryan? Um, Other than 10. Please don't say 10. Who are, who are we starting with? Brad, oh my reveal gosh. your number 10 film. Are you sure? Yeah, because I want to see if you're... Yeah, he's cheating because he wants to go last. All right, so my... No, I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> everyone's going to sweep my legs anyway, so... <laughs> Here we go. Brad's number 10 film of 2016 is... Spider-Man. You motherfucker! <laughs> Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. You're a piece of shit. Master Wayne. Thermal imaging is showing me two dozen hostiles on the third floor. Why don't I drop you off on the second? Even you got too old to die young, not for lack of trying. He has the power to wipe out the entire human race. If we believe there's even a 1% chance that he is our enemy, we have to take it as an absolute certainty. The greatest gladiator match in the history of the world. God versus man. Day versus night. You're psychotic. That is a three-syllable word for any thought too big for little minds. I've known a few women like you. 
I don't think you've ever known a woman like me. Do you know the oldest lie in America? That power can be innocent. Brad, that was a good one. I mean, no, but it was a good, a good choice for you. <laughs> All right, so the reason it's on my list is actually could have been this or Suicide Squad or Ghostbusters. I just felt like I needed to have one of the top three controversial movies yeah. of this year on there. Just to be an ass. Yes. <laughs> uh, and mostly because Ryan told Zach Howard it would be on here. <laughs> so I didn't, want to, I didn't want to disappoint. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> Really, like, it, yeah, it's a dour kind of, you know, depressing movie, but that, that Batman fight that you just saw, like, <laughs> come on. Um, and this I can't so read because I actually uh, appreciate they, they killed. killed. Oh, yeah, like, kill, uh, spoilers, killing Superman. Like, as far as, like, a business movie, like, you wouldn't think that a studio would go for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Uh, the Ultimate Cut. The Ultimate Cut is, like, the best version to watch. I actually so. think the Ultimate Cut is... Um, <laughs> It takes it from like a six for me to about a seven point five because yeah. I think it, adding story helps it. Yeah. Um, again, my only issue with this film is I don't think it's earned the rights yet to no. have the fight. Um, but like when you see that trailer, like I just so cool. I, I love the line. He's like, "If there's just a one percent chance, I yeah. fucking love." Because I think Bat. I'm, I was about to say Batfleck. When I think <laughs> I think Ben Affleck is a badass Bruce Wayne and Batman. I yeah. really do think he's does the part really well and those scenes with him and alfred are really good like those are rich well-written sequences and in yeah. three and a half hours you get like one every hour so <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, but man. yeah uh get the ultimate cut it fleshes out the characters more mm -hmm. and yeah. makes some of the you know when i saw in the theater i'm like why do they get killed if they get a brand from batman who cares mm -hmm. and then you find that they're being paid to kill these guys yeah so yeah 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 so yeah number cool. 10 for me awesome cool. man so, you know what james i'll go next because you're like you, you, you gonna go oh, last no, no, <laughs> so no, no, no i'll go no, next that's not what I meant. so it'll be me and brad the two best lists on here oh <laughs> yeah. boom <bump>. fireworks <laughs> uh my number 10 film is this person's third film it's his first studio film since 2008 my third film is the monster Like this. Man, you alright? Yeah, we're fine. Say, Amos, it's gonna be a bit. 
third film i mean my 10th film <laughs> <laughs> it is my it's my third that's why it's on the list uh no my number 10 film was the monster um i've never seen the trailer for it so i don't know what the trailer contains um i'm guessing it has mother and daughter fighting and a monster in it um but it's made by the guy who made strangers and it's a story about mm-hmm. a mother and daughter who has a really fractured relationship and uh, they're taking a four-hour drive to see their father um, We've never talked about this movie, have we? Yeah. Did we? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like Man, two weeks ago. I, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and on their way there, their car breaks down because a monster attacked it, which you don't... I mean, the title gives it away, but... Um, <laughs> but it's like a legit monster, and it kind of looks like a mix between like a werewolf and a bat, oh, and it yeah. like rips people apart. But in the meantime, why I really love this film is... I mean, I obviously, I love monster movies, and I love Blood and Guts, which this film has tons of. Uh but it's also an examination of a relationship between a mother and daughter when it's completely fractured, when the mother is more immature than the daughter, and the daughter's only like 10. Yeah. And uh, they have these great scenes. Uh, one of my favorite scenes is they have this fight at the beginning, and the daughter's like, I hate you, I hate you. And then the mom goes out, she's going to not drink, but she drinks anyway. She takes a, a bottle of vodka out of the trash can, drinks it passes out in the bathroom after she throws up and then the daughter comes in and sleeps next to her on the bathroom floor and it's and uh, just how the relationship evolves while they're being attacked by a legit monster yeah. is interesting because I think the title also means two things is the monster the mother is the monster the the monster that's attacking them. Yeah. And I was about to make that exact joke. I was going to say, is the real monster their relationship? No, the, the <laughs> real monster is wire hangers. But, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. That was not a, an abortion joke. Okay. That was oh, a monster dearest joke. Okay. Woof. Man, you all reacted horribly, and I was like, wait, I didn't think people loved Mommy Dearest that much. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I just like it for the relationship. Uh it might be a movie James would like because of uh, the relationship between the mother and daughter and the, they're both like it. really like great idea. in it. Yeah. But then you have to put up with the violence and stuff then, which James doesn't like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I like, like hold on. monster violence. Okay. Like it's slashery stuff is the thing where I'm like, well, okay, well it's not slashery. I guess okay, it's just yeah, like no. people being mauled and stuff. Remember, it's like an animal I, put, attack. I put Evil Dead on my list higher than I than you did yours. That, that, that is year. true. I'm just saying. It is true. And I watched it this year because uh, I watch it every so, year. So, yeah. Uh, the Monster. That's a cool one. Number cool. Number 10th Man. of the year. All right. Awesome. Um, Zach? Zach? My number 10 film is a film oh, that uh, 
really, like, really just hits home the point of how much it sucks to be in your late 20s. My number 10 film is Don't Think Twice. Five minutes, guys. Five minutes, guys. Five minutes, guys. Why am I Japanese? Remember when you said, please tell me when I'm racist? Yeah. It's one of those times. Thanks. Thank you. Welcome the commune. Improv in art form unto itself. The most important thing is don't think. You don't think, you don't memorize. You don't get paid. So true, but isn't that kind of fun, too? Are you working right now? Are you applying for anything? Uh, unemployment? Hummus and chips? Hummus and chips? You pick one person, you say the first thing about them that comes to your mind. Connor, go! You're fat. You're dangerous. You're a little slow. Uh, this game hurts my feelings. It's the great paradox of Weekend Live is was it good ever? You should well. not have said that in your audition. I think that's <laughs> I called you, Finn. He's bringing producers from Weekend Live. Hey, Jack, don't pull some showboat. What are you talking you about? You know you always do that. Anyone from the industry shows up, you turn into a one-man audition tape. This is a new program we're working on right now called uh, Cabs for Dads, but my, my critics like to call it Obamacare. Okay. We will, uh, we will be there. Hey, um, we're auditioning on Thursday for Weekend Live. Congrats, man. Thanks, man. No, I auditioned for this show in 2003. I was anxious. I was like, anxious. I can't take it anymore. I gotta focus on me. I I'm gonna get the job at Weekend Live. So I was thinking about doing General Rollins as an umpire. Okay. Girl! <laughs> My name is Liam Neeson. If it's money that you're looking for, I've got none. I've used all of it. The last six times my daughter was taken. I don't accept that as improv. I like my life how it is right now. You can't do improv forever, okay? It just, it ends. Your 20s are all about hope, and then your 30s are all about realizing how dumb it was to hope. This is my room. Where are you going? You're like 40. I just turned 36. Everybody agrees. Oh, that's a good pick. Don't yeah. Think Twice is Mike Birbiglia's second film. Um, and it's uh, Keegan Michael Key plays uh, part of this. Uh, well, it's, so it's, a, it's an ensemble piece about these uh, improv actors, and one of them gets a big break for an SNL type show. Yeah. And it leaves the others wondering what have they done with their lives in their late 20s, early 30s. Um, and it's just a great ensemble piece. I totally dug it. Keegan Michael Key is hilarious in the movie. Jillian Jacobs rocks in this film. The whole film. cast just kills it. Yeah, yeah. I Even, think this uh, is his uh, best performance. Keegan Michael Key's performance because it's also like he's both unlikable, but you also understand where he's coming from. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's weird because like at at one point Keanu was on this list at number ten. But I am so glad that there was another Keegan Michael Key performance that was much better and a lot more. I know you're you're, you're half of the year list. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I mainly put it there to piss off Ryan. <laughs> it doesn't. In July, we're just like, fuck, God. fucking Zach. Can we can we just schedule the film explosion a week? He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> but to each their own. You know, movies are an art, and art is an interpretive form. So if, yeah. you, if you love Keanu, apparently, except for but, Keanu, but luckily. <laughs> 
Keanu is good. It's just it's I not it's, number ten. It's funny. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's on uh, my Xfinity account, as I can watch it for free. There you go. And I'm like, should I watch it again? <laughs> it is free. That cat is adorable. Uh, no, that's a that's a really great pick. And the funny thing about it is, I actually feel like Mike Birbiglia ends up being not the weak link, but like the least interesting character. He's the most forgettable, honestly. Yeah, so. like, even um, uh, Kate Micucci, mm-hmm. like, her character I really like, too. Kate and there's Cooch. a there's that great scene in the... Um, on the on the in the on that like alley or street afterwards where they're like, like the climax they're really like fighting and breaking yeah. up and you're like man like some like they have good things about their arguments and bad things and like some of them are actually being really mean to each other yeah but you just understand how like this one thing can divide up this group of friends and it's yeah. a great movie I'm I'm really yeah. glad somebody got it onto their list and even like oh, yeah. just like it's like because he wrote it in a way that like. Like, it, you don't have to be an improv to understand it either. Right. Like, yeah. like in, in, I think in a lot of different art forms, you know those types of people. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, the the person who is kind of riding their parents' success. You know the person who tries much harder than everyone else, who tries to steal everyone's attention. You know all yes. those kinds of people. And so, Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, that scene it's, where it's, he does it, too, is so brutal. Yeah. It's an easily l- relatable film yeah. Um, yeah. for any circumstance. You don't have to be in the entertainment industry to understand it. No, yeah, I don't um, think so either. But think. if you are in the entertainment industry It'll or aspiring to be, yeah, it was it was like a home run for me. Like Brad My favorite son, improv Doug. scene is uh, from Ted 2. Mm-hmm. Where they're like, okay, we need we need an event. Nine eleven. <laughs> Bill Cosby on nine eleven. <laughs> oh man, is that is that the same movie? No. no. <laughs> but there is a scene like I mean, yeah, when he when they when they're calling out for yeah. people and he like just steps up and starts doing Obama, you're like, fuck you, yeah. man, I hate you so much right yeah. now. Yep. Oh, it's an awkward scene. Yeah, he's really good at doing awkward stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's what I love about Mike Birbiglia. Yeah, that's. You haven't really seen right. Sleepwalk with Me? Watch that one. Too. Oh yeah, Sleepwalk with Me is great. Sleepwalk is a double yeah. feature. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but this is better. I, I, I no, I, I think, think this oh, is much better. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Birbiglia before he even got into like the filmmaking industry. Yeah. yeah, and I will say this is his best thing yeah. he's done in it's a while. Really cool, so. What a hipstery thing to say. I know. I was a fan before. I saw. I saw him in the underground like five years ago. You also saw Radiohead before they were cool. Way in the back. They're called Radio Cranium. Oh, All right, so anyway, that was my number 10. Don't cool. think twice. That's Check it out. W- watch what one. I do here. Henry, what's your number 10? Uh, my number 10. <laughs> I'm making James go last. You're so good at, you're so good at hosting. <laughs> my number 10, uh, I got to say I've missed musicals, and uh, I think I think this is the best musical of the year, and my number 10 is Pop Star. Never Stop, Never Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Great setup. <laughs> my fans and me... We're in love. I write the songs that make the whole... The arena is our bedroom. And the stage... The stage is where we fuck. Connor for real is actually saving the record industry. Connor's hot. You tell me you didn't see him and say... Yo, he's the star. This guy right here, he's gonna make it big. It's Connor. I've got it all, and I'm getting more. Louis so expensive. Connor currently has 32 people on his personal payroll. Sure, Connor surrounds himself with people who are agreeable. Oh! <laughs> 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 
looks like the tip of Optimus Prime's kids. My apple crumble All my woodwork, it's kind of my passion. This one's a mask, still me. Justin Bieber's got his believers, and I've got my confidants. Best fans in the biz. It's kind of a perfect job for me, but my favorite free time thing is flatlining. Oh, wow. I shit my pants. Not, Not this time. time. I'd love to get Connor to the point where he's just kind of everywhere, like oxygen or gravity or clinical depression. He's just everywhere. It's not a competition, but I'm in it. You won't give me a surprise, motherfucker. In a way, being gracious is my weakness. People say I'm so unpretentious for a genius. You know, it takes a village to make me look dope. Thank you for putting this on your list. Henry. Yeah, <laughs> like, because uh, like I have been like I like this week I've added two other films to like my top ten mm-hmm. that I had to push others out, and I made sure to keep Pop Star in because nice. I wanted this to be my number ten. That's a really so. good ringer for your ten. Like, yeah, that's I love that. Oh, so. man. The movie's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely movie. one of my favorite comedies of the year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the most I've laughed in a film this year, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think just also just the songs in general are just hilarious, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've listened to, like, that soundtrack on I know, repeat. I need to get it. Every I keep on forgetting to pick it up, you know? And yeah. I, I just, like, uh, I'm so humble. <laughs> Osama yeah. bin Laden. terrorize that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The turtle funeral is probably my favorite. <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he's trying to deliver a message. <laughs> It's a movie that I I just laughed like I didn't have like huge I'm like ah but I I laughed like the whole movie yeah, yeah. Like, oh that's funny oh, I gotta go pick that's that up. funny yeah, yeah that that's so funny good. Seal get in the car the wolves are after you it's okay I've been in this situation before you've been in this situation before yes how do you think I got the scars from wolves <laughs> um, but yeah it just it's a, it's definitely one of the best times I've had in a theater and also I wanted to include just because it didn't do well in the box office and so yeah, I want to make yeah. sure people get a chance to see this film I think yeah, it's a absolutely. movie that went over people's heads yeah. Yeah, because it's it's <laughs> it's too it's too smart for people. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a lot like uh, a Christopher Guest movie yeah. where yeah, it, it has is. it has the same not super laugh out loud moments, but it's just funny throughout the whole thing. It's it's, it's yeah. actually better than this year's Christopher Guest movie. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. <laughs> he made a movie this year. Yeah, did, Ma- yeah. Mascots direct to Netflix. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Which is good, but it's not as good as Popstar. Popstar yeah. is hilarious, and like even like all the supporting cast, I think it's really good. Like just like the. Uh, Oh, what's uh, Tim Meadows' character? Oh, yeah. When he explains his backstory of how he was part of Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> yeah. and, he said, like, and I wanted to be the Tony with the question mark at the end, but they were they didn't like the Tony, 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 Tony. And so, <laughs> I mean, there's like a lot of cameos in it. Oh, yeah. And- he had the he had Tim Meadows had the best delivery of a line where he's yelling at the young rapper. Yeah. He goes, "I will eat your fucking face." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, pop star. That's my uh, number ten. So it's a good one. James, yeah, last and totally least. Oh, that's what you get for saying yeah. I'm going last. You go last. No, I was saying you were gonna like that. That gives you final word. Sweet power. I thing. always get the final word, but you don't because now. Never mind. I do get anyway, the final word. So I went back and forth. You know, usually I save my number ten for like kind of a ringer, like a Hansel and Gretel kind of thing, where I'm like, this is really fun and I really like it. And uh, I had a really tough time with my my bottom three this year. Um, so my, my number 10 was one where I was just like, I don't know what to do. This is a movie though that I have thought about a lot that was controversial for me when I, when I first saw it. 
but that has stuck with me and honestly has one of the best character moments um, and character choices for me of the year. Uh, this is a little movie that I got to see with Henry called Nocturnal Animals. Do you ever feel like your life has turned into something you never intended? I'm worried about you. Were you sleeping? You scared me the last time we talked. You know me. I never sleep. My ex-husband used to call me a nocturnal animal. I didn't know you had an ex-husband. I've been thinking about him a lot lately. Then recently he sent me this book that he's written. It's violent and it's sad. Then he dedicated it to me. Did you love him? I did something horrible to him. how serious you are about seeing justice done. Don't do this. You'll regret it. I really wanted to be this person that you thought I was. You're crazy. You're making a big mistake. You'll never find out. When you love someone, you have to be careful with it. You might never get it again. It's fun to kill people. We should try it sometime. <laughs> Nobody gets away with what you did. Yeah, I'm uh, shocked this made your top ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it, you hated the opening of it. I do, but the rest of this movie is so good. It's why it's ten. If if the if this movie just opened on Amy Adams sitting in her little art Nude? studio, that would work too. Would have been um, a bit higher, but um, yes, no, seriously. If, if not for that moment, that opening sequence, if it had just started with her sitting in that art studio and looking sad, mm -hmm. this would probably be in my top five. So they're going to release a Blu-ray called the, the James, James Hart Ultimate Cut, <laughs> right? Where they just cut out the beginning, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and everyone would thank them for it. So. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I love this movie that much, and it's wow. it is it is such a great. If you break out the the the. Jake Gyllenhaal story. It is a fantastic, brutal, sad, and nihilistic, uh, like action thriller uh, or or crime thriller. Mm -hmm. That is the kind of movie that tends to make my list anyway. In that sort of Fargo counselor kind of a tradition, uh, it's one of those movies, but wrapped in these this bookended story that that actually redeems all of those terrible things I just said, like. It's not nihilistic, and the the end sequence that I don't want to spoil because the the choice that this character that we I mean we do meet him so we do meet him but only yeah. in the flashbacks yeah. the choice that this character who is absent through the majority of the film makes and he makes it completely off screen 
Like that choice is such a powerful and amazing yeah. moment. Uh, and waiting and hoping for him to do this thing the way I want him to do it is so great and such a well-written script. Uh, I, I, it, it's it's one of those little things that just got into my brain, and I want. It, it's it, it raised the bar for how I want character drama to be in my films moving forward, yeah. and that is enough that yes, the fact that there's this weird non sequitur of like dancing you know, naked women, <laughs> dancing naked women in their forties. I'm like I, I I don't know why this is here, yeah. but I will gladly fast forward through it to it's own just this Blu-ray. Opening credits, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the next time I watch it, I'll I'll start it up while I'm still you know yeah you know getting getting my food and drinks ready to yeah. you know getting my popcorn and then once the movie starts then i'll be like oh great the movie has started it's the part that the alma would give you your food at right like, yeah. so <laughs> right yeah like that's what i'll still be ordering while the naked yeah. ladies are dancing um it's totally worth checking out and one that i wanted to highlight you know because i think people should see this movie um which is interesting because I, I agree. I didn't expect it to actually end up here. Yeah. In fact, I hated that beginning so much. I kept arguing why this, you shouldn't put it. Yeah, in. I kept yeah. arguing like, no, I need to punish this movie. <laughs> why did you do this? Um, but no, it's it's really great. Also, so. like one of the most intense films of like in a way that you. Oh yeah, expect, no, like, that scene, the scene with Ilsa Fisher on the side of the road. Yeah. Is awful. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all like of the Jake Flannery Jones, O'Connor, like, the, like quote Western part of it. Yes. It's very intense, and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I thought about, you know, it was a week later, and you, you we recorded the show, and you were here, and I like wanted to catch up with you because I was like, man, I've been thinking about it, and like, yeah. I figured out why this happens this way at the yeah. end, and like, this is why this is that that way. I still didn't understand why the naked ladies were there. You did eventually explain yeah. that to me, and I'd still hate it. Yeah, it's not. But it's not great. But it's not a bad but... argument, but still, um, yeah, it's totally worth checking out. See Nocturnal Animals. It's my number ten film of the year. Cool. Brad, back to you. I guess yeah, it's you. Brings it back to the DVD. Yeah, you're the guy with pomp and circumstance. You got. <laughs> yeah. All right, my number nine of 2016 is one we've already talked about. Oh, <laughs> don't think twice. twice. Oh, so. Lake cool. swept early. So yeah, these guys already talked about a lot of the same points. Um, it just has like this honest, natural vibe. Like you don't feel like you're watching a, comedy a story as much as you're yeah. watching just like people existing. Yeah. Um, in a story, um, a lot of you know, there's no big like comedic gags or anything it's just like natural uh situations that yeah. serve up the laughs so yeah. yeah it's it's funny watching the trailer this time i forgot that like i was gonna joke earlier that the only thing i don't like about this movie is the fact that they call it weekend live and it's so obviously saturday night live yeah, that i'm yeah. like you couldn't have just called somebody up and be like hey we're gonna we're gonna say saturday night live like we can't and i know it's, it's super low budget yeah yeah so, i know yeah. Um, also, i forgot that there's a little like teaser like a little uh if you're a doug Lowe's movie fan you can you can see Pete Holmes do a cameo in the movie. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. he's doing yeah. Uh, Ray Romano Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Jingle Bells. Uh, <laughs> I also like just from watching the trailer as well. This is something we should we should do more often. <laughs> now that this we're really doing, good. Yeah. Watching yeah. the movies we're talking about. It yeah. like it reminds me like how emotional it is as well. Yeah, that yeah. one like, scene where people haven't seen it probably don't know what's going on the yeah. in the group. Yeah. But when Kegel making yes. yeah. announces that he's got the like it's so awkward. It, it was like the first moment I was like, yeah, I really don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a shitty move. Well, but on it's his not part. it's not even like it's well no, it is his fault because they, yeah, do he t- they do tell him what happened, then he makes it about him again. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah, he does. And I also forgot I just forgot how good the Jillian Jacobs arc typically She's is. So great. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. great great movie. So Yeah. Yeah. That was a good choice. 
Yeah, I won't think twice about it after we're done with this. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> man! Ooh, cold blood. <laughs> First shot fired. Wow. Uh, my number nine film is a film that taught everybody a lesson of intolerance and accepting people for who they are. My number nine film is Utopia. Zootopia, a gleaming city where animals of all breeds, predator and prey alike, live together in peace and harmony. Hi, I'm Judy, your new neighbor. Yeah, well, we're loud. Don't expect us to apologize for it. ZPD's first rabbit officer, Judy Hopps. You ready to make the world a better place? Bad news in this city gripped by fear. What can you tell us about the animals that went savage? Are we safe? This is priority one. Hops. Parking duty. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, I'm not just some token bunny. You strike out, you resign. Deal. here to ask you some questions about a case. Then they should have gotten a real cop to solve it. You are under arrest. For what? Hurting your free wings? You are a key witness. No, he is. Hey, I need you to run a plate. All right, I know a guy. You need something done, he's on it. They're all slots? We are in a really big hurry. I am on. It? Break. I have 36 hours left. We can only solve it together. It's not about how badly you want something. It's about what you are capable of. I am a real cop. Never let them see that they get to you. You bunnies. (laughs) So emotional. No, no, no. Do not let go. I'm gonna let go. What? We may be evolved, but deep down, we are still animals. Quit it. You're gonna start a howl. For sure, we're a naturalist club. All the way down. Try everything. Life's a little bit messy. Try everything. We all make mistakes. No matter what type of animal you are, change starts with you. We gotta go. Whose car is it? The most feared crime boss, Mr. Big. You know, I, I, I've, I've said it at the last few film explosions, but Disney animation has been on a roll. Killing oh, yeah. it. Uh, ever since they put John Lasseter, surprise, in charge of the whole animation studios, not just yeah. Pixar. No. Nah. Uh, they've really refocused on what's important in animated film. Uh, when you go back to something like Meet the Robinsons, and you're, wow, that was only like six years ago, I think. Yeah. I mean, that movie's not that good. No. And uh, to where they are now, where they're just firing on all cylinders. Uh, I think Zootopia is the best animated film of the year. And I agree. I agree. Uh, just uh, I love the character of Judy Hopps. I think she's wonderful. Uh, and uh, Jason Bateman's character as Ark throughout it is really great. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a fun movie yeah. with a message that you're not expecting. You know, oh, yeah. it, I remember seeing it in theaters and they caught the mayor. And I'm like, oh man, this this is the end of the movie. Nope, here's another 30 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a nice lesson for um, not only adults but kids to be 
you know, accept people for who they are yeah. and yeah. learn to live with differences in your life. I know I kid all the time about, you know, not being this way, but I think it's really important yeah. in in normal day life to accept people for who they are. You can't just, one, judge a book by its cover. And uh, for the hero to have that arc in the movie yeah. is, I think, a testament to the script. Mm-hmm. You know, that's her flaw, and she has to learn to get past it. Well, I would go, so, so it's a little higher on my list, but uh, I'll talk about it now. I would go a little further and say that what's great about it is that everyone in the movie has that arc. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not just that she misjudges people and she has to learn that. <clears throat> There's these wonderful scenes where you realize she does it, Jason Bateman's character does it, like, everyone in the movie is making those decisions uh, and is stereotyping people, and the movie doesn't shy away from that and talks about it in a very mature way. Um, and even, like makes reference to things that like kids aren't necessarily going to understand or realize is a very real thing. I mean, there's a scene where, uh, she says she's really impressed by how articulate he is as a wolf or as a fox. And you're going like, Holy shit, you guys, that's an actual real world, super offensive thing that white people say to black people. Like, Holy shit. (laughs) We, you just put that in a children's film. And while they may at age six, not realize that that's real, they're getting the lesson that you shouldn't say things like that to people mm-hmm. before they ever get the lesson that people say those I things. Agree. And that is so huge and so smart. I, I mean, the movie is, is awesome, and, yeah. and, and I am more than proud to have it in, in my top ten. Uh, it's a great choice. Yeah, no, I, like I said, in, it's just one of those movies that I, I'll never forget being in a theater with James and seeing the trailer for it. And I'm like, that's garbage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, so what am I watching here? <laughs> oh, the first trailer was, uh, like, offensively bad, where it's just, oh, like, yeah. him walking out on a white screen. He's like, everything's named after animals. And you're like, what is yeah. this? <laughs> and then you slowly realize, much like Pixar movies, I don't think Pixar has great trailers. Well, I, no. I'll take that back. I think the Cars 3 teaser is amazing. Yeah, that one is actually really good. But if for the most part, it's like, look at these zany things. And then I realize... Yeah. That they're selling it to kids, yeah. so yeah. kids like mommy, take me to that. And then uh-huh. parents like me sit there and go, "Wow, you just blew my mind, Disney." Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like we're not their target demographic here, so I guess it makes sense that we're not in- impressed by the trailers. So. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so bad that it was not. I don't know if I missed it that week or if it just wasn't our choice. But I know I didn't see it until it had been out for a week or it two. It wasn't our choice. And I was I hearing saw it was instead great. of. <laughs> yes. That's one of my favorite episodes because what guy, movie did you guys go see? I don't London remember. Has it was London, London has fallen. Has fallen. Yes. And you yes. guys, really? I, I kept it a secret the whole show. Yes. And then at the show, I, I went last. I said, "Well, I don't know because I went saw Zootopia," <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm glad I did because that movie is yeah. amazing. You missed what is genuinely my biggest disappointment of the year. Really? Oh yeah. London has fallen. The movie that should have been the coolest and was the most disappointing for me, um, like the biggest disparity from from could have been awesome mm. to not. Uh, like you went and saw Zootopia, which is amazing. Yeah, uh, I hate you. I mean, it barely like missed my top ten. I think it's like my number twelve or eleven. Yeah. But, like, I don't think you'll realize that John Laster is this generation's Walt Disney. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. he's doing very similar things that Walt Disney was doing, and I think people just don't realize that. So. Oh, yeah. And he, he pushes the medium into places that yeah. Walt would do. I mean, Walt was more of uh, the visual side of it and the visual mm-hmm. storyteller. And uh, not to take away away from the stories in his early stuff, but the stories aren't the most important part. Yeah. I mean, you can ask me. I still think Pinocchio is the greatest animated film of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're in an area where they're telling more mature stories. They're yeah. they're making the characters more important. It's not just 
oh, how cute they can be, you know, where something where, I mean, James thinks the minions are offensive. I, I'm indifferent to him. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but that's what I think the Illumination and the Fox 20th, uh, 20th Century Fox with Blue yeah. Sky, uh, Blue Sky, uh, DreamWorks and stuff. I think that's where they miss where they're falling behind Disney and they, yeah. uh, they still make a lot of money, Yeah, but Disney makes way better films and uh, Zootopia is another crowning jewel in their mm-hmm. very vast throne room. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. So yeah, that's my number nine. Zach. My number nine is a film that I saw a couple of days ago with Henry and mm-hmm. I was very, very uh, captivated by it. My number nine film is Jackie. People like to believe in fairy tales. You ready? Of course. And you? I believe that the characters we read about on the page end up being more real than the men who stand beside us. people believe in what I know to be real. And how would you like him remembered? There should be more horses, more soldiers. Why are you doing this, Mrs. Kennedy? There's more crying, more cameras. This is making us look like barbarians. What's wrong with you? You don't have to do this. I will march with Jack. Freeze! Alone, if necessary. I'm not the first lady anymore. I lost track somewhere. What was real? What was performance? Where were you sitting in the theater? Back and to the left? Oh, my God. (laughs) And this review's over. (laughs) All right, my number nine. Uh. That's the the shitty JFK movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Actually, as I walked out of the movie, I said, Oliver Stone can suck my dick. (laughs) You should have said that when you watched JFK and be like, this guy's making up history and people believe it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When I saw JFK, I was also 12, so. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) You sat through a three and a half hour movie about the assassination of John F. Kennedy when you were 12? Look who you're talking to. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Were you into Jack Benny then? (laughs) Yes, I was. In that case, it makes perfect sense. (laughs) Anyways, back back to the real movie. Back to the movie, Jackie. Jackie. Uh, Jackie is a wonderful movie about survivor's guilt and less about Jack and Lynn Kennedy herself. 
Oh, okay. Um, it's actually a lot of the things that it accomplishes are stuff that I've tried to accomplish in my writing, so I found it very admirable to watch uh, this director and this writer come together on a story that is beautifully executed visually and uh, storytelling-wise has much more focus on the character as a person and rather about the character as a figure in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not centered around Jacqueline Kennedy's legacy. It's more focused around her coming to terms with her husband's death, the fact that she's now a single mother, the fact that she's no longer the first lady. Um, how does how does her identity – she feels like a loss of identity. See, that's a story I want to hear told. Yeah, and yeah. it's very – it's very good. Like I just – I was – it, it – it it knocked um I'll I'll just spoil it right now it knocked the lobster off the list because mm. I was gonna I was I was so enamored by the lobster but then this movie came out and Henry saw me walking out of the theater oh, yeah. and I'm like oh my god what did we just watch I blew a load in my pants <laughs> <laughs> put my popcorn over and ate it <laughs> so my that my wasn't new, my, my, my new joke style is Daniel Tosh will just keep on making a joke until it's not funny anymore yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Natalie Portman, I will say she does give – for me, it's the best performance of the year. It's better than hers and Janet got a gun. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Close second. Uh-huh. And they did this, something smart with the marketing for this film where the marketing of this film in, in the trailer just shows um, footage of the film with the song Camelot playing from the soundtrack to Camelot. They don't um, – they don't show her speaking as Jackie Kennedy. So once you're watching the movie, like the moment she starts speaking, you forget it's Natalie Portman. Like you, you're you're immediately transported into her character um, as Jackie Kennedy. Like and, and her voice is just like it's a little jarring at first, but then you're like you start getting settled into it, and then you remember, oh yeah, this is the way a Kennedy talks. <laughs> right. So um, so yeah, that's not really a Kennedy though by marriage. By marriage, but there's no blood in that. <laughs> or is there? No. Um, well, are you making some bold accusations? <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Stone, leave your weird conspiracies at the door. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Welcome like to Zach's untold history of America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw it with you, and it just—I really—I liked it a lot too. Uh, I think uh, it's my second favorite film from, from the director. Uh, and what was his name again? I'm sorry, it's uh, Pablo, Pablo Loren. Pablo Loren. What's your first favorite film? Uh, no. Uh, no, no, please tell me what you're <laughs> uh, The film's called No. Okay. It, uh, it came out in like 2013. It was nominated for Best Foreign Film. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a it's a it's amazing I film. I was, so. just, I was just going to say, No is also what Ryan's going to say if you ask him to see it. Yeah, so, but uh, this is definitely, I've seen, of the three films I've seen of his, this is probably my second favorite, and it's my favorite of the two films he's made this year. So. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, that was number nine, Jackie. Awesome. Henry? All right, my number nine is uh, James. I also have to keep remember what order people go in. I just can't just point at him. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> we're going counterclockwise. It's very clear. welcome back to the give shit. Oh, we are. Shit I, did that, I didn't do that on purpose. Show. Oh, uh, I thought that was obvious. Don't miss Harry just blank on his number nine. He had to look it up. No, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought I, I knew care. it. I thought I care about this movie. I'm pretty sure I knew what it was. I wanted to make sure it was this one though. <laughs> my list has changed so much this week. Oh, um, no, uh, me too. Uh, my number nine. Uh, it is the most liberal film of the year probably whoa um to the point where i th- i can see some people be rolling their eyes at this film but i had fun with it it's uh the story of donald trump's america by my no. it's hillary's america uh, <laughs> no it's uh my number nine is captain fantastic 
What we created here may be unique in all of human existence. All the way to top. We created a paradise. What we're doing out here is so incredible. Our kids are amazing. In the slum. Mom needs to be in the hospital right now. How's she doing? Leslie had a disease. Wherever you are, stay there. You show up, I will have you arrested. We can't go to Mommy's funeral. We have to do what we're told. We want to see Mom. Grandpa can't impress us. Right now, this is your first real test. Remember your training. They have hot dogs. What's cola? Poison water. Well, I'm so happy that our family is together. It's all local and organic. How did you kill those chickens? With an axe or a knife? <laughs> I, they're the rotisserie chicken, so you buy it on, it's already dead. The kids need structure. They need to go to a real school. I sincerely hope you haven't been doing what I think you've been doing. Your daughter has taught me many things just now. Will you be my wife? Broke my heart with Unless it comes out of a book, I don't know anything! Even if they make it through whatever it is you're doing to them, they're going to be totally unprepared for the real world. And I happen to think the opposite is true. It's child abuse. <laughs> that almost hit me. If I wanted to hit you, I would have hit you. Hello, Grandpa. Abby and I have decided that we're going to file for custody of the children. Will they take us away from you? That's a possibility. Our children shall be philosopher kings. Makes me so indescribably happy. So yeah, oh, this movie's good. Yeah. It's a uh, James embracing a liberal agenda. No, this movie's it's not even about it being liberal. It's not at about all. I just like the character has hit. Yeah, the hit, yeah. the characters are hippies. Like, and that's so all. I can see some people being like, "Oh my gosh, shut up!" Like at some points in this film, I didn't. It, it is such a. It, it's really a family movie. I mean, it's not a family movie because like there's yeah. some dong in the in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a movie about a family in the way that a <laughs> in the way that like. Don't worry, everyone. Viggo Mortensen hangs yeah. dong in this Viggo, film. Viggo Mortensen quickly oh. to becoming the man whose penis I've seen most in my life. That's all right. I've already <laughs> seen him fight in a movie with it hanging out for like ten minutes. Oh, yeah. in this one, he just walks out of an RV completely naked and stares at you for a while yeah. and then harasses you for looking at his dick. Uh, anyway, rated R for uh, Don. Right, uh, <laughs> that crazy really, Aragon. No, so four K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've totally derailed this for Henry. It's okay. really like a. I think of it like a Little Miss Sunshine esque movie. Yeah, like it's yeah, really yeah. a family kind of of yeah. uh, uh, of film. So yeah, it's a uh, story of it is uh, this family of like I think it's like seven kids. Uh, yeah, they all. Like uh, <laughs> There's so many I lose yeah. track. Viggo Morrison plays the dad of this family of seven kids that live in the woods, and I'm pretty sure the kids have never seen, like, modern civilization. Like, they grew up in the woods, and they have, like, a pretty yeah. self-sustaining kind of, their home homeschooled, in quotation marks. But uh, it's not like the village. Like, they, they no. know it's there, they, they read know books, it's there. they, they just, read, like... They know. just decide to live on their own. Yeah. And they'll not be part of it. It's more like the Amish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the mother dies, and uh, they're like, well, we want to go to the funeral, and then... 
problems happen because of that. And so that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. So yeah, um, and so yeah, and so it's about like their transition into the real world, and like every um, almost every child has like a kind of an arc. Some of, like yeah. the only problem is that one of the child, one of the children, his arc, I'm kind of. Not I thought was the worst part. Is it the of, oldest one? No, the one who. Oh, the one who's kind of a shit kicker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that part I was just like, fucking get past that part. I don't give a shit about that. It's because like, yeah, he. I know he, why it's there. Yeah, he but is. Like, he is a plot device. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's just uh, just part I didn't like about it. Yeah, no, um, I'd agree. I think Viggo Morrison is definitely one of the, before. Like I saw this film pretty early on, and uh, this is definitely one of the. He is definitely one of the best performances of the year, Viggo yeah. Morrison's, and so it's really solid. He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah I mean that's. I like that he kind of he kind of went from being like. You know, in the Lord of the Rings, these huge movies, mm-hmm. yeah. to kind of doing what he wanted to do, and I respect that. He's like yeah. a he's like a a Harrison Ford who was never super huge. Yeah, now he just he lives out on a farm. He has horses and shit, yeah. and then he just does movies that he's like, no, this is important. Yeah. He seems like a guy um, you can hang out with. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's a there's one of there the, there was a moment in this movie where I like, took a step back and was just watching him driving a van he's not saying anything but yeah. the performance is so good and like it was it was arresting for a minute where i was like yeah. oh shit i actually just got pulled out of the movie because i think this is a beautiful moment yeah um it's really wonderful and i'm glad you got it on yeah. your list and if uh, you're curious the director of it the writer director of it is a first time writer director really but it's uh if you've watched silicon valley he plays the head of Huli, and uh, he's like the main antagonist of no Silicon shit. Valley, and this is his first directorial thing. Wow. So. I didn't realize that twice. His name popped up as the director, and I was like, no shit, he did this. And it's so. beautiful. It's a really well-made film. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, just, uh, Would you I'm say Captain do Fantastic is fantastic? It's all right. You interrupted, you know what, you interrupted me for that shitty joke. <laughs> <laughs> you can't speak until it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Give the mic away. <laughs> I just I just wanted to do you a little hold teaser. I, I read James's mother's email and it's fantastic. So Aww. see that would corporate fantastic better than your joke. <laughs> <laughs> Go Don't Jared. fucking talk. <laughs> time out. Go to the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Kellen's timeout corner is in the corner over there. Yeah. You need you to go over there. <laughs> Fine. We'll go play blocks. <laughs> <laughs> James, number nine. Number nine. Uh, my number nine. Brad already knows. My number nine film <laughs> is a is a Disney film from this year uh, that was really really good. Um, but it's not Zootopia. It's actually a remake of the last Walt Disney film. It's The Jungle Book. can't learn to run with the pack one of these days you'll be someone's dinner i can't help but notice there's this strange odor today man is forbidden no longer safe for you. But this is my home. Only man can protect you now. Poor, sweet little cub. What are you doing so deep in the jungle? 
you are a man cub who wants to live in a jungle. How do you know that? Kid, I got ears. My ears got ears. Only I can protect you. Forget about your worries in this train. What's that? That's a song about the good life. Stop at nothing until he has this boy. If anything happens to that kid, I'll never forgive myself. Let's be on our way. But I'm helping Baloo get ready for hibernation. Bears don't hibernate in a jungle. Not full hibernation, but I nap a lot. Also, Spencer Kane's favorite film. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't forget. Well, he's not allowed to talk, so it makes sense. So. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, this was one that, like, no matter what I did as I was building my list, this just kept being up there. Like, yeah. I... It's one that was so charming, and then I, I was like, okay, well, this will be cool. Like, I'll go see Jungle Book, and then from the moment it started, I, I like immediately I just went, oh right, I love the Jungle Book, and Shere Khan is such an amazing yeah. villain. You know, it's one of my favorite performances of the year is Idris Elba Shere Khan. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean that villain is so good um, that that alone just sort of earned it its spot back on this list. Um, yeah, it's it's really wonderful. I don't know that I have much more to say about it, like. Yeah. I, because I would assume just you, you, everyone has seen it at this point. Um, it, technically, it's it's an amazing film. Yeah, I, I love the I love the King Louis. I th- I love that they changed yes. it from an orangutan to a, whatever it was, to, to, yeah. gigantic Gigantopithecus, gigantic. Gigantopithecus. Yes, that even, that's not a real animal, is it? it I is. don't know. It is really. It is. Dang. If, if you watch the. Uh, now I don't think of it. I don't think they're whole four stories tall. No, they're, yeah, okay. no, they're huge. They're they're extinct now. Oh, okay. Uh, but there's a. Uh, I got the limited edition 3D one, and there's a whole no. feature on it. Oh, cool! About King Louis and how mm-hmm. instead of just making him an orangutan, they're like, you know what? Let's make him different. Let's make him more scary. Yeah. And so they settled on whatever that big ape is i don't yeah. even know what it it's is actually the screenwriters were like guys we need an action we've gotten 10 pages we need an action scene what if louis is huge like a dinosaur <laughs> and he runs through the temple and crushes everything uh but it's awesome like yeah, that sequence and great. the song no, yeah. like especially his performance there where it's like this spoken word like kind of song yes yeah, yeah it's kind it's of like so a, creepy a, and cool poetic jam yeah. yeah it's like it's like if william shatner were king louis yeah. that's the way he would sing it well and it's fun too because i think a lot of people don't remember that king louis in the Animated film is not nice. Terrible. Oh, yeah. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. But, you know, kids now recognize him from Tailspin yeah. as he yeah. wears a Hawaiian shirt and he runs yeah. whatever. Or they just they watch, run. like, the song from Jungle Book and they're exactly. like, what a fun scene. And so. Well, yeah, because even that song, though, is it's menacing. Very because yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, get rid of the scat and the, the jazz yeah. behind it. I mean, it's very, like, he said, oh, hey, my. you're going to give me uh-huh. how to make fire. We're going to have problems here, man uh-huh. cub. Uh huh. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah, I mean, it's and like, like those those great sequences where where like he is getting separated from his mom, the wolf, and you're watching him emote with this. You're watching a kid who, which is already pretty hard, yeah, act against a CG wolf, 
And and the scene is heartbreaking and beautiful and like the fact that they pulled that off is just really impressive. Yeah, the kid actor's really good in it. He's really good, yeah. Um, and I really like the way they changed the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of, you know, I said when we reviewed it, like, I do kind of like that, you know, the original is heartbreaking because they separate Baloo and, like, you know, he has to go off and be with his his kind. I also understand that that's not actually the best message for the end of that movie. Um, and if they're setting it up for some kind of sequel or anything like that, like... I think that they made. I think they probably made the right choice for the story they told. Mm-hmm. It just like was so um, like it was a it was a carpet pulling out from the from under my feet when I first saw it. So um, I think it's it's really wonderful. So the whole fire sequence at the end that's what's that that part is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean it's to the point that we're like uh, all of like the live action remakes being Cinderella and this. I'm not sure if they had another one yet. Beauty, uh, and Beauty and the Beast. Well, well, well that's what Malif- I'm going to Maleficent. I mean, I guess yeah, you're... I'm not counting. Uh, um, like, <laughs> but like both of them, like the trailers for us, like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even like Jumbo, because like that will be garbage, whatever. And I see them, and they're both amazing. Yeah. To the point now where I'm like, I think the trailer for Beauty and the Beast looks kind of garbagey. But I'm like, but so did the other two. So <laughs> this is it'll probably be good. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I, I, I think I said last year, Cinderella was the most surprising movie oh, yeah. for me last year. Yeah. How great it was. Yeah. So. so good. Yeah. Cool. That's my number nine. Brad. All right, let's refer back to Crazy the Eight. Oh All right, my number eight is another don't. Ooh, don't breathe. No way. Dad. It's me. I, I really fucked up. That's her guy. Is he blind? really fucked up to have a blind guy, isn't it? Just because he's blind don't mean he's insane, bro. Really? Fucked up. Really? <laughs> Guys. Honey's probably in there. Who's there? How many of you are there? Really? I was reading an interesting. Uh, oh, maybe we should talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll hit the bullet points first. Uh, so yeah, I love, I love this first bullet point. <laughs> it's. I thought it was really tense and suspenseful. Like I didn't, I didn't think much of it going in. Like it just yeah. seemed like another, uh, you know, low budget horror movie. Yeah, uh, that's probably going to be like forgettable. But um, uh, it wasn't forgettable because, uh, like, without that blackout scene in the dark, um, and then the turkey baster, like there were like these great twists. <laughs> and then yeah. The turkey- yeah, which is James's least favorite thing of the year. Uh, but I thought like it was just it was so disturbing, like a yeah, disturbing yeah. addition to like uh, what could have just been an average horror film um, uh, twist. And um, yeah, as it is stuck with me all year. Like, 
This is the only That's film cool. from this year that I missed that I still really, really want to see. So. Well, I haven't seen it all yet. You no, should. No, not at all. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I listened to it. Right? No, I've turkey? already listened to your episode. Oh, okay. I know the spoilers of it. but uh, Okay. I'm <laughs> well, sorry. I, say. It, it, I don't know. I think it would be better if you didn't know. But, well, I mean, right. it's whatever. Too late. Spoilers yeah. don't affect me. Though, it's interesting. I was reading an uh, interview with uh, Fidi Alvarez, the director, and they asked, oh, you know, Jane Levy's worked with you twice. You guys playing on Parenting Up again? And he said, I don't think so. She doesn't like him because oh, really? what she's he's put her through on Evil Dead and yeah. uh, Don't Breathe that. because of what's happened to her. Yeah. I mean, he's probably being a little, you know, exaggerating, right. yeah. Yeah, exaggerating yeah, yeah. it. But I can see why. I mean, he puts her through a lot in this yeah. film and in Evil and Dead. This one is more Evil Dead is rough. This one, the stuff at the end is, I, I would imagine, for her a lot more dehumanizing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that scene where she's tied up is, is real rough to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he, that, that's what I respect about this filmmaker, though, is yeah. he will push, and he will push hard. Yeah, but, the, the I mean, I, I, not to derail Brad's pick, you know, my problem with it is I love the first two-thirds of this movie and was totally a... This is my on my top ten. This is such a brilliant thriller that is so well crafted that then yeah, like to get this like real horror movie ending, I was like, oh man, like you made it into a horror movie, um, but still so impressive, like such a cool movie, you know. Well made. I've yeah. shown over I think seven people at my college now his Evil Dead because it's so great. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's just what's he do we know who what he's doing next like after this? Or? Oh, and I do. I forget what it is, but I know they're rushing into production Don't Breathe 2. Is he oh. part of that though? Yeah, I think he's the writer and producer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um I don't, I, he might be directing it, I don't know. Yeah. This time the guy's deaf too. <laughs> <laughs> this it's time like somebody has asthma. It's like Helen Keller, but he's got a lot of money in his house. <laughs> <laughs> the third one he's dumb. Well, it's a deaf blood, blind and dumb trilogy. Well, you know, you know how you punish him though. You just stick a plunger in the toilet. <laughs> that's a oh, killer joke oh man oh, call it the miracle thief <laughs> <laughs> yep that's my number eight very nice choice brad yeah good choice i'm surprised you like that that much yeah cool. I, me too <laughs> <laughs> i i thought it would probably drop off to 11 by the end of the year but um it's funny because a lot of these lists are like movies i would own and i actually don't own this one yet so mm. yeah but I figured it'd be one of those that'd be like yeah. ten bucks up. halfway yeah. through the year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number eight is also a horror film, and it's my favorite trailer of the year. It's quiet. It took me watching it a couple times to get back on board with it because the first time I saw it, I was like, "Oh, this movie's pretty great." And then I saw it again, I'm like, "This movie's really great." And then I watched it with the commentary, and I liked it more. Um, my eighth film of the year is The Witch. What went we out into this wilderness to find? Leaving our country, kindred, our father's houses. For what? For the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Boo! <laughs> there you are. Uh, 
rest this family. Still my favorite trailer of the year. I think the trailer is great. Yeah, it's the scariest trailer of the year for sure. And I think the film itself is one of those disturbing movies that you have to watch. And it takes you a little bit to get into it because they have the ye old timey talkie in it. Yeah. (laughs) Ye old timey talkie. It takes patience. It takes patience, but I think it's so well made. And I think the scares in it aren't your typical movie scares. It's more of, hey... You're stuck in this world, and we're not going to let you get away from it. And you're stuck with this family. Like how the family is isolated, I feel that you're isolated isolated with them. Yeah. And you can't look away. And uh, I don't know who's worse, if it's Black Phillip or uh, the Crows in it, but... um, I'd make an argument for Black (laughs) Phillip. Yeah, Black Phillip's pretty bad. Well, I mean, the Crows are eating the mom's boob at one point. Yeah, that's uh, true. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's but you just, got to see boobs, so yeah. But it's some oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, uh, there's now sparkling juice all over the place. That's all right. I need to, I need to get Stanley Steamer in here. Uh, <laughs> they get yeah, carpets clean. I, I think it's uh, it's tense, and I think it's really well made. Yeah, and I also the ending actually surprised me. Oh yeah, yeah, for a horror film. Cool. It's, it's extremely low budget, and the production design is beautiful. Like, oh yeah. You can oh, tell yeah. that Robert Eggers came from a. Production design background. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why I can't wait to see him, uh, what he does with Nosferatu coming yeah. up in the, in the next year or so. Yeah. I think what's what's interesting to me is actually, like, the the scenes with the family and how, how over time you actually don't like that family very much. Yeah. Which is why the ending for me, I was like, oh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, it's sort of a lesser of two evils choice there. Um but uh, yeah, no, it's a that's a interesting movie. Sure. <laughs> I think A two four is definitely one of the biggest. Uh, yeah, they're killing it. I uh, actually applied for a job with them this year. Oh and yeah, I was, and I was interviewed by them, and that's they have cool. they have one of the most interesting like job applications because when you do the application, they give you a crossword that's trivia about all of their films. Oh. So you need to have seen all of their films, and you have to pass that crossword in order to be interviewed. Really? Yeah, and I remember one of them was on uh, one of the one of the answers was Black Phillip. Really? So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean the the scene too where you when Black Phillip talks, yeah, like what the fuck is going on in this movie? Yeah, uh, I, I always appreciate because I see so many horror films. I, I love when they're different. Yeah, and I think this one is definitely a different horror film. Yeah, it's a cool one for sure. Yep, and I love picking ones that no one else talks about because like well, we don't like that movie. I don't fucking care. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's interesting to me just because uh, when it came out and I I went to you and I was like. Ryan, should I 
should I go see this movie? Right? Because, like, I'm, I'll, I'll experiment and I'll... Because every now and then I like a good horror movie. And you were like, I'm really fascinated. Like, you got me into a cool place where I was, where you were like, I'm really fascinated to hear what you think of it. And the, the trailer really scared me, which is why I was like, oh, man. I don't know if this is going to be for me. And then I ended up being, like, totally not scared by it. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. Like, I, it was, you know... Um, was yeah. it like a hollowing feeling? No, it was it was actually in like emptiness feeling. Yeah. Where like for me I was just watching it going like, yeah, like Calvinists are terrible people. Like <laughs> I don't know what to say. And I think that's why you said it because you were like, I'll go get the Christian guy to go see the movie about yeah. the witch. <laughs> like, well let's see whether no, or not he I can did, do it. I did it, it more because you don't like those kind of movies and the right. religious angle on them. Like, I don't know. Yes. Right. I remember texting him like, I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not I was going to come out and be like, this is really offensive, all this shit making these Calvinists look like assholes. No, Calvinists are assholes. Like, they just are. <laughs> um, but, the, uh, but yeah, I, I, I actually, like, the last 15 minutes or so when things are actually popping off and then with the conclusion, that's probably my favorite part just because then, like, I, I felt like it was moving. But uh, yeah, it's a cool movie. Like, and the dialogue, I think, is awesome. Yeah. So, maverick filmmaking there. Yeah. Zach, you my- may speak. <laughs> <laughs> My number eight was Zootopia. Oh, oh, nice. This is the first animated film that has made a top ten list of mine, period. That's cool. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, and it took a lot of back and forthing to really make the commitment for it. But at the end of the day, this is one of the smartest uh, Disney films I've ever seen. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful, stunning animation. What I love about it is, is like, I liked Moana a lot, but Moana relies a lot on its environment. Yeah. Whereas this film relies on characters. While also having a great environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. While also having a great environment. Yeah. But like, unlike Moana, we're not, we don't have to go to each world in Zootopia. To get it. To get it. Yeah, yeah. like that, that montage with the Shakira song shows like Desert Town and yeah. ice, Iceberg Mania, or Icebergtopia and you know, and all that stuff. All the different topias in Zootopia. Um, and I love Jason Bateman's performance in the movie. Um, and I love Jennifer. Jennifer Goodwin may have, may have given like the best voice performance of the year mm, by far. One, one of them. So um, makes up for Matthew McConaughey for singing. So <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm gonna sing some songs. <laughs> I guess it's a country song, Matthew. James, is this is this film explosion gonna explode with major piggy power? No, it's different. Oh my god, <laughs> I've heard that catchphrase yeah. so fucking much. Wait, I don't even know what that, that's a, from the movie. From saying yeah, mm. like it's it's Nick Kroll's character mm. is like this stage is about to blow with major piggy power. <laughs> All right, they have, that's a lot of talent in that animated movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, there is. How do we feel about that? Is it used well? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my number eight was Zootopia. Yes. Cool. Oh, and also, I just wanted to bring this up. I still think that that Godfather joke is funny, even though I think Godfather jokes are old. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go- no, it does. <laughs> yeah, it, it it actually works. But um, but in that movie, I was he's like, mouse. yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, are Godfather jokes still funny these days? Like references to the Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, well, it could be worse. It could be a Mean Streets or Good it could be worse. You'd have to sit through a Godfather movie. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. Cool. You made Francis Ford Coppola cry. <laughs> may, may he's finally making something. What's the last movie he made? Twix. Dracula. I was just going to say Twix. <laughs> yeah. Twix. 
It's all in the mix. It's weird that he adapted an entire candy bar to a movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did tap the left or the right side, though. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he got Elle Fanning to play a candy bar, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, good for her for that talent. But yeah, I mean, she's really good. Uh, yeah, she really pushes her limits. Delicious. <laughs> All right, so it's, it's my turn. Okay, yeah, uh, nine, run eight, run eight, 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 right? yeah. Eight. So uh, my number eight is, I think, the best male performance of the year. Uh, he's had some practice with it, so I think that's fair. Uh, my number eight is Fences. Mine too. Wow. When I first met this woman, I saw Rose and I latched on to her. I told her, "Baby, I don't want to marry. I just want to be your man." <laughs> Rose told me. I told him if he wasn't a mankind and move out the way so the mankind could find me. That's what she told me. <laughs> You're in my way. You're blocking the view. Move out the way so I can find me a husband. Where, Corey? I want him to help me with this fence. He got recruited by a college football team. It ain't going to get him nowhere. If he be like you in the sports, he going to be all right. Hey, but two men ever played baseball good as you. And what did ever get me? I ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Hey, Pop, can I ask you a question? How come you ain't never liked me? What law is there say I got to like you? A man is supposed to take care of his family. You live in my house, fill your belly with my food, put you behind on my bed because you're my son. Now, don't you go through life worrying about whether somebody like you or not. You best be making sure they're doing right by you. Corey just trying to fill out your shoes. I don't want him to be like me. I want him to get as far away from my life as he possibly can get. You're the only decent thing ever happened to me, Rose. You can't be nobody but who you are, Troy. That's all you got to measure yourself against the world out there. Rose, I got something to tell you. I don't know how to tell you this. Why, Troy? Why? You ought to know. It's time. I don't want to know, damn it! What you ever give me? Your feet, them bones, that pumping heart. You never done nothing but hold me back, afraid I was going to be better than you. Everything that boy do, he do for you. It's not easy for me to admit that I've been standing in the same place for 18 years. Well, I've been standing with you. I got a life, too. Don't you think I had dreams and hopes? What about my life? What about me? What are you going to do? Some people build fences to keep people out, and other people build fences to keep people in. So, yeah, fences. Uh... It's Denzel Washington. He uh, wrote, directed, and uh, stars in it. Uh, well, isn't it based on a play? No, actually, well, it's based on actually, a play. August Wilson wrote the screenplay. Yeah, it's true. I think he was like the ad adapter, but he didn't take credit. Yeah, no, he like doesn't. That, so. But August Wilson has credit as screen as yeah. screenplay. Which it's uh, one of my favorite trailers of the year too. Oh yeah, it's a very because, powerful trailer because it's I, so good. Any, I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. Sans uh, Magnificent Seven, mm -hmm. but <laughs> just kidding. Um, Second best performance by Denzel but Washington. I, I, but anytime he's just allowed to be himself, mm -hmm. not like who, but like as an actor, yeah. yeah. I, I'll watch him all day long. Yeah. yeah, and I mean the fact that he like directed this as well shows how powerful of an actor he can be when he's just let loose. Yeah, like I mean, like oh, this, he's got these great monologues that are no, single like this, shot. This entire film essentially like like Denzel Washington monologue, two lines from someone else, Denzel Washington monologue, yes, and just yeah. like 
And it's like every time Viola Davis crying. Yeah, like Denzel she, Washington monologue. She has her monologue then. They're like, okay, oh, cool. Oh, it's so good. You can have an Oscar too, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, and the entire time, like, man. I could watch you read a dictionary and be the best performance of the year. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, Denzel yeah. Washington's awesome. Uh, he his performance is so good. Like just from like I don't know, like and even just like a writing standpoint. I mean, the play is fantastic. Yes, like I mean, like it might be unfair to say this, but I think it's the best character in a film this year. Like Denzel Washington's character, just because yeah. it's so real. Yeah, like it's like you you both don't like his character, but you're like. But you're such like a. I know why you're this way, and I know that you're like a. There's an actual person that probably is that is exactly you. The screenplay for Fences makes Manchester by the Sea look trite. Oh yeah, and Manchester by the Sea is a, I think is a great script. Yeah, it's but fine. Th- it's over the top. <laughs> it's over the top and melodramatic in a way that this isn't. Because well, okay, yeah. because <laughs> this. Uh, okay, My number five film. Slight spoilers for Fences, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean... It's a play. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, the, I, I'll, I'll just say it this way. The scene where he goes into the kitchen... And, and explains what happened. And he just has to say one sentence. Yeah. Right? And when he says that, and then Gabe comes in, you have this amazing awkward oh, yeah. sequence where she's trying not to reveal how... Devastated she is. she is yeah. in front of him. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, you want... You want Troy to burst into flames and die forever. Yeah. Like, you're so furious because he's so self-righteous. Yeah. Um, and it's also ugh. like, when that happens, like, it's almost like, because I'd read, like, I'd read the play before. Yeah. And I'd forgotten, like, exactly what it was. So, like, when it happened, like, it's not, like, what you expect. It's right. Be, no. It's like, it takes it, like, another step. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and, and, and then, like, the scene at the end with, uh, with uh, Viola Davis, <sighs> when she's talking to her son about why she still loves him. Yeah. It's it's a really great yes. It all, is a everyone in it is amazing scene. in it. So, yeah. um, but my point is that like the thing he does and the way that these characters hurt each other yeah. is a very real kind of pain. Yeah. Like you don't need to lose your entire family in a co- super tragic yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have this one little thing Fuck that this that one do. character does, and it's a very real and honest thing that people and do. It's more powerful because you know this is something that happens. Exactly. Whereas what happens to Manchester by the Sea, it's like that's really depressing and everything, but it's still <laughs> drama. Yeah, like, exactly. Like you can see, you can see the the strings that are pulling all of yeah. the stuff in that movie to be like, well, we have to set up how depressing this is going to be because yeah. it's got to be super depressing. Yeah. Whereas in this case, it's a very real thing that. Probably happened a lot in the yeah. fi- in in nineteen you know yeah. fifty eight yeah um, it was yeah uh, it it's just so smart and I I, I was biased going in because I love the play mm-hmm. and it was almost weird because like I, I remember walking out of the theater going like yep that's fences yeah and then it took me a day or so like I I saw it on Friday so I've been this whole time kind of going like do I put this in my top 10? Like, is it cheating to be yeah. like, oh yeah, somebody took a play that I already adore. No, yeah, I'm like the same and, way. And, and they did it. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to do it well. You just have it's to do it. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't know if it counts that it's like, this is like best screenplay of the year because he right. wrote it technically, what, 20 years ago? Like, right, exactly. It's like, it's, just been perf- it's been perfected yeah. since then, so. Right. It's like a guy who made the best sandwich and then just keeps making it for yeah. the rest of his it's life. It's like if like, someone okay, reshot is- Psycho Yes. Like word for word. Yeah, what idiot would do that? <laughs> Wait, I realize now that I say that that's actually happened. You didn't so, know you were doing that. No, I didn't realize. 
Hamlet was like, ah, oh, shit. What's <laughs> kind of my, my point didn't work. <laughs> You're a true artist over there, Gus. <laughs> a- any any Jay and Silent Bob fans here? <laughs> yeah. Oh, You're a visionary. He's <laughs> <laughs> just counting money. Oh, that's really I told good. you, Ben, I'm busy. <laughs> um, Gus Van Sant's release this year, also not in my top ten. So. <laughs> Uh, I didn't even know he was still in film. Uh, uh, oh, because it has your favorite actor in it. So, oh, really? The Matthew McConaughey one. Oh, wait, gold? No, not gold. Oh, okay, what? Sea of Trees, where oh. Matthew McConaughey goes to a forest and is sad for two hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Matthew? <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah. And then he falls down a cliff I crashed and it's my hilarious. Lincoln. All right, all right, all wrong. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, uh, Fences is fantastic. The performances yeah. are great. Yeah, that whole last scene with Viola Davis is wonderful. Even the little side characters yeah. are I didn't because I saw well it like performed. I saw it like as soon as I possibly could, and yeah. I walked out of the theater and I did not know until like a week later this is a two and a half hour long film. Oh no! Like I was like that was a good like two hours, maybe like hour forty five minute long film. Yeah. So that proves like just how well the pacing is in this film that yeah. like it never drags. Yeah. So it's really great. Even the. Uh, even like the guy who plays uh, Lion. Yeah. At first, I was like, eh, "You're okay." Yeah, okay yeah. And then by the by that last act, yeah, I was like, "Oh man, you're everyone really in the film is really really it. good. So. Yeah, really wonderful." But everyone in the film, there's six people in the well, whole yeah. movie. Like, That's true. <laughs> it's not given that. But that makes the casting that much more important. Yeah. Yeah. Like it takes place on one porch, another porch, and the rooms in between them. Yeah. Like there's not a lot in this film. It's uh, the fences that divide them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cool. This <laughs> becomes <laughs> an episode of home improvement. Yeah, just yeah. home improvement. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, so now we're on to Brad. Brad, number seven. All right, I think my number seven's uh, going to bum some people out, but I think after you watch the trailer, uh, it will be. Motherfucker! <laughs> my number seven is La La Land. Two options: you either follow my rules or follow my rules. Capiche? Thank you. I can do it a different way. Oh, that's, that's fine. Thank you very much. write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? I have my own club. Is that going to happen every time? I think so. How are you going to be a revolutionary if you're such a traditionalist? You're holding on to the past, but jazz is about the future. Yes, you are. Maybe I'm not. It's like a pipe dream. This is the dream. It's conflict and it's compromise. It's very, very exciting. Someone in the crowd will be the one you need to know. Someone who will give you all the ground. Someone in the crowd will take you where you want to go. Someone in the crowd will make you someone in the crowd will take you 
fuck it, my film explosion's over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know only being at seven sounds really bad, but... Um, yeah, because you're Hitler. But it, this isn't like... It, this is definitely one of the best movies of the year, and it's going to win all <laughs> kinds of awards. Uh, and, and, and but like this is my list, and so I everything above this, I feel like I'm probably going to watch more often. Like after this season's over, it's okay. Um, it's okay. You don't have to justify I just, it, Brad. I, I have to. But I, you I do feel, because I, you're lot wrong. But, but I you feel are so Hitler. bad because like this movie deserves to be so high. But yeah. um, makes you better. I'll pull up what numbers on my list, and you're going to be really mad at me. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to hear. That. I don't even hear. No, no, no. Uh, so anyway, like my bullet points say, um, it's really magical, magical. and uh, creative. Uh, just what they do, like you know, because gross. A movie with feelings. <laughs> 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 I should hate that. But um, emotions. <laughs> uh, but no, they like they just take this tr- simple story of just like watching a relationship and the ups and downs through it. Um, and uh, like the second time through, I, I saw like new things uh, that I didn't uh, catch on the first time, like as well. Like I, I understood like the finale, but the second time, like I really understood the finale. Like mm-hmm. it was a, uh, you know, if their relationship had like no conflict, like all the like going back and thinking like it's we could have made it if. You know, there wasn't all this adversity in the way um, the first time around. Um, so and then it also like captures like uh, the mix on the opening scene in the theater. I didn't think it's oh, it's awful. I can't it's understand terrible. what the words were. But now that yeah. I have the soundtrack, I could hear like, yeah. you know, how they're talking about the the typical L.A. Like all those people like I just yeah. thought they were all people who lived there, but they're all people who were going there yeah. to make it um, like and follow their dreams and stuff. So the way it captures that whole scene. Um, and in following your your artistic dream and stuff, and then um, you know with two individuals who both have dreams and how you uh, like it, it kind of destroys like each other. Like someone has to um, like give something up if the other wants the other one wants to succeed and stuff. And uh, and then finally, just Emma Stone is so charming. And then yeah. her 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 uh, solo at the end is just so oh, it's killer. Just you know. Uh, the the shot is just like circling her face, just delivering this heartfelt uh, song. It's supposed to be our, her audition. Um, mm. So, and there's great humor in it. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing movie, and I'm sure you guys will talk about it more later. <laughs> I'll talk yeah. about it like in an hour and a half. But like, uh, <laughs> to me, I when I see the where their relationship could go, it's you know the the real Hollywood musical is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, and real life is so much different than what we experience sometimes in movies. And I, you know, I I think this movie is magical, and everything about it just makes me happy. Yeah, I don't know. You caught me off guard here. I don't know that I'm ready to talk about this. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, move on to Ryan's. Yeah, because <laughs> I have so much to say about exactly that idea and why this movie is so beautiful. Because it is that finale is saying something very profound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The first time I watched it, I was just like, "Oh, cool! Like th- that's a nice finale." But then, like. Look how sweet. And you're like no. being able to sit back the second time yeah, and really study it. I was yeah. like, oh god, that that hurts. Yeah, to watch. Like, okay, where I, was my I get what both of them enough. are feeling right now, <laughs> and they're not saying anything because they don't talk to each other. That it's scene. not independent enough for Henry. It's almost like melancholy is a better emotion than sad. Yeah, they they didn't show it at hipster theater, New York, New York. <laughs> They did, though. <laughs> There's not enough male nudity in it for me. So. Yeah. There's not enough Vigo Mortensen in it. <laughs> Ryan Gosling never hangs dongs. <laughs> it doesn't crack my top ten. I do have one question, though, because... Uh, uh, what's his name? Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling's character is such a big jazz fan. But at one point, when he's like first talking to Mia, 
and he says uh like he references count bassy mm-hmm. but in the movie he says it's count Basie. so like mm-hmm. he mispronounces this legend's name and like i had a in my documentary class in school like my mm-hmm. teacher someone did a jazz documentary and yeah. like they got chastised for pronouncing it wrong so it's just like out of everything great in this movie like how did that one slip by oh yeah, yeah. Only, i like, have no idea what you're talking about yeah was, the one thing <laughs> that like, i've heard like because i went to school like high school with a lot of really big jazz people and they some people have seen it and they said like it's a very neophyte way of looking at jazz they say it's not bad but just mm. like that's not what like jazz players look at jazz as i can't speak to that yeah because it's not hipster person. enough yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard that like some people did, like did have similar kind of things where like that's not what jazz really is. But I mean, I never thought that look watching it. So yeah. Like. Cool. We'll talk about it some more. I don't know if my number seven is controversial yet. I don't know if it's too low. Number uh, seven is it? Magnificent Seven? No, <laughs> my Magnificent Seven. I, I think I saw eighty-two movies this year. It's like eighty-one. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I could have put that as my seven because it yeah. was my. I was seven. wondering uh, when are you gonna make a pun oh, with these? Like, okay. like um, when's Bradley's gonna go yeah, off the rails? To pick yeah. the fight. I put Hateful Eight as eight last year. Damn it! Yeah, and that movie was shit. So why not put? So? <laughs> um, my number seven is I still. I, I had tons of fun watching this movie. I love movies that take me back to being a young a young lad. Just a glimmer in my father's eye. I don't know. Uh, my, my number seven is Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. The world is coming undone. Imperial flags reign across the galaxy. Can you be trusted without your shackles? Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting for the rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. The captain says you are a friend. I will not kill you. Thanks. There isn't much time. Every day they grow stronger. There's a 97.6% chance of failure. He means well. This is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? That's a good movie. Yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, it tells a fun story. It's I, I love Felicity Jones. I love the Jen Erso character. I love that they took one of the biggest plot devices in A New Hope and made it 
plausible and why they're able to destroy it by dropping a torpedo down a shaft. Yeah. It's funny. I, I keep hearing people talk about like, oh, yeah, they turned a plot hole in the first movie into like a cool story. I don't even think it's that. I think they turned a a tiny little insignificant thing in the mo- first movie into an awesome story. Yeah. Like, I never had a problem with it in the original movie. But in this case, like having this whole idea of like this guy, this guy like pretending that he's really important so that he can put this, you know, this, you know, blow up button in there. It's just such an awesome story. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. And uh, it's it's just fun. Any time I can get to see a Star Wars movie, uh, I'm always down. Yeah. And I, I enjoy the I enjoy the universe so much that, that they're telling different stories in the universe, I think is... It's exciting. It's Yeah, it's exciting and it helps further enrich the original movies. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie absolutely does it. And, you know, there's moments like the Vader scene where everyone gets really excited and you can feel it in the theater, I think is yeah. really cool. I love the last shot of Vader. I love when he runs out on that little, like, And he's like, bridge. no! It's the most badass moment of the year. Yeah, where he, he runs out and he's looking and his like cape is flapping in the air and I yeah. just think it's badass. Uh, yeah. It makes Star Wars look cooler than Star Wars has ever looked. Like yeah. all those space shots and that shot, like every establishing shot in the whole movie is gorgeous. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, and that scene uh, when it comes up, I yell, get off my plane. <laughs> 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 and nobody laughs. <laughs> We do here. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't love it as much as I love The Force Awakens, no. but it's still a really f- fun movie. And I, a lot of times for me, picking my favorite movies of the year, besides them being good movies, is also the experience in theaters. And, you know, this one, I, I love going to movies like this because not only am I excited for it, but everybody's excited to see it. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned my mom's going to see it. And anytime my mom goes to see a movie is pretty epic so did you see this one at the alamo yeah did you get like the the rock band at the beginning and stuff no uh, oh yeah we got a, uh charlie uh the guy who he was one of the founders of, of denver comic-con and he's the founder of dink uh yeah, yeah 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 um him and a band were all like down in the main sta- the main stage uh in front of our movie so they were still showing like the pre-show mm-hmm. but there was no sound they were just down there like singing cool songs and like oh, nice. oh it's awesome like seeing that movie at the alamo was such a cool experience sorry that you didn't get that that's no, right. <laughs> uh yeah it was just a really highlight of the year but, you know also too when um spoilers when uh ks uh ks20 k2so k2so thank you gets shot and dies you're like oh that's sad. I care about a robot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? This Jar Jar Binks-esque uh, CG character, I, I, um, I don't like them. He doesn't though. look CG. They did such a great no, job. No, it was amazing. Really yeah. Amazing. Like, um, <laughs> that, Star Wars is like one of the best CGI you will see in the film. Like, oh, yeah. In yeah. like all year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. It just, like, and it's like, I love how they handled death as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, it's very matter of fact and they don't make, they don't make everyone's death like this big deal. Like, uh, when the, uh, Oh, what's his name? The one who's like the pilot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When he dies, like when he dies, they don't even talk about. It. They just throw a grenade in the ship and he blows up, and you, they don't. That's it. Yeah. yeah. They don't talk about. Oh, he's dead. They're like, oh, he's dead. Now what are we gonna do? It just that's how it is. Like sometimes you gotta die. And yeah. So. And then they went and stole the the beach death from death from Deep Impact. Yeah. Um, and that's really good too. Totally ripped off Deep Impact. I know. Fuck you, Star yeah, Wars. Deep Impact. Um, a bunch of hacks. But, I mean, like I'm in the I'm in the minority that think I like this one a bit more than Force Awakens, uh, just because really I, I just because I think it's the most beautifully shot uh, mm. Star Wars film t- I think I've ever seen. Yeah, like when like when they're running away, I can't remember what planet it is, but like the first time the Death Star hits that pl- like the sand planet. Yeah, and Jedha. you see it coming towards them. Mm. Yeah, 
And like that's beautiful. And then just like the scale of just everything. I think just a beautifully shot film. But do you remember how cool lightsabers look in the snow? That's true. Just saying. That's true. And you know it's going to be sweet seeing Ryan Johnson do one. So yeah, yeah it's true. Bree, anything to add to Rogue One? Well, Rogue One. So I was I was supposed to meet up with James to see it, but weather weather inclement inclement weather. But I saw it uh, with my, one of my best friends in the Springs, and uh, I liked it better than the last uh, Star Wars movie. Definitely, um, I cared about all the characters pretty much, um, and then even uh, what was his name, Chirrut. Or I don't know. Yeah, Charit or something. Charit. I, I, I love that character. Yeah. Um, initially, when I saw the trailer of the movie, I, I just thought it had the, the trailer itself had a different look to it. It looked like it was going to be more darker, and even from that trailer, it looked like you know some people were going to die. So you know, in all the other Star Wars movies, I don't think they really kind of uh, focused on the the individual deaths. I mean, mm-hmm. not but you know just the planets exploding and all that stuff. But this one to me seemed more. You know, more real life than the rest of the A little movies. more personal. A little, little more, more personal than the, the rest of the movies. And um, it's just, I, I like how they tied everything together. It, did, it didn't really see, seem cheesy. I mean, even when they, you know, people were kind of asking, like, when they fired off the Death Star, is like, why did it not destroy the whole planet? But well, they, they did They did mention, though, that yeah. it wasn't a full, fully functioning Death Star, which yeah. was mentioned in some of the other yeah. uh, Star Wars movies. So I, you know, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, this I'll probably end up picking it up on on Blu-ray once it comes out, but yeah. definitely uh, was one of the uh, best newer Star Wars movies I've seen. Yeah. yeah. And, really you know, cool. it gets you interested to see if the Blu-ray they're going to have, maybe the original cut of it, because a lot of the oh, actors man. are coming out saying they shot... Oh, yeah. Uh, that it was originally way different. Yeah. And, they, and I mean, no one's saying anything bad. They said, oh, no, we knew we were going to come back and do reshoots. And, you yeah. know, it's nothing big, that big a deal. Yeah. And uh, the dude who played... Uh, uh, Kornick, what's is that his name? Krennic. Krennic. Krennic, yeah. Krennic. He said, yeah, he he has like way more scenes yeah. and then more lines and scenes yeah. to make them different. Yeah. Uh, so I'm interested to see. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they'll do it. I don't know. Yeah. I hope he got a better death than just getting shot in the arm. Yeah. And then, by the I wrong mean, character. By the yeah. wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I I thought the uh, the C, the CG for Peter Cushing was good, but initially when they switched to Leia. It looked didn't look like her at first, and then it switched over, and it really did look like her. Yes. So that was kind of weird how that actually happened. It kind of felt like, um, oh man, like uh, like when you're watching a movie in 3D and the 3D is slightly off, and you get like this ghosting effect on a, on on something that's coming at you. It kind of yeah. felt like that, where I felt like there were two, where there was like a CG face and another CG face just off sync, and so it was like. You know, like yeah, frame blending yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's still amazing. Like you're still looking at it going, like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. How did they do this? Um, like it, it takes, it takes the Marvel we are making old people young again thing and like takes it up a notch and goes like, we brought people back from the dead. <laughs> same company, right? <laughs> well, I know, I know. <laughs> probably like same twelve it dudes. Probably is. But now like, those you are, guys like, are the... good at making people that are dead not yeah. dead anymore. <laughs> hey, can you take that Robert Downey Jr. guy model that you had? Can you make him look exactly like Peter Cushing? <laughs> That'd be great. I mean, I don't know. It just and also the Death Star coming out of hyperspace is really sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like that beautiful. entire third act is so good. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool. Uh, this movie also too kind of made me want to go out and buy Star Wars stuff again. I mean, I bought two giant yeah. stormtroopers and yeah. Um, you know, not from the, not from the, they're like the, uh, they were at Target. They're like originally a hundred bucks, the, the 48 wow. inch ones. <laughs> so I bought two of those. And, and what the funny thing though, was I, I bought, uh, like a captain, it was the captain phasma kids mm-hmm. costume, 
but I just bought it for the mask and I put it on the stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> and I took the, I took the cape off and do you spray paint the armor of the? Uh, I've seen people online mod it. Oh, I'm not that talented, idea. but if anybody can do it for me, I, 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 <laughs> dude, you buy this you buy the spray paint. I'll masking tape that thing off and paint it for you. That's yeah, not yeah, that's not too yeah. bad. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yep. I love it. Number seven. I will say Good just choice. real quickly. Uh, when I saw it, I was like, I'm not I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. So when Peter Cushing's character came up, I was like. Is that C- no? That's not CG. I didn't know that that was not a real person. So, wow! So I, it definitely tricked me. So nice. Yeah. I, I remember Dan Dan turning to me after the movie and going like, "Peter Cushing's been dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's not still alive. He yeah. hasn't aged at all in thirty years. It's crazy." Yeah. <laughs> cool. Very Jack? cool. My number seven. Um, I'm gonna have to apologize. My movie also stars Ryan Gosling. It is a little film called The Nice Guys. Equanimity. Quality of being calm. Who is it? Messenger service. Even tempered. March, we're gonna play a game. I have to give the wrong house. We called Shut Up Unless You're Me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Just 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I'm not here for that. I'm a messenger. Give me your left arm. No! Yeah, come on. No! When you're talking to your doctor, no! tell him you have a spiral fracture. No! Deep breath. No! I'm not in the yellow pages. If you got trouble with someone, you might ask around for me. Jackson Healy. I work for the Department of Justice. My daughter, Amelia, is in danger. Please find her, protect her. March, Jack Ely. I'm not here to hurt you, so I'm gonna ask you a question. No. How stupid do you think I am? I got a license to carry, dumbass. And ever since your little visit, this little baby's gonna stay right here. Don't move. I trust say you're pretty good at this. I want you to find Amelia. I would have thought your job ended with breaking my fucking arm. You're the guy who beat up my dad. Hey, sucker punched your dad. Big difference. Seen this girl? She's got dark hair. Name's Amelia. What's in it for me? He'll stop doing it. Doing what? Oh, fuck! That? Dad, there's like whores here and stuff. Sweetheart, how many times have I told you don't say and stuff? Just say, Dad, there are whores here. The mob is trying to spread its operation to Los Angeles. Somehow, Amelia is involved. One thing we know for sure, something funny is going on. Oh, this just keeps getting better and better. You're the world's worst detective. The world's worst. Nobody got hurt. People got hurt. I'm saying I think they died quickly, though, so I don't think that they got hurt. Come on! 
James, you get a feeling people are just picking movies to sweep yeah, our legs. They are. <laughs> these motherfuckers. Just, I don't know why we're friends with these people. <laughs> Because, None of you are invited back. Because I'm going to be real. time out? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be real honest with you guys? Apple cider? Are you reading your list backwards? <laughs> <laughs> your, your, your next six movies better be really fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm telling you yeah. right now. Unless you're, you'd better be cheating and everything else is Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, and Star Wars. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, let's, let's hear why there's going to be six movies better than this one. Tell us why it's so low on your list, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> is your number five the, the, the last action hero? Come on. <laughs> There's five of us. You have five instances to get our fair homes of all time in. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, Army of Darkness better be one of them. <laughs> Hannah and her sisters is a movie directed by Woody Allen. Uh, all right. Callbacks are fun. Um, I uh, I love the nice guys. I mean, it's obviously not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I swear Space Jam's will show up at some point in these next five. <laughs> it better, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I know it's going to be talked about a lot more, um, but uh, I, I totally dug it. It was um, it brought me back to the first time I ever saw Lethal Weapon, actually, which is mm-hmm. also a Shane Black property. Um, just like... <laughs> um, but it just reminded me of that first time I watched him. Like, it's, like, it's, it's a weird majesty to the whole proceeding where Russell Crowe... Starts off, you think that he's the enemy a little uh, of Ryan Gosling, and then they end up teaming up. I mean, the trailer kind of spoils it, but the way it's set up, like you think that Russell Crowe might be a bad one's guy. crazy, and the other is you know inept and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one's crazy, the other one's like too old for this shit, or 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 more importantly, too drunk for this shit. <laughs> the worst detective in the world. Worst detective. Really in the world. In the really world. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I and I and like any Shane Black movie, he's really good with kids, and this kid. Um, uh, and, um, She's so good. And, and, uh, I, I know I'm going to say her uh, name right. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say it right either. Um, no, but, one, no, uh, no one knows her name. Yeah, but uh, she's really Gina. good in it. Um, I'll give it a shot. Angoury Rice. I think that's right. I think that yeah. is right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, how do you say, say Dennis Dinavudavu? Uh, Denny Villanueve. Okay. Villanueve. Okay. Villanueve, yeah. <laughs> Denny Vanilla Ice. Um, <laughs> I, uh, um, I, I also like... This was one of those experiences in a theater where I only saw the movie uh, twice. The first time we saw it, Brad and I were up in the front row in the most uncomfortable position, like looking straight up at the screen. Butt to butt, I know. Butt to butt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In a crowd full of people, and I was like, oh my god, this movie's going to do huge business. I mean, if if they're reacting like this, and then it does the... Does business that I was just like I, I couldn't believe it did such little business like but because right, people are putting it number seven on their list. <laughs> <laughs> it also came out like did it come know, against something? Oh, it came out against neighbors. Civil War. Uh, no, it was. I remember no. it was neighbors. I saw them the same night. Well, it was, it was the summer. I don't think it was this summer, is, yeah. I don't think this should. It might have been like the week after the Civil summer. War, so. Like it should have been spring yeah. or now. If they released it like yeah. in like oh. November, mm-hmm. it would have done really yeah. well. Would have killed. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, so that was my number seven. The nice guys. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, Henry. Uh, just gonna move on. No one else gets to talk about this movie. I'll remind you, you saw Space Jam in theaters this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my number seven is uh, Nocturnal Animals. So we've already talked about that. Oh, that's a good one. So, yeah. Cool. I'm glad it was on your list. Yeah, Holy shit! So, wow. Yeah. I thought uh, I was crazy. Yeah, I definitely. Well, yeah. It. I mean, it's on your and Henry's list. I mean, that, that's <laughs> yeah. a really award winner. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one thing I'll say about that. I didn't mention like when you were talking about yeah. it's more of like a my thing. Yeah, I think there has been like a loss of like class and just like. Uh, like politeness in or like just like cl- 
like just fashion and how style in film I think has been lost along the way since like the seventies. And I think Tom Ford being a fashion designer really brings like a certain style to his films that like yeah. they, it flows really well. Yeah. And so I think, and that was just like one thing that I really liked about it. So that's one thing I didn't mention when we talked about it earlier. You know, so. it's, it's one of those movies that I know is, you know, one of those goofy independent kind of films, yeah. but watching the trailer, I'm like, this movie actually looks pretty sweet. Here's the thing, Ryan. I actually think if you'll close your eyes for the first five minutes, <laughs> I think you'd really like this Oh, movie. no, I want to see it. Like, like, I think yeah. the like trailer is really uh, fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. because what I didn't realize going on, like, that's why when I said that earlier about how, like, this is really one of those crime thrillers, like, this is mm-hmm. this is Fargo or something like mm-hmm. that. I, you know, I think most people don't realize that. Um, but yeah. then it's got, it just has this other story with Amy Adams wrapped around it. And I, uh, in the end, for me, that's where all of the juice comes. Most versatile like, actor of all time? No. Amy uh, Adams? Just saying she does everything. Nominated five really times, never won. I know. I yeah. mean, she's in musicals, comedies, yeah. dramas. She does everything. Yeah. Not going to win this year either. So Unfortunately, she probably won't. So. Uh, yeah. My number seven is uh, Zootopia. So oh, we're okay. moving nice. right yeah. along. All right. Well, I got yeah. something new. Ooh. My number six is Captain America Civil War. This job, we try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York. Washington, D.C. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. Only what six, seven months till Spider-Man? Don't worry, my last like four films are going by really fast today. <laughs> this, this year, 
Yeah. Because all you sorry. motherfuckers. Uh, like, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna beat uh, Ryu in Street Fighter. I'm just going to push down and uh, rapid kick <laughs> as many times as I can. Uh, yeah, so, like I said, like, La La Land is, like, a, a better film. But, like, I'm going to have more fun watching this th- uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, yeah. Tons of fun. Obviously, like, I, I support DC, and, the, and I hope that they get things on track. Like, yeah. I don't hate what they've done, but, like, this is obviously so much more fun. Um, and yeah, I, I like the first two Cat America movies okay enough. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, as it says on the card there, like, that uh, airport fight, like, enough said. Like, yeah. that's, yeah. like, the probably one of the best things uh, MCU's ever done. It, yeah. yeah. It's the best Avengers movie. It's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's so good. Yeah, and also the uh, I think the villain. Oh wins. yeah, oh, villain yeah. wins. So he does. Um, Bad guy much wins. like the Joker in uh, the Dark Knight, kind of yeah. brings down all the heroes. Uh, same yes. thing happens here. Yeah, in their, in their own way. So uh, yeah, just a a blast to watch. Uh, tons of fun. So it's a wonderful movie. Watching that yeah. trailer made me remember. Oh, we're not going to see these characters until like like Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, you're going to see. We're going to see Iron Man. We're going to see Iron Man in Spider Man. But you're going to uh, see. You're going to see. That's about Actually, it. Actually, no. The the guys that are in the Thor movie this year are not in this and one. Not in that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So. Fair. Unless, like, uh, like the rumors of, like, what's happening in Black Panther are true, then. Sure, yes. So. Yeah. But Black Panther's also not for, like, a year and a half, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, how... Can we talk about the fact that Black Panther is awesome oh, and yeah. that they made a char- they introduced a character and he's really cool? No. Man. No, yeah. Black Panther is a character that like everyone who has read Black Panther is like he needs to be in the movie at some point cuz he's yeah. like in, he's always been this badass and no uh, one's ever paid attention. So the so only thing cool. he doesn't have he doesn't have his cape, which you know. Yeah, yeah, but just kidding. I'm sure in like in the movie I can see them putting a cape. Oh, him, dude, so. that'd be badass if in his Black Panther. He's sitting on a throne with like a cape. With, with like a, <laughs> with yes. like a cloak, even. Like, yeah. That'd be awesome. It's going to happen. Oh, boy. I'm so excited for Black Panther. Yeah. Because that, even that scene at the end with the, the villain where he's talking about that yeah, we, uh, the, oh. the, the world's not done with you yet. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Black Panther and is... And a great I mean, arc. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that that him getting this Like great switching sides is, almost. Like, yeah. It's like... I don't know. It's like... Black Panther is like we have a lot of great MCU films coming up. I think Black Panther is one I'm most excited about. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean they. I'll be as positive about this as I can. This is a movie that really earns these characters fighting in a way that you like actually really hate. You know, like them going against each other. I mean, the scene where you just get the little shot there of uh, of Wanda like crushing Vision and forcing him into the ground and you're like holy shit like i remember how painful that moment was and these characters have been around for one, one movie, movie. <laughs> and it wasn't a great movie like it, you know like it, it's just incredible that like that 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 script was so smart and took its time and and when it needed to deliver great emotion was capable of doing I, I think so. what works so well in it is because each side is right yeah, you know, you can pick either side and be right exactly. with either side. Yes, hundred percent. Where I think where Batman Superman misses it is you're like, well, Batman just doesn't like Superman. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think that's what that's what I mean. Why they haven't earned it in this one? Tony and uh, Steve's ideolo- ideology ideology is the same, but to different ends. So it's yeah. actually so the yeah with Batman Superman, and we've done this so many times with Batman Superman. The thing that I always hear people say is like, man, if they would just talk to each other, 
this wouldn't happen. And with this movie, the fact that they're talking to each other is why it happens. Mm -hmm. Like, they have all these amazing scenes where they sit there and they're like, no, I feel this way. No, I feel this way. This is why. And this is what I see. And this is what I think the world is. And you're like, holy shit, there's no way for them to get out of this other than, like... To punch each other and then Ant Man gets big. Well, Ant Man yeah. got big. Ant Man got big. And the airport scene works so well because Giant Man, my favorite part of that movie. Not only oh. do they have all these characters, but they're each given their moments. Yes. Yeah. You know, and even though Spider Man is tacked on, you can make the movie my without. God, him. is he good? With the- yeah, he's so you can cool. make it without him. Yeah. But I've never, and I'm a huge Spider Man fan. Obviously, I've never sat in a movie and watched Spider Man portrayed in a way I want Spider Man to be. Yeah. Because I mean. I love Tobey Maguire. I think Andrew Garfield is great, too. Yeah. But I'm sitting there watching, and Spider-Man's fighting. He says, you got armor, metal arms? That's awesome, dude. Right. I'm like, that's Spider-Man to me. (laughs) Where he's making jokes to cover up that he's scared. Yeah. That he's fighting. and. uh and I, I would argue he's only tacked on because of the scene in Queens. Yeah. That, like, that scene is this, like, hold on, guys. We got to run back to Queens really quick and have a scene. Oh, no, I get it. His fight scene, he is interwoven into that fight just as well as anybody oh, else. Oh, no, I agree. Right? And that's why I think it works so well, because they're each given a moment to be who they are. Yeah. It, it It's almost like a callback. I remember, you know, us sort of praising in uh, when the Avengers movie first came out, like how cool the scene in the woods is where where Thor and, and Iron Man and Cap all fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, it was like, th- this is sort of that... That moment where you're like, what if we just got to see everyone matched up against everyone? Like, we have to have this guy fight this guy and this guy, and they, this guy's got to fight that. Like, all of the the pairings that you wanted, you got to see in that scene. Yep. Um, but it was also choreographed in this, like, giant dance where it made sense, and you understood where people were and, where and like, what the, the airport looked like. Um, and so it makes the fight scene feel plausible, you know? Like, you understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yep. It's really cool. Man, that's a good choice. Yeah, man, Thank that's you. a good choice. It's. Uh, I remember like when it came out. One complaint that I heard from two different critics that I thought was just ironic was one of them said my own, one of my big complaints about it is that there's no way anyone would, would be on Captain America's side, and then another critic said I can't. My one complaint is I can't see why anyone would ever be on Iron Man's side. <laughs> <And> so, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good. Cool. But the inter- you know the introduction to Spider Man though to me was good having him, you know it kind of like he's still, you know he's kind of still trying to, kind of feel out you know discover his powers and stuff. But I think seeing the way the Civil War thing is kind of going to shape the hero that he actually is mm. by seeing how you know sometimes your actions your good actions can get people hurt. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know that it's, again it's just they captured who spider-man is so fast yeah and the kid is great and i mean i love oh, that yeah. kid from the impossible so yeah when yeah. they cast him i said oh this kid's gonna knock out of the park yeah. right uh yeah and you know aunt may kids keeps getting younger and hotter yeah. <laughs> i'm okay with that <laughs> well see uh spider-man made a deal with the devil uh to save his oh, aunt yeah. from death and so <laughs> in, the, in the in the films his his aunt now is aging oh, backwards you know, uh, he made a deal um, with satana yeah, <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet. Uh, you know, James, have you seen the the Mexican trailer for Homecoming? Uh, no, there's a there's a part where the shocker. Uh, can I just pause for a second and say that I think it's adorable that you're the, out there like I need to see all the different cuts of all the different trailers of all the different languages. There's a part. What though, if there's an extra scene in Mexico? There is. Like the shocker puts his arm down and the gauntlet oh, goes over his hand. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's the god. only new shot in it. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, but how many times have you rewatched that shot? Uh 
No, I only saw that once once because oh, okay. Spider Man speaks Spanish and it's really like jarring. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's great for that they already have it dubbed You're and like, stuff. Miles yeah. Morales. Yeah. It's should, like I mean, like you should watch Italian Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. oh, That's awesome. Soy Spider Man. <laughs> That's Spanish. <laughs> I mean, like I like I showed. Like, I remember when I, I saw Civil War. I think three times in theaters. And on the third time, I brought my sister, who had never seen any of the Marvel films, because she was like, I'll go see it. Why not? And uh, now she's super pumped for Spider-Man. Nice. <laughs> Good. And I remember, like, we walked cool. out. I was like, so did you understand any of that? And she goes, I understood maybe 30% of it. Fuck, was that fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, the selfish part of me wants Spider-Man to be, like, the biggest superhero movie. Because yeah. I'm tired of it. I'm sure it will man. be. Like, <laughs> uh, That's cool. Very good. What are we on? Six. Uh, Six. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. To his to see, yeah. uh, well, when, no, no, it, no. when it's done, it jumps to the next one. Well, yeah, so. but I'm like, it's always one behind. Yeah. So. Um, my number six film is a comic book movie <gasps> that happened really early in the year. Oh. <gasps> that, you know, now you can release blockbusters at any time of the year. This is, this is awesome. Batman's Superman, Batman's Superman. Um, <laughs> no, it's not my, Batman. My number six... <laughs> This, this is, is Batman Superman the Ultimate Edition. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. That, that, was, that, was my, uh, that was my Deadpool joke. I was going to say, I can't believe this is going to be on your list. Holy shit. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot. Kind of lonesome back here. A little help here. Oh. Excuse me. Woo. Dopinda. Pool. Dead. Why the fancy red suit, Mr. Pool? Oh, that's because it's Christmas Day, Dopinder. And I'm after someone on my naughty list. You're probably thinking, this was a superhero movie, but that guy in the suit just turned that other guy into a fucking kebab. Surprise. This is a different kind of superhero story. To tell it right, we gotta take you back before I squeeze this ass into spandex. Mr. Wilson. You've recently been diagnosed with terminal cancer. We can fight this. What if I told you we can cure you and give you abilities most men only dream of? I'd say that you sound like an infomercial, but not a good one, like Slap Chop, more Shake Weighty. If I never see you again, know that I love you. When I'm finished, your mutated cells will heal anything. But you still think we're making you a superhero? We're making you a super slave. Come on. Are you going to leave me all alone here with Jose Canseco? Whatever they did to me made me totally indestructible and completely no. unfuckable. You, you look like the inside of other people's assholes. I didn't ask to be super, and I'm no hero. But when you find out your worst enemy is after your best girl, the time has come to be a fucking superhero. <laughs> We can't allow this, Deadpool. I don't have time for your X-Men bullshit, Colossus. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. That guy was up there before we got here. Knock, knock, open I played a lot of roles. Damsel in distress ain't one of them. Time to make the chimmy fucking changas. Have you seen this man? I never say this, but don't swallow. Shit. Did I leave the stove on? Let's go, give it to you. Yeah, you're way too much dude for me. That's why I brought him. 
I mean, that's why I brought her? Oh, no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's fine. Just give us a second. Go get her, Tiger. Oh, I so pity the dude who pressures her into prom sex. give it to you! Well, it's on my list, Deadpool is, because it's funny, one. It's awesome. And it's not the Rob Liefeld version of Deadpool. <laughs> no. So, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, a movie that a character I'm not that big of a fan of. Right. Um, but a movie that's 100% fun. Yeah. And a movie that embraced the Joe Kelly version of Deadpool. Yeah. Where I'm going to break the fourth wall. I'm going to be silly, profane. I'm going to do whatever I want, and it doesn't matter what I do. And I think it says a lot about the, them understanding the tone, what they needed to accomplish. And I go back, you know, a lot of people are saying, you can't make a rated R superhero movie. You can, if you do it the right way. Right. Yeah. You just can't make it rated R for the sake of being rated R. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you make it in a world where, you know, it's funny and uh, that it's just expected and you don't, I don't know how to say this, but you... you you know it's rated R, but they don't make it rated R for the sake of being rated yeah. R. The, it's not gratuitous. The, yeah, it's the, not gratuitous. The quality of the film has to dictate that the content is Ex- rated R. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And it's just fun. I mean, yeah. who doesn't love seeing a sex scene to Calendar Girl? I don't know. <laughs> 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 um, oh, man. But, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, a passion project, and I'm glad it finally paid off for him. Yeah. And they just got the right people for it. I yeah. mean, I don't know anything about uh, what, what's the... Neg- Negasonic Teenage uh, Negasonic Warhead. Teenage Warhead. Yeah, yeah, it's the coolest character name, but I, I don't know anything Which about her. The but... o- so she's totally different in that movie than she is in the comics. Yeah. They only brought her in because her name is Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. That's I'm fine with it. Right. Which I mean, if you, if you have you ever read the article about how Fox traded that character from MCU? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, they yeah. just wanted that character's name. Yes. Like, uh huh. And they should. And they, and they also, you know, I lo- the joke with Deadpool doesn't end because. They also released a Christmas edition of Deadpool with Deadpool in a sweater mm-hmm. yeah. that says to and from. So, I mean, that they've embraced it and that they're going to keep on facilitating fans of it. And, I, you know, I always say Deadpool fans are poser comic book fans anyways. But, so um, but if you write him the right way and you have fun with it yeah. then, and the character is fun, then I'll watch it. And I think it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, the movie was so good that it actually, like, made me wonder whether or not I've always misjudged Deadpool you have be- just because of like uh, you know I always find like okay yeah like the 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 how many fans there are at you know and how many Deadpool costumes there are at like a convention and all that stuff and I'm like I don't really you know like it just seems not that good uh and then to see this movie I was like oh like, or at least to, to now I understand like this is what some people see. Yeah, I mean like, this I, is the I, thing that some people are always striving for in, the, in say, the way that like you like a great Spider-Man, yeah. but sometimes you get one more day. Yeah, you know? and I will say if you read Deadpool, read Joe Kelly's Deadpool. Yeah, because he has lots of fun with it. I mean, he'll do uh, issues where Deadpool goes back in time and's in the first appearance of Spider-Man. So it's yeah. just like he and right now he's writing Deadpool Spider-Man. It's a team-up book. And it's lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the first issue, he kills Spider-Man. And then he has to fight uh, through, like, the afterlife to get Spider-Man back. Mm. Because then he realizes he needs his help. It's really goofy, and, and only Deadpool can get away with it. Yeah. But if you get a talented writer like Joe Kelly, then you're set. Yeah. 
That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good choice. Deadpool. I like that movie. Uh, slightly on and off topic. I found a video online that was interesting. It was uh, from the '90s, and it's Rob Liefeld doing a how to draw like this character. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I've uh, seen that one. Yeah. Does Does he not draw the feet? Does he tell you just to ignore the feet? Yeah. No, like, <laughs> but Stanley's there with him, mm. and the entire time Stanley's just giving him shit for being horrible, like misogynistic <laughs> drawer. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, that's awesome. He's, he's a very interesting artist. Yeah. Because he's he he's wealthy beyond your wildest dreams oh, yeah. when he went back to marvel for i have a book called the history of marvel comics and when marvel went just before they went bankrupt they gave him and jim lee like 10 million dollar contracts to relaunch their stuff and uh, jim lee is a great artist so he yeah. did fantastic four yeah and which was fine and then liefeld did the avengers and captain america and it was a disaster i mean so, there's that iconic photo of captain america where his chest is eight feet wide and yeah. so you know th- that one and one of my favorites is he drew him as big as a street lamp post yes oh, good. so you can go online and you search uh, i forget what article it is or who wrote it but it's uh, just, just google uh rob 40 worst sucks. rob liefeld drawing <laughs> do yeah, people really like funny. rob liefeld like they do yes really i've yeah. not yeah. met a single person that like he still makes comics. Yeah, you hang out with us. That's and true. We call those people quickly. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Bree, do you have something to say oh, for Deadpool? D- uh, D- yeah, Deadpool. I mean, I think after the movie did come out, you start seeing a lot more uh, people wearing Deadpool stuff. But I've been a, I'm, I mean, not a diehard Deadpool fan, but yeah. I read some of the original stuff with Deadpool, Black Tom, and Juggernaut. And I just like, even back then reading it, I mean, it wasn't really, I mean, it wasn't like rated R, but he just had this witty comedy and stuff so i i really like deadpool even yeah. back then but i think there's a lot of marvel characters that you know people really want to see make it a film but they just want it done right yeah and at least they did do uh deadpool right yep 100 percent. yeah well it took them two times and they got it <laughs> they're like oh maybe he should talk and not get his head chopped off and shoot lasers out of his eyes <sighs> lesson learned <laughs> the movie was on tv yesterday it's so terrible i don't know terrible it's, it's pretty it's all terrible. Right. i haven't watched it in a while yeah zach you all right yeah i'm fine um my, uh, he's just getting it ready to get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I know which one. Uh, no. Um, oh no. My number f- um, six, right? We're on number six. Yes. No. Yeah. My number six is a movie that was just called Emotional Trite, not too lyle- not too long ago, <laughs> by Mr. James Hart. So take that. <laughs> I, I believe I said that Fences makes it look trite. Yeah, That's have number... you seen Fences? <laughs> no, I haven't yet. <laughs> my number six is Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah, that's better than Nice Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is Lee. What happened to my brother? I'm really sorry you couldn't get here in time. I gotta get up there before school lets out. So that's Lee Chandler. The Lee Chandler, huh? It was my impression that you'd spent a lot of time here over the years. Your brother has provided for Patrick's upkeep. I don't understand. Well, I can't be his guardian. I, I assumed Joe had discussed all this with you. He didn't. We've wanted to be. Do you want me to call your friends? What do you want me to do? Trusty and true. He can stay with us at weekends. Do you want to be his guardian? Well, he doesn't want to be my guardian for Christ's sake. We're trying to lose some kids at this point. Where are we going to the orphanage? Get in the car. Can't obey your orders until you unlock the door. Shut up. If you can't take this on, that's your right. What is done? What is? I've said a lot of terrible things to you. 
my heart was broken. And I know yours is broken too. From All my friends are here. I got two girlfriends and I'm in a band. You're a janitor. What the hell do you care where you live? Jesus Christ, what's your problem? Are you having a breakdown? I'm just freaking out. You'll do anything to get rid of me. That's not true. That's just, oh, I don't know anything about this. So you're just gonna disappear? gonna bother you i'm gonna just sit here until you calm down all right i'm calming now can you could you please just go away no where's twombly on your list you <laughs> don't tempt him <laughs> my, number, my number one is twombly um, <laughs> oh, uh, it's a good Manchester movie. By, it's a good movie. Manchester by the Sea has my favorite male performance of the year um which I is mean, not that's, a, that's wrong which is not yeah. casey affleck oh okay which lucas one? hedges okay Oh, okay, cool. I was surprised and enamored by the honesty that Lucas Hedges gives in that performance. Yeah, it's really for good. such a young actor. Too. Yeah, for yeah, he's for really good. like because his only other claim to fame was Moonrise Kingdom, as Brad and I were oh, talking really? about he was in yesterday. That? Yeah, there's like a bunch of Moonrise Kingdom. Like they were kids in that, and now yeah. they're in this movie as oh, like wow, teenagers. Huh. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, like Susie's in it. Uh, wow. She's uh, one of his girlfriends. Casey obviously. I love that one got... of his girlfriends. Yeah. So good. <laughs> uh, Casey obviously probably has the Oscar on lock for this, but. You know, if it could he go shouldn't. to a worse, it could go to a worse actor. You know, like I mean, he's actually, I think he's very good in this film. Not as good as a, an assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, right? But um, still, a very strong performance. And the movie's surprisingly funny in places that you wouldn't think it would be. Um, and uh, especially if you speak to somebody who's lived in Boston, that movie rings so true. Yeah. Mm. And I was talking to Brandon yeah. um, about it. And he was just like, oh, dude, I fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah. And uh, Michelle Williams, in the course of a five-minute scene, delivers something that yeah. is at least nomination-worthy. Oh, yeah. Nomination-worthy, um, yeah. In a very, very emotional powerhouse scene. Yeah. So um, I, I got to give it up to Manchester by the Sea. And it makes two and a half hours, for me, fly by. Yeah. Like, I, I, I couldn't even tell that it was that long. So. Are we sure he's not talking about fences? Because everything he just said, even that, I, it wasn't until he said the two and a half hours, I was like, holy shit, they're the same movie. But one Fences for you was Manchester by the Sea for me. <laughs> so it's like, uh, totally fair. I mean, like, my only complaint about Manchester, because I like Manchester a lot, mm-hmm. my only complaint about it is that it's, and it's the problem I had with his uh, Margaret as well, is that it's just, it's so slow paced while also being two and a half hours long. Yes. That yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I get it. Like, yeah. So. I mean, I will say, like, Casey Alec does deserve a nomination, definitely, for Best Actor. Uh, I think it's a weird year for Best Actor in general. Yeah. So I can see him winning this year, just because Denzel Washington's won, like, what, three times before? So, exactly. So, like, so you're like, okay, well, are you really going to give this guy another award? But he's really fucking good. Yeah. So, but, I mean, Casey Alec's also good. Did you see Magnificent Seven? He's good in that, too. What uh, if he actually wins for Magnificent Seven? <laughs> <laughs> Denzel uh, Washington for Magnificent Seven. Uh, Ooh, get it, she's good here. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the clip that's they the play. That's the clip they show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Then you just hear the applause. <laughs> Who's been shooting at us? <laughs> That's in that movie. Did you get it on Blu-ray yet? No. <laughs> All right. I'm, just, I'm waiting for you to get it. I, I There's actually a sweet uh, steelbook of it at Target. Know, yeah, because really. it's a really awesome yeah. movie. I'll go pick it up. It sounds mm-hmm. good. All right. Waste so, 30 duck. So, yeah, that was my number six, Manchester by the Sea. Good choice. That's a good movie. All right. 
Alright, my uh, number sixth is uh, the only doc. I try to get one documentary in my top ten every year, and this is my documentary. And my number six film is 13th. One out of four human beings with their hands on bars, shackled in the world, are locked up here in the land of the free. Khalif Browder was walking home from a party when he was stopped by police. Then they said, we're going to take you to the precinct, and most likely we're going to let you go home, and then I never went home. The 13th Amendment to the Constitution makes it unconstitutional for someone to be held as a slave. There are exceptions, including criminals. The loophole was immediately exploited. What you got after that was a rapid transition to a mythology of black criminality. Some people got the real problem. Animals, beasts that needed to be controlled. You better believe it. I'm only human. It became virtually impossible for a politician to run and appear soft on crime. The kinds of kids that are called super predators. Millions of dollars will be allocated for prison and jail facilities. Three strikes and you are out. It was an enormous burden on the black community, but it also violated a sense of core fairness. States were required to keep these prisons filled, even if nobody was committing a crime. It's so difficult to talk about mass incarceration because it has become heavily monetized. The focus is on taking people from prison, putting them in community corrections, parole and probation. How much progress is it really if now there's a private company making money off the GPS monitor? now have more African Americans under criminal supervision than all the slaves back in the 1850s. We are the products of the history that our ancestors chose. Products of that set of choices that we have to understand in order to escape from it. After all, don't put the blame on me. Yeah. The Ava Dervinay film? Yes, the Ava Dervinay film. I will say, I before watching this film, I hated Ava Dervinay because I'd, <laughs> I'd only seen Selma and I hated Selma. And uh, now after watching this one, I was like, fine, you're good. And so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great documentary. Uh, it's a good, like... Uh, What's it about? <laughs> okay, um, I was. I, Thank you, Brad. Literally, my next sentence. But thirteenth um, oh. uh, is basically a like I don't know a, sh- a Spark Notes version of like the Thirteenth Amendment and what has happened since then, and basically just the civil rights movement in general. It's basically catching you up in everything that's happened in like black history, essentially in America. So yeah. in very quick spark notesy kind of like, this is this incident. This is what happened because of it. This is, this is how it happened. This is what happened because of it in the future. And it's like, it's, and it's very much bashing like everyone being like, listen, we know like it's, this is a difficult situation to happen, but literally everyone fucked up here. Yeah. And so that's basically, it's, it's a very powerful document. And then at the end, it shows all, pretty much all the footage of like, everyone dying like in like that has caused riots before mm. and like you can you, there's a lot of different opinions on that kind of stuff and yeah you this film like there's a bias obviously sure like every documentary has and so but like this one it just it was very powerful for me at least so cool i think it's a little more than a spark notes, a spark notes well it just, it just, it, well 
That's just how I just explain it. Cause right. it's just like, He's just saying it's not, it's it not a Ken Burns like, documentary. It covers like 60 years. That's yeah. in, two in, hours. If, if it's doing that in two hours, then it's not like... Yeah. It's not Civil War. Yeah. From, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're a slave. You're free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, let's, ask, let's ask the, the, the diverse part of this podcast. Have you seen the 13th? Yeah. No, no, there's, there, no, I haven't seen it. There's no way in hell he'd see it. He's just saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Well, but, but I, like, I like seeing accurate documentaries. I mean, you know, that really tell what really goes on. Because like, like he says, it's sometimes it's just, you know, you know, it's, it's skewed the way whoever yeah. directed it, you know. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you didn't, didn't, you know, there were no slaves, you know. You just yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> you worked overtime. and You, know, it's just like, <laughs> you are all Uncle Remus out there. <laughs> In my mind, I'm literally picturing like the the Dave Chappelle skit of the like, "Hey, master, when we all get to be free, how about now?" That's that. In my mind, that's the Sparknotes version of slavery. I always want to do a time machine movie like that, where yeah, I just go back in time and just like, and shoot slave masters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's great. It's Jane We're the play time age. travel. We travel all the way back in time to call you a cracker. <laughs> oh man, I love that skit so much. It's one of the things I quote the most in my life because, like, every now and then you'll hear me just go like, "How about now?" Yeah. How about now? Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, uh, on a totally derailing moment, more so. I always wanted the next Friday the Thirteenth to be called the Thirteenth. Because it's yeah. the thirteenth oh, yeah. movie, sure. Because I think it'd be like ominous. Yeah. Oh, that it's coming out good. this year, isn't it? Like the next yeah, year. It's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, no, October now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and in this one, Jason shows up. He's gone back in time to an old <laughs> to an old slave farm. I'd watch that uh, all fucking day long. Copyright <laughs> 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 real nurse podcast. <laughs> He's just walking through the cotton field with a machete, yeah. like, <laughs> boy, you got a lot of nerve to come over here. Please, <laughs> <laughs> him in the head. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> I was on mic for that. <laughs> at, the, at, the, at, the end, at the end, he lifts up his mask, and it's Martin Luther King uh, underneath. It's Jason with an afro, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jason with an afro. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's before he goes back in time. So it would fit in the present. Friday trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth. Oh After <laughs> next, the crossover we've all been wanting. <laughs> Yes. Oh it's Friday. You got no job, <laughs> and you ain't got no time to kill. <laughs> oh boy. Oh shit! I think we just broke the podcast. <laughs> Copyright real nice podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, thirteenth. Great. <laughs> great serious, serious documentary. <laughs> how, how did, how, Ava Durbinay is gonna be so pissed off at this. No, she'll hate. Yeah, it. I hope not because she's friends with Oprah. <laughs> Fuck, we're ruined. <laughs> There goes all of our careers. Yeah. <laughs> I can't well, believe Henry was fun while it lasted. Like, I can't believe that your choice for best documentary derailed the podcast that much. But yeah, thirteenth. It's on Netflix. Go watch it. So. <laughs> oh mercy. Oh, sorry. Um, my number six was uh, Captain America's of War. So good job, yeah. Brad. Cool. Nice yeah. done. We think alike. And we do. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Should we break for another save or keep going? Oh uh, no, we can keep going for okay. a minute. All right, so we're halfway through this bitch. Um, <laughs> my number five is Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. yeah. My dad joined Starfleet because he believed in it. 
I joined on a dare. You joined to see if you could live up to him. You spent all this time trying to be your father. Now you're wondering just what it means to be you. It isn't uncommon, you know. It's easy to get lost in the vastness of space. There's only yourself, your ship, your crew. You really want to head back out there, huh? What the hell is this? They're boarding us. why you're here why we are all here our captain will come for us mercy will be the last thing on his mind i am counting on it fear of death is illogical fear of death is what keeps us alive Everyone who goes there, he kills. That's our friends out there. We can't just leave them behind. Unity is not your strength. It's a weakness. I think you're underestimating humanity. Hold on to something! Fire will! Do it! Do it! Pardon me. seeing that maybe it should be in my top 10 <laughs> I know, right? so, good. Uh, so yeah i've been kind of like okay with the reboots like as a big star trek fan like they've, they've been passable yeah. uh but this one was the first one that really felt like uh they really captured the spirit of the original uh movies and crew and uh yeah. the storyline is kind of you know typical like you know villain has a bioweapon he's gonna destroy the world in this case a star base um if they don't succeed uh and it's it's offset by the fact that like the humor and the camaraderie of the characters uh, stands out more than the plot. Yeah, I thought it was really clever that they separated them and paired them up mm-hmm. with people maybe you wouldn't normally see them paired up with. Yeah. And kind of let their characters... I know, I've been saying that for years. Know, like, Because the, the, uh, people focus so much on the, the big three, like Kirk, mm-hmm. Bones, and Spock, and they always seem to get like their time to shine in every movie. Um, and so like in the, in the TV shows, a lot of the episodes that are great are the ones where those characters don't get to be with their friends they have to like team up with someone that they're not used to teaming up with so uh it was a great move by the writers to (laughs) that's the next one (laughs) um yeah and i loved how uh you know that first trailer came out and it had the beastie boys uh sabotage and it was like oh that's not star trek and i was like even though it's it's from the first movie it's a song in the beginning of the first movie that's just like you know trying to you know for that reboot to connect with modern audiences Um, it's, all, it's also just because J.J. Abrams really likes the Beastie Boys. Yeah. <laughs> so you think, oh, okay, well, they're just using it for the trailer. But it turns out to be act- actually a crucial yeah, it's piece really of the cool. plot. Like, it's not just some marketing gimmick. It's, it's so good. Yeah. So um, yeah. 
I, I love that it got thrown back in people's faces. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, and then the, uh, the action and stuff is really good. Um, you know, it, you think the motorcycle's goofy and dumb. It's like you know, from the director of one of the Fast and Furious movies. You're like, oh, they're just like trying to pander uh, yeah. to young audiences, but no, like that sequence is actually pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, just a really fun movie all around. And it, it's sad. This was actually like my number one for a long time this year. So wow, it's fallen a bit. But again, once you see the rest of the list, still super cool. Like <laughs> it, yeah, like I wish it was higher. But like, th- like I said, this is a pretty good year. I you know, agree 100. percent I mean, yeah. this is. This is one of those movies that reminded me, like, oh, yeah, man, Star Trek was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a Star Trek TV show so bad because I want stories like this one. Yep. Um, yeah, I, it's really exciting. It was it was my favorite film of the summer next to Civil War. Like, out of out – because of, uh, summer felt kind of weak to me. Yeah. Like, this entire yeah. year, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Good choice, Brad. Thanks. Yes. My number one became my number 11. So like, it's been a hell of a fall. <laughs> cool. Uh, number five? Yeah. Yes. Uh, my number five is... Uh, this wasn't done to you on purpose, James. I promise. <laughs> uh, my number five is the study of language and how we can communicate with things that maybe we don't understand. Do I get to have anything? <laughs> uh, my number five is... Moana. Just kidding, it's, okay. it's a rival. <laughs> Good morning. Today we are talking about romance languages. Any news you want to share? Eight hours after landing, there's still no signs of first contact. The objects measure at least 1,500 feet tall. Mama, what's going to happen? I don't know. More objects like this have landed around the world. Dr. Banks. I'm Colonel G.T. Weber. You are on the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. I have something I need you to translate for me. Is that? Not everyone is able to process experiences like this. When's the last time you did something stressful? Does it now count? We need answers as soon as possible. What do they want? Where are they from? I go back in. Well, I guess I don't need to tell you you're putting yourself at risk. No, that's a proper introduction. I need everybody working on this. I feel like everything that happens comes down to the two of us. I know what it is. What does it say? Offer weapon. I don't need an interpreter to know what this means. We don't know if they understand the difference between a weapon and a tool. China just threatened to destroy their shell. Whatever they do, France and Korea will follow. We could be facing global war. We need to talk to the other sites and work together for once. We have 15 hours before this all goes to hell. Are you dreaming in their language? I know why they're here. What the hell is she doing? Do you trust me? 
uh, yeah, the French dude is becoming one of my favorite directors <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> um, the French dude. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> uh, again. Uh, Dennis Vanilla Ice. Yeah, Dennis Vanilla Ice. <laughs> no, the, the movie, why Arrival is high on my list and why I enjoyed it so much is I think the, the marketing behind it was so ingenious yeah. where it's, oh, we're going to talk to aliens. Yeah. And are they are they a threat to us? And it's you guys like Independence Day, right? It's going to be like that. Yeah, and it's not. And I think why the movies had such strong legs at the box office mm-hmm. is because people have to experience it. Yeah. Because you can tell everybody, oh, it's about uh, communicating with aliens, but it's not really. And until uh-huh. they see it and experience the film, I don't think people really appreciate what they yeah. just saw. Yeah. And it's like it's hard to explain to people like what it is too. Yeah. Like when I try to explain like. It's about life and like what choices you have to make. Yeah, it's fuck it. They're talking aliens. Like, yeah, like, I I found a really good way around it. I just started telling them that it was the most important film of the year. Okay, and then I stopped talking. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, again, it just and the performances are great. Uh, it, it's it, it. I think too, it has a great question that if you have the power to know what's going to happen, how do you use that power and do you share? that gift you have with people because to you it's a curse yeah and would you still experience everything that you want to experience knowing that's going to happen and i think it's such uh, a powerful message and such a powerful character moment that that character decides that my pain is so much is worth it to have those moments Mm. with somebody and um any, any uh, I think any parent out there can relate to that 100%. That if so, some tragedy were to happen, you would never trade. And it, could, it doesn't have to be a parent. It could be a friend or something. You would never trade your time with that person to not have it happen. If, for anything. For anything. If there was a chance, you know, I wouldn't meet Zach. You know, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's a shitty example. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I would never trade my experience of meeting you and experiencing my life with you. If I knew that, you know, it would end with you getting beat to death because of your list, you know? <laughs> I should have known there was a buildup for that one. <laughs> of course. But you know what I mean? But if I'm I being known serious. Would eventually I've known this guy heart. for three years. I should know his pattern by now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm being serious, though. You know, yeah. you, you shouldn't take it for granted. You should and you should want to spend time with people. You're the Glenn of this group. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Glenn of this group. <laughs> Someone get Lucille. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so arrival. If it I, makes I, you feel better, he's not French. He is French Canadian, so he's a bit closer to America. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I'll have a chance to maybe meet him, and yeah. I will. How you say respect the fuck out of uh, him? Mispronounce his name. <laughs> That's why I don't say. It. That's you why he's a French dude. Likes? Yes. <laughs> Hello, Dennis. Um, That's my number five. I know James one. is gonna wax poetically about it later. So have you had you. like <laughs> besides? Nocturnal Animals. Have you had a single film that you've gotten to introduce? Jungle Book. Jungle Book. <laughs> Jungle Book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think I have one more. Okay. I think there's one more on my list that I will get to 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 break. Okay. Um, yeah, because you took Fences. Son yeah. of a bitch. Actually, the the bonus of my making the DVD proves that I cannot just arbitrarily steal your stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, my number five was Arrival. Actually. Oh, I might have two. Okay. No, one of you motherfuckers is going to have this on your list. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. Uh, my yeah. number five was Arrival as well. Oh, so, cool. Good choice. So clearly Ryan and I are on the same page. Uh, this was actually the 
first of because I I hadn't seen I haven't seen Prisoners yet and I haven't seen Sicario. Now I want to. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You should. See what Sicario. have you been doing with your life? I, I, I know. I, I I missed Sicario last year and. Uh, and you should see Prisoners because that movie is. <laughs> yeah, Prisoners is also really really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. all but, uh, three of those films are yeah. amazing. But uh, Denny v- Vanilla View. Dennis Villeneuve. He's he's got a great eye and uh, Denny V. <laughs> Denny V. Yeah, Denny V. Denny V. Yeah. But uh, no, I I I really enjoyed the film. I think this is my favorite Amy Adams performance in a while. Ever. Um, not ever, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Someone hasn't seen Enchanted, so... Uh, yes, Enchanted's you great. Enchanted's great. You haven't, is great. You haven't seen Miss Pettigrew Liz for a day. I ha- No, I have. I saw it in theaters. <laughs> so Bam. Did, so did I. Uh, so there we yeah. are. Um, I was seven. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I actually like Jeremy Renner in the movie, too. I know he oh, has yeah. a big... Yeah. And Forrest Whitaker. I wasn't actually seven. Oh, God, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is awesome. And also... Um, Kind of proves my point that uh, anytime you put Michael Stolberg in a movie in the background somewhere, it instantly is amazing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like he played the uh, head of the uh, yeah. CIA, but, like, yeah. but like he's Steve really Jobs good. last year, yes. and then now this year, and then he was also in Doctor Strange. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. let's just put Michael Stolberg in everything. He's like a good luck token. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he should have been in Batman v Superman. <laughs> uh, no, he probably saw the script and was like, I can't help this. <laughs> My still barginess is not well. No, to because Jeremy Irons saw the script. And he's like, they paid me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'll also say Incendies, which is uh, as the pretentious prick. That's his French Canadian film. That's my favorite of his, and oh it's God. so good. <laughs> this fucking guy. How do we get him on the podcast? <laughs> Go read my review of it on RealEdgePodcast.com. You can. Yeah, you can. So um, uh, I really like his um, French version of. Um, Jack, yeah. Le Canard. <laughs> yeah, Le Canard, and the duck was yellow throughout the whole uh, proceedings. But the background was black and white, so it shows the color of life. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, Yours was the most convincing super pretentious joke. <laughs> no, yeah. Because you've no, heard that I, kn- I know this world. <laughs> I know how this works. He, he like, lives in it. <laughs> but you're in my pool, man. Oh, that's good. But, you know, in you, fairness you to hopped Henry, over my fence. <laughs> he did get spit on because he wore jeans and a t-shirt. Or like I wore a, this, but, pretty much this outfit. Uh, yeah, like. a buttoned-up shirt. He got spit on at premiere because he same, wasn't pretentious At the enough. same time, he looks like better than uh, look better dressed than all four of us. <laughs> I might hey, well my be, shirt says real nerds on it. I might as well be homeless. In hey, the that is like, class. <laughs> that is class. Actually, I take that back. That's You've got the best one on. <laughs> no, you have the Kanye look going on. Like, that outfit could be worth $10,000. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to talk about my sweatshirt. I, it's okay. I'm just a big fan. Anyway, cool. Anyway, what number cool, are we on? Yeah. Where I are we at? Arrival. They're on yes. Henry's five. Yeah. Speaking of pretentious, my number five is a film that none of you will ever like. My number five is American Honey. business opportunity we go door to door we sell magazines we explore like america we party come with us you got anybody who's gonna miss you not really okay good you're hired i like to make 
Is she okay? Oh yeah, you just gotta keep bringing prayers, darling. I've been trying to be Christian, but I can see the devil has a hold of the two of you. I think the devil has a hold of your daughter. Hey! Where are you going? To make money! Hop in. I make money oh. and get tired. Oh. I like a girl with spunk. Oh. Oh. It's a party, it's a party! It's Jake! Hey, can I party too? What are you doing? Get the keys, get the money. Car. Jump in the car, jump in the car. Do you have any dreams? It's like future dreams. Nobody's ever asked me that. You think you're special. I am nothing. You don't mean nothing to him. Gross. You sure about that? You maybe you. Y- you know nope. Like <laughs> <laughs> the only the only, <laughs> the only reason I'd watch American Honey is if the Blu-ray came in like a one of those bears that you get with honey in it. <laughs> like, all right, oh, I'll watch this <laughs> while guzzling honey. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Ryan Frost edition. <laughs> yes, and I would buy it. But yeah, American Honey is uh, it's from uh, Andrea Arnold, who's one of my favorite female directors. Uh, she it is she's a British director. And she, if you've seen Fish Tank, which is her other film, uh, this is like essentially her American version of that film. Uh, basically, this uh, down on her luck twenty-year-old girl decides to go on this cross-country <laughs> road trip type job with Shia LaBeouf's company, who they go door to door selling magazines. And what year is it? It's Sorry, current day. No, no one sells magazines door to door. No, that's a big thing. That like, no, is a huge thing. That like, who has magazines? Name me a magazine. I I, I have a subscription. <laughs> Name to me two uh, magazines. Game Informer, Entertainment Weekly. I'm not. I listen. This isn't He's a profitable thing. Like, okay, all right. But that's like the this. These do exist, and so, and it's, <laughs> I, it is the most accurate look on millennials and like my culture that I've probably ever seen. To the point where I think that's why someone wouldn't like this film. It's accurate to the point where I think like people are like, that shouldn't no, that's not how it is, and then yeah, that's how it is. So Aww, I remember hating my generation like Henry does. No, that's like terrible. I like I watch it and I'm like like I remember like for a week after I saw it, I was thinking like, I need to reevaluate my life choices. Like, <laughs> so like I don't end up like this. Like But yeah, it's a beautifully shot film. Uh, I didn't realize it until like the other day, but to like also capture like this generation, it's shot like with iPhone like aspect ratio. Oh, okay. so it's like it has like that square kind of look to it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, the more you talk about this movie, the less I want to see it. No, yeah. It's <laughs> also mentioned it's three hours long. Oh, um, three hours? What? It's two hours and like forty nine minutes. Oof. Um, I can watch Civil War twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is uh, Shia LaBeouf? This is the best performance he's ever given. I will say that. Oh, okay. Uh, he's a complete Whoa. asshole. Better than um, Eagle. Uh, I. 
Eagle Eye. It's a bit better than that. Um, it's no Transformers 2, though. Um, better than True Confessions? I've not seen that one. Let's be fair. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's really good in it. Uh, Riley Kehoe, who plays like the main antagonist of the film, she's really, really good in it. Uh, like one, uh, Honestly, one of the best villains I've seen this year. Um, it really is like... and then It's just very beautifully shot, very beautifully acted. It's one of the things where Andrea Arnold, what she does, she gets no-name actors who have never acted before and then puts them in lead roles. Mm-hmm. So like Shia LaBeouf and Riley Kehoe are the only two actors in the film. Everyone else, they're like, hey, you live in Minnesota and have never acted in your life, but you look like someone who would do this kind of lifestyle. And that's how they got the, like, the lead actors for this film. Yeah. And she does an amazing job. Like, it just proves how great of a director Andrea Arnold she can get these performances out of these non-actors. Uh, but yeah, uh, if this sounds like up your alley and you are and you are into pretentious shit, uh, you might like this film. Uh, it's uh, definitely, if you, if you can sit through it, I think you'll like it. If you are thinking I should stop watching this film... You should stop watching. Stop watching the film. <laughs> it's not going to get any it's, better. It's not going to. There's nothing. This film never like flips and convinces you something's good. <laughs> if you're not on board from like the first hour, don't bother with the rest of it. So. <laughs> from the first hour. But yeah, so that's my number five. Cool. James. Cool, cool. Hey, uh, James. Yeah. You and I should team up for this one. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> I can't believe this happened. My number five is also Brad's number four. Here we Here go. We go. <laughs> The Neon Demon. Man, this movie fucks with me a lot. <laughs> oh. I see 20 or 30 girls come in here every day, mostly from small towns with big dreams. And they're all good. You, you're going to be great. Beauty isn't everything. It's the only thing. She has that thing. Look at Jesse. Who wants sour milk when you can get fresh meat? I know what I look like. Women would kill to look like this. So it's Boy, that weird because what? Boy, that trailer. <laughs> what? Let's watch it again. Just so it's like no time <laughs> happened. Uh, it's weird, and I don't want to throw Kendall too much under the bus because I did go to this movie like almost on a dare because Kendall from from Alamo basically said to me she saw it at a festival and she was like, James, you're not gonna like this movie, but it's beautiful and it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, but you're not gonna like it. And I was like, okay, but I'll give it a shot. Like, you know, I like I like. He hasn't Nicholas watched Wayne any Friday the Thirteenth. Those are shit. <laughs> um, to you. I know that without even seeing yeah, it. Yeah, how, how can right. you know that without seeing it? I've seen some of those other horror movies. Yeah, you don't. You have no idea. So <laughs> Anyway, so... Uh, Expand your horizons, So I went and James. saw it, and sure enough, like, 
I think the first scene is is actually the worst scene of the movie. Um, it's your they got the gold moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the but they, no, I mean the first scene of the movie, like like Jenna Malone's dialogue there is weird and it, it's just super flashy. And twenty minutes in, like there's the first time that there's like a surreal like weird dance scene where there's like this thing happening. And you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? This is weird. The Triforce was in the. Uh, in the trailer, trailer yeah, the, the crazy Triforce. Yeah, well, the, the Triforce is like a weird metaphor for a demon and shit. And like, there's there's all it's kinds actually of like like a real Japanese symbol or something. Yeah. What is it saying for in? in I forget. Oh, okay. Um, demon, because that might be. Yeah. <laughs> <Maybe. right. laughs> um, and so I'm watching this movie, and at first I'm like, okay, yeah, this is this is pretty off putting. Like, I don't this, you know, but but a it's beautiful and the music's cool, and there's something about this character that I am sort of getting into. You know, like I, I am kind of like, okay, this is really interesting, and there could be something here. And then, a, as it starts really digging into like, Keanu Reeves comes in, and then like you start watching her become famous, and there's this this you know struggle between Whoa, her and these famous. other. Uh, no, that was a really he's, good impression. Actually, yeah. uh, he's he's yeah. actually sound more like a dirtbag. Yeah, because <laughs> in this movie, he's just the rapist guy who runs like the hotel she lives in. Whoa, um, I raped you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so like you start saying like her struggle with these other models and, and then I was like, okay, this is really cool. And then when the movie turns and some of these people that you've kind of trusted and things just start getting really weird. And it was one of these movies that, I mean, if you go back and you listen to our review of it, like Brad and I just sit there and recant the entire, like every scene of the movie, because we don't know how to talk about the movie without just explaining to you why everything happened. But it was one that I walked out of and was haunted by for the most time all year. Like, it was weeks of me thinking about this movie and trying to figure everything out and trying to put together all these different pieces. It was a really cool puzzle of a film um, that I knew was saying something wonderful and that is saying something really interesting. Uh, and once it was you, just a question of... Once of you finally said out. it was like, it's a vampire it's a movie? It's a fucking vampire movie. That's what finally, like... Made it click for me. Yes. Yeah. This is a movie about how Hollywood and fame and being viewed on a very superficial level is a goddamn demon that is going to come and kill you and suck all of your life out or turn you into a monster that does that to other people, you know? And so to, to see this ending that takes this so far and is disturbing in a way that no horror movie I think I've ever seen is, like... I watched Evil Dead and I'm like, that is really fun. Look, she got all that. Look at her knee. That really sucks. And I watched this movie. I'm like, holy fuck. No, I don't <laughs> want anything to do with this. Um, I mean, that last sequence and what's really fucked up about it. And the reason why it ends up on my top 10 list is that and spoilers. But if you already heard the episode, whatever. I haven't. I haven't watched the movie. You oh. fucking asshole. Well, OK, <laughs> then I'll, I will be he careful. He actually hasn't spoiled a lot. <laughs> no, I haven't. I will be careful then. I'll, I'll say it in a way that people who've seen it will know. When the last thing in the movie happens, I was rooting for the lady in cornrows to do what she does before she did it. I was like, fucking, you gotta do this thing. This is what has to happen next. And that happened, and I, and what struck me was like, why was I rooting for her to do a horrible, disgusting, gross, yeah. weird thing? And it was just because the the movie had taken me to that point and had made this like awful horror kind of uh, film 
so entertaining that I wanted them to really push it as far as they could. Like, I wanted to break every single boundary. Because once you've seen a woman do what she does to that other lady, <laughs> you're like, okay, I guess there are no rules anymore. Yep, like, yeah. fuck it, you know? <laughs> um, it's just amazing. And, and that's completely separate from the fact that it's beautiful and that the music is amazing and that I've listened to the score many times throughout the rest of the year. Um, like, it's a very well-made movie that is nothing like Drive. Um, yeah. yeah, it's very different. But yeah. takes all the stuff that was good about Only God Forgives and throws out all of the garbage, like, like actually tells you a story that I think is really interesting yeah. and has characters in it that I really like. I love Elle Fanning's yeah. character. Um, this is genuinely, I think, my way. second favorite film by Reefen, So Yeah. After Drive? Uh, Bronson. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good choice. So. Um, yeah. I, I think it's just really, really wonderful. Uh, so... Yeah, man. Yeah, what a you, fucked up movie. You said it. You hit all my bullet points. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> the first time I saw it, you know, I'm I'm going in hoping for Drive. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Drive, but with models. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but just like, you know, the music and the visual, the stylish yes. visuals and stuff. Uh, and it did that. But like at the end, I was at the, at the first screening, I was like. I don't know how to. Ex- <laughs> yeah, like, that was so bizarre. I don't you're, know. You're more I like in shock than anything it. else. Like, yeah, huh? right. you're more like in shock than anything. Yeah, else. like what yeah. did I just watch? I just I watched the most um, beautiful, disgusting thing I've ever seen. I remember Brad driving me to the theater when we were gonna go see it, and this was like what your third time. Yeah, seeing it in the theater, and I was like, "So what am I in for?" And he's just like, "I don't know, man." Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it looks like a Maybelline commercial. <laughs> no, no, worst, no. Worst Maybelline commercial ever. <laughs> no, Reefa needs to start making some perfume some of those, commercials. Have you seen some of those fragrance commercials? They're pretty fucked pretty, up. Pretty close. <laughs> and I ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Dior. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I said that like when we like went off, but like, there's not even a question. This is the best cinematography of the year. Like. Yeah. I'd it's like, gorgeous. Yeah. Even so, I mean, there is. As I look back at it now, there is one, other than that, Jenna Malone drops some dialogue in the first scene. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that he starts the the film in the wrong with the wrong shot. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. still, um, the the only real problem I have with it is there is one moment where, where he goes into that like kind of annoying. There's too much surrealism here thing where there's a there's a moment where she's becoming famous. And you spend like a minute or so mm-hmm. in this weird, like surrealistic moment where you're looking at a weird Triforce thing yeah. and like colors and there's mirrors and she's kissing mirrors and you're like, wow, okay, I get it. Now she's in love with herself and the Triforce is the demon and this is basically yeah. the scene where she's getting possessed. And I'm like, I don't need any of that. Like the character has been written so well to this point and will continue to be written so yeah. well that I'm already there. Like, I don't need you to visually try to explain to me what's happening. You're actually just wasting my time. Can we just move on? Yeah. There's only that one scene. And that was the thing I was terrified of going in was I was like, man, this movie's going to be nothing but like. Pretentious symbolism. Yeah. Okay. Like She keeps kissing mirrors because she loves herself and loving yourself is, is the worst. Speaking of which, go but. read my review of Art, of Neon Demon uh, <laughs> on RosePodcast.com. Yes. Because uh, yeah. I did not like it as much as the you guys did. Yeah. But I did like it. And uh, that is and like, your, my complaint. And your criticisms of it are fair. Yeah. Um, like, my big thing is that, like, because like, it does change, like, halfway through into, like, a different film almost. Yes. And, like, my complaint was that, like, 
I had just gotten comfortable with these characters, yes. and now I have to get comfortable with them again. And so, but I think that's part of what as a, as a guy who like really loves no, a, yeah. a movie like Red State. Yeah, I love when that happens. No, I yeah. love it's, when, just, it's a stylistic kind of thing. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so, but I, I agree. I yeah. think that makes sense. So, yeah, Neon Demon, good pick, Brad. Yeah, good pick, James. <laughs> You're five, my four. Yeah. Brings us to Ryan's four. Clearly, I saw more better Reggie movies. Say something. Oh. oh, it also looked like a trailer for Jim, though. It reminded me a little bit. <laughs> Jim and the holograms. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Fair. Zinger. Um, my number four film is where this film should be in the year. Um, my number four film is The Nice Guys. Uh, still I, too low. I, I still love uh, uh, my my favorite joke in it is a stupid joke, and a lot of times in movies, my favorite joke are like throwaway stuff. And Russell Crowe meets uh, Ryan Gosling at the bowling alley, and he's sitting down talking to him. And he says, you think that has happened to that porn star? Whoa, 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 young lady. Porn star, oh, young, young lady. lady. <laughs> and it's so stupid, but it's so funny because yeah. every time that Ryan Gosling is going to be a, like a good guy, he always says something where he's just stupid. Yeah. And I think uh, – I mean, I don't think it's Ryan Gosling's best performance of the year, but I think it's his most underrated one oh, yeah. where he has to be a sleazebag – but still be like totally likable and his arc where you find out, you know, his wife is dead and everything is so great. And you understand the way he is, the way he is. And I, I love this movie. Yeah, There's that scene where he's like, I can't smell anything. And you think it's just like a gag. Yeah. For that moment. Yeah. And yeah, that pays off later. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the movie I've seen. It's, I've seen three movies at least four times this year. And this is one of them. Yeah. Because I, it's one of those movies where the script is so clever. Yeah. That I always catch new things every time I watch it, and Shane Black is just awesome. Yeah. And so I'm really excited to see his Predator movie because yeah. Yeah. I want to see him go back to you know a horror action movie and see what he does with it. Yeah. I'm really excited for Doc Savage. Like, yeah. That one, I mean, him with The Rock, that can't go wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> knock on wood. I just want to uh, make sure that Doc Savage gets made because yeah. I've heard about it for so many years now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Nice Guys was immediately if not my favorite one of my favorite movies of the year yeah and it was just like that script was so tight and it reminded me why i love going to the movies and and was such an original fun movie that pulls off having a giant bee show up at one point yeah. like, <laughs> like again shouldn't be able to do this and yet that script is so yeah, smart and, and, it, fun. and it's so funny i mean at the end where ryan gosling can't die it's yes. just so yes. funny oh man the way they set it up and it's a really smart i mean i think i like I think I like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang more mm-hmm. as a film, like as a whole yeah. thing. But I actually think that this is a better, like a better mystery. I think the yeah. characters actually play on each other better. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's an intangible thing that makes me choose those choose one over the other. Um, or it might just be you know Robert Downey Jr. Probably but, is. <laughs> um, but it is it is funny you know because it triggered me to go back and watch all of his films again mm-hmm. this year, and I realized like oh man like he does sort of keep doing the same thing a lot but this felt like him as as good as he's ever been writing really amazing characters and it's just it's so fun like it's a it's a movie you can recommend to anyone oh yeah absolutely they're they're gonna have a good time there's so many just throwaway lines that are just so funny like like my favorite one was uh Ryan Gosling at one point goes, you know who else is just following orders? Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then at the end when he, he makes a little joke and, and Russell Crowe's like, uh, he's comparing you to Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like he's backing him up this time. Right, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh yeah, she is like Hitler. You're right. Well, it's, it's, it's Yeah, because even that's a funny arc in it where he's so in love with 
the uh, Kim Basinger's yeah. assistant that he refuses to believe that she's like this murderer. <laughs> <laughs> she just said she killed like five people. Yeah, but <laughs> like deep down, but deep down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the movie's just awesome. Even at the beginning, I, it set the tone really. I mean, besides the trailer being awesome, like the beginning where she says, I haven't seen my husband since the funeral. And like Ryan Gosling's looking at the urn with her husband in it. He's, <laughs> he's pointing at it and trying to figure it out. But he's such a scumbag that he takes her money anyways. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, good for him. Yeah, really good. The nice guys. Zach. Um, my number four is a film that I got a chance to see um, before it got picked up for distribution. And I wanted to bring attention to it on this top ten list. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. It is called Middleman. All right. What's happened? Everything? Hi, Lenny. Sorry about your loss. Look for me on television. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone. The day I've been given another chance, and I know exactly what I have to do. Out of the guard there, pilgrim. I am a stand-up comedian. You ain't no stand-up. Not yet, but I'm on my way to Las Vegas for the Monty Guy auditions. Was I a speeding officer? Hey, how about you open for me? Oh, oh. Destiny's calling. It's time to get up there, shake your stuff. Welcome to the stage, Lenny Freeman. Get off the stage. You suck. You could be my manager, Hitch. Well, I gotta warn you, Lenny. I don't enter into contracts lightly. Now, you look to me like someone who appreciates a good laugh. Now, please, stop me if you heard this one before. I thought you were heading to Vegas or something. I can't go right now. Doesn't surprise me. Nobody ever leaves this place. You got two minutes. What seems to be troubling you? I have never been in trouble. And now I'm in the worst kind of trouble ever. No, you ain't, Lenny. Yes, Lenny. I am, Hitch. No, you ain't, Lenny. Okay. Now you are. I just wanted to go back to the way it was. Open the truck! There's only one way out of our country. Look at me, I'm busting a gut. Um, I've talked a little bit uh, more about it on the show, um, on the uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them episode, so I won't divulge too much more into it. Um, I think it's a smart script, um, really balances the line between comedy and drama in a smart uh, way. Uh, Jim O'Hare is the lead in the film as a comedian who's trying to um, start up a career and ends up getting involved in this plot with uh, a hitchhiker he picks up where they commit robberies and kill the witnesses. And, um, of course, it – yes, I, and I can see this look in your eyes. <laughs> it has some Jack Benny references in it. and <laughs> <laughs> um, also has a lot of old-time radio references in it, for that matter, and a nice Louis Prima soundtrack, which is actually pretty cool, um, the way it syncs up to the movie. Um, and it also has um, uh, Tracy Walters from uh, Batman uh, 89. Bob. 
Bob the Goon, yep. he plays a very important role in the movie, and I forgot about that, but I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, it should be, it's good to note that Tracy Walters is still working. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and, uh, of course, like, with anything, with anything I would love to see is this film get picked up for distribution at some point so that you all can have a chance to watch it because it's a very solid film. It was made for a very low budget, and I think it deserves all the attention in the world. Well, it's on this podcast now, so it's going to get lots. <laughs> so has it not been picked up at all yet? Not yet. Not like Amazon or anything? Not to my knowledge, no. I mean, I had the lobster last year, but I still knew it was coming out. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that clearly his choice is complete dog shit because nobody else wants to see it? I'm not saying that. I'm just kidding. I, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, pick a film we can see. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you will. <laughs> yeah. There's the caveat here that if it comes out next week, next year, and we all see it, we are all allowed to put it on our list next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Henry. Uh, all right. I doubt it would appear on any of your guys' lists. But <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, we're number four now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, my number four is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, my favorite comedy of the year. Uh, I had it ha- I had a ton of fun watching it in theaters, and I think this is a film that demands to be seen like with a crowd. Uh, my number four film is Tony Erdman. Hello, Papa. Hello, wie geht's? Ja, sehr gut eigentlich. Sie telefoniert nur. Ich bin gleich fertig. Ich habe jetzt jemanden engagiert als Ersatztochter. Naja, das ist ja gut. Dann ruft er dich auch zum Geburtstag an und so. Dann mache ich mir da keinen Stress mehr. Das ist schon Wahnsinn, mit welchen Schwergewichten sie da im Ring steht. Sie sind zu Besuch? Ja, spontane Entscheidung. Ich habe mir Modus freigenommen. Das war jetzt aber echte Angst. I'm Tony. T- Tony. Erdmann, nice to meet you. I'm consultant and coach. Also das wird jetzt bestimmt die Feministin in dir ärgern, aber... Ich bin doch keine Feministin, dann würde ich es mit Typen wie dir gar nicht aushalten, Gerald. I have to arrest you. <lacht> Sorry, Bob, then my father made a stupid joke. Wenn es um ihren Vater geht, da bin ich nicht der Richtige. Bist du eigentlich ein bisschen glücklich hier? Schwören jetzt ganz schön viele Begriffe rum hier, ne? Spaß, Glück, Leben. Was findest denn du lebenswert? Ja, da muss man das noch machen und dies und dann und während dem geht das Leben einfach vorbei. You can read my review of this film on realnifepodcast.com. Because <laughs> that's the only place you're going to see this movie. Uh, it should be coming out soon-ish. I, I think it's going like limited yeah. like in January. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be nominated for Best Foreign Film, and I'm predicting it will win. Uh, it's about uh, this, ki- this kind of not bad relationship, but distant relationship between this father and his grown daughter, who she's very, very professional, very, like, trying to get the CEO position at her company, trying to work her way up the ladder. And he's just, he's always been, he's been like, he, I think he's like a middle school teacher in the film for music. And he's just more, he enjoys life in general. 
And it's basically about how he tries to rekindle the relationship between him and his daughter hmm. and how he tries to bring humor back into her life. Oh. And uh, it's very, it's really good. Um, it's really, really funny. There is a, it is long. It's, it's like two and a half hours long. Uh, but every, it all leads up to this one great scene, which in my opinion is the best scene of the year. Because it, it's, if you've seen the film, it's the party scene at the very end, where basically every character you've met so far comes into the comes into the party at some point, and just wraps every character up in a bow to where it's like this is what needed to happen to end. Yeah. And then there's only one scene at the very end after that scene that it was the one. It's the most beautiful ending to like a comedy I've seen in a long time. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it's uh very very funny. Uh, and I think the message of it, of never lose your sense, always look at everything with a sense of humor, I think is very important to have. And like, cause at one point he talks to someone and says, I like your sense of humor. Please hold on to that. And yeah. then, and that's how he leaves that scene. And it's a very, it's a beautiful film. And I, and I think it, it's very not pretentious in a way that you would think uh, a foreign, probably going to win best foreign home of the Oscars is. So. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. Tony Erdman. Awesome. You said all the right words to like make my heart feel big. Yeah. So I will have to check that out. Because of course James is born with a heart four times yeah. too small. Oh no, no, he was like, oh, <laughs> that, that's, that's a Grinch joke. Make his daughters <laughs> bring joy and rely. This all sounds good. And it's not like it's one of those things like they say. <laughs> it's one of those films I saw it and I thought like, oh, someone in America is going to remake this in like, <laughs> in like the next five years, and, and it's going to be shit. No, well, I'm going to say it because like you need the two and a half hours. I feel like. Oh. Yeah. I'd Okay, maybe that's, that's what's selling me. I want to see a two and a half hour attempt at comedy. What's the country of origin? Germany. It's Germany, but it's in a whole bunch of different languages, including English. So, oh, okay. So, cool. But yeah, it's a uh, def. If you get a chance to, I would definitely see it. So, okay. And it's also it doesn't follow the cliche. I mean, the story's been done before of like okay. a father trying to rekindle with his daughter. Yeah, it doesn't fall into any of the cliches that you see normally in these kinds of stories. Sure. So. Is the father a wrestler? No. Oh, okay. He's also not a rock star, like in the Al Pacino film from oh, last year. Oh, nicely so. done. Yes, yeah, yeah. Is it like the parent trap? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. Cool. James? Uh, my number four uh, is a repeat. Um, so all of my movies from now on are all movies that I can and have made strong arguments for them being my favorite movie of the year. Um, so from here on out, it got real, real difficult to make Shit the choices. Shit got real. Yeah, especially between, I mean, to be completely honest, it's between two and four. Those movies are almost interchangeable. Um, so my number four is La La Land, uh, which we've done before. Sorry, Ryan. Um, are you ready to talk about it now? At least we're pretty, yeah, I am, yeah. Because um, I've been thinking about it I mean, a lot Brad for the last and- while. Fucking Zach, I've already ruined my list. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know. Hey, dude, trust me. Every everything that I have left so to talk defeated. about has been. That's not true. I have one more ringer. I have sleep. one left. Oh, I hope you and I have the same one left. I'm trying to think, I of think what we it might. Could be. Yeah, I think we might. Oh, good. Oh, I think we do too. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, okay, so um, La La Land is really wonderful, and it, it, there's a couple things here. One, yes, I am instantly in love with any movie that is a genuine musical that is really fun and the the songs are cute and there's tap dancing and the backgrounds are matte paintings and sometimes the backgrounds look like they're built in a sound stage and and it just feels like one of those old real musicals um 
I, I said when we reviewed it that you know when I walked out of the theater I was well prepared to say oh man this is the best musical since since South Park and then I realized that it was better than South Park so I don't know how long it's been since we saw a musical this good um, but that's how I feel about it um, and then the other thing is is that I love that it is such a wonderfully melancholy musical you know like it's it actually sort of flies in the face well no it it dovetails really well with what a good musical is right because a good musical exists in this sort of funny whimsical world where people are capable of just bursting into songs at any time uh whether it's because they're happy or they're sad either way it, it's this otherworldly kind of feeling um which dovetails really well with the whole point of the story which is that you know, at the end when we see when we see the epilogue and we get this sort of dream sequence, at least to me, my interpretation of that is is that it's actually really beautiful. I mean, they both end up with with really good futures. Like their real lives are good lives, um, and the thing that propels them into that good life is this dream that they had together. And that to me is the really beautiful, though though bittersweet lesson of the film that here are these people who were in love had this great time had a great dream for what their future could be together but the truth is that the things that they wanted for themselves were constantly driving them apart and their time together is the fuel that causes them to go build that better life for themselves and so it's really wonderful when you get to the end and you realize like oh man like they both succeeded and they have these great lives and and when you see her with her husband you realize like oh man like she you know that she actually does love this guy even in the little bit that that she's there but the way that they handle that ending um it is it, exactly that it's it's bittersweet you kind of realize like oh man like like they still pine for this dream that they have even though they also have a wonderful reality and that's such a both a heartwarming and heartbreaking um melancholy kind of story uh, that I think is really special, not just for musicals, but for films in general. Uh, it was one of those that when it was over, I just sort of sat there and was like, ah, oh, oh, man, I love stories. Like, I love them so much. And this is a really good one. Um, and the performances, of course, are all just wonderful. I mean, it's just a beautiful film that is hard, 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 hard to beat, um, which is only to say that the three films above this on my list are really, really, really good movies. I gotta say, um, I'm flabbergasted. This is not your number one. <laughs> I know. Me too. I, I'm very serious. Uh, there are there are days where I go like, no, La La Land is the best movie of the year. Yeah. And then I look at the other three films that are above it and I go, ah, oh, yeah. those are also the best movie of the year. Yeah. I mean, there, the any other year, if this would be a like slam dunk yeah you know um the the fact that it is low as four is only because the three films above it are yeah amazing yeah. like really amazing blew me away and so did this they all all four of these films blew me away they're so good so my uh my mom actually went and saw it uh the other day yeah mine too and uh she said like she just wanted to see it because she was so tired of so many depressing films this year oh no did someone and tell her <laughs> and, she, and she heard this was the happiest film of the year. Oh no! And she left, Did and she someone... told me, "If this is your happiest film of the year, you have fucking low standards." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Um, but it's not sad. It's melancholy. It's bittersweet. Yeah. There is a lot of 
beauty and, and warmth to this she movie. She marries the guy who's an American werewolf in Paris. She marries Spartacus from that thing you do. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It does, there aren't very many people better than Ryan Gosling, and Spartacus from that thing you do might just be one of them. <laughs> uh, just might. So it, it's just beautiful. It's really great. Everyone should see it. So that's my number four. All, All right. right. Number three. My number three is a repeat. Ooh, it's <laughs> my number three is Deadpool. Ah, oh, the movie's really good. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, really creative. It, like, it's, uh, you know, another superhero origin story movie, but this one has its own personality. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, sets it apart. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have any idea about anything about Deadpool before I saw it. And yeah. It made me a fan. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Tons of fun. It's a good one. Yeah. Part of me uh, really wants either. I, w- I kind of really want Ryan Reynolds to win Best Actor at the Golden Globes this year for comedy. <laughs> he's not, there's no way he's going to be nominated for like an Oscar. And right. like, and Ryan Gosling, he has his shot like at the Oscar. So like, I kind of want him to win just to be like, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Superhero street cred. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Cool. That's why it's my number three. <laughs> That's it? All right. Well, I mean, you guys talked about it a bunch earlier. So. Yeah. I was reading about one thing I thought was interesting. Uh, all of T.J. Miller's lines are improvised. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, they gave him the script, and he was like, nah. So <laughs> he, he showed up the script, he was like, I got the story, so I'll just improvise all my lines. He says that's what he does with all his films. Huh. And so, and he says, like, he said, normally they, re- they were really against it. Then I proved that I was funny, so they thought I was okay. So <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the trailer where he has all those riffs about yeah. Uh, yeah. Deadpool's appearance, which are great. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, my number three is a repeat. Uh, my number three is Captain America, Civil War. And Henry's wrong. The best scene of the year is <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> when uh, Captain America and Iron Man go into uh, the area where all the other super soldiers are, and they're all dead. And you expect they're going to have like some super soldier fight, and they're not. And it's just a, a scene where their friendship dissolves in front of them because of what Captain America knows and who the Winter Soldier is. And uh, uh, Iron Man says a one line, son of a bitch killed my mom, and it's awesome. And then Captain America gets up and says, I can do this all day, and it's awesome. And then Spider-Man shows up, and it's awesome. (laughs) And then all the heroes run at each other, and it's awesome. (laughs) And then Ant-Man turns into into Giant Giant Man. Man. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) And uh, with the Captain America movies, I I still think Winter Soldier is better, just because I think it's more intrigue. Uh, but this film is equally as great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're just really picking this orange or this orange. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Captain America chases the Winter Soldier down the stairwell, and it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, I will awesome. say, I will say, the Russos are awesome at doing Captain America fights with his shield. Yes. Yeah. Because you know the scene where he's running on the boat in yeah. Winter Soldier oh, it's so good. is awesome. It's so good. <laughs> what about that scene when uh, the Winter Soldier jumps down the stairwell and uses like the riling as a rope? To oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's super awesome. <laughs> yeah. just peels it like a banana. Oh, it's so awesome. Yeah, everything is awesome. In- <laughs> <laughs> Man. Or, or the scene where Tony and uh, Steve are talking about why he needs to sign the Sokovia Accords. Oh, it's so awesome. It is. That's why I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Spider-Man's in it, too. What about that time when uh, Ant-Man calls Hawkeye Arrow Guy? Yes. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't know any of their names. Hank <laughs> yeah. Pym yeah. always said, never trust a Stark. Aww. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> So Even awesome jokes when it's like super heavy. Yeah, <laughs> It's funny because like, the, the movie is so good, and then Paul Rudd shows up, and you're like, I missed you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. 
good. Yeah. Yep. And that's why it's my number three. So it's good. awesome. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. My number three is a repeat. It's La La Land. Oh. Um, I, I wasn't sure what to expect walking in other than we're going to get a musical. But the moment it starts in 4-3 and then you see in CinemaScope, but it's cropped off and then suddenly it expands. I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, they made a movie for Zach. <laughs> <laughs> All over the place. And that, and that was just – that's just a frame with a title on it. Yeah. So imagine my, my – the smile on my face when everything was going on throughout that entire movie. And I liked the homage to – I don't know if it's a direct homage to Gene Kelly's musicals like American in Paris or uh, – Singing in the Rain, but the, the epilogue reminded me of a Gene Kelly um, yeah. tip to the hat. So, um, I, and I got to get up to it. And Emma Stone, for my money, even though I did say Jackie was my the best female performance of the year, my favorite female performance of the year had to be Emma Stone just on the song Audition alone. Yeah. So, um, and uh, <sighs> as somebody who's tried to live in L.A., <laughs> that, that movie hit home. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got to give it up to La La Land. Damien Chazelle, who I found out is only 31, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, way to represent you, the young people. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> what a way. <laughs> like, Lu- Lucas Hedges is my age, and he's being nominated for an Oscar this year. Wow. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> what an absolute tryhard. Like, seriously. Yeah, so, um, and Ryan Gosling. You know, he's charming as all fuck. As Pete Holmes says, my dick blows blue when Gosling's near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. It's good. It's really good, man. Yep. Cool. Henry. Uh, my number three is a repeat as well. My number three is a rival. So nice. yeah. That's a good movie. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, this is another one of those like, time where like when I first saw it, I thought, this is the best film of the year. And I was number one for like a solid couple days. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it's, it's still really good. But it's like personally for my money. Like it's not my favorite film of the year. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's one of the best. I like. I remember when I first saw it, I thought this is the best sci-fi film since two thousand one. Um, in terms of like, this is like our like, not like Alien, not like any of those yeah. kind of sci-fi films. This is a like, this is a sci-fi film that both like people who are like into sci-fi films really like, but both people who are assholes like me will like. <laughs> and so like. Like the first, like uh, the first scene where they make contact, where they go up the thing for the first time. I like, I saw it at like eleven p.m. on like a Tuesday night, and like I was in the theater, and like I was the only one in the theater, and I was just, like shaking uncontrollably because I was like, "This is amazing!" And so like, <laughs> I was like, "The emotions and the sound mixing," and like, <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. And so like, freaking out like you were just like, a meth. <laughs> I felt exhausted by the time the film ended because I was so emotionally impacted by this film. <laughs> And yeah. uh, it's just an incredible film, and if you have not seen it, go see it. Like, yeah. my dad doesn't like films very often. He came out with me and like that was amazing. So <laughs> yeah, nice. No, it is an amazing film. It is. It's I probably a lot higher on somebody else's list. It probably is. <laughs> I want to record on my phone you going. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so entertaining for me. <laughs> hey, James. Yeah. We should team up again. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, my God. This is so good. Okay. Uh, my number three. No, my number four. No, my number three. And your number two is... The Nice Guys. The Nice Guys. <laughs> that was awful. Well, I was hoping he... he I was trying to read... He scared me for a second because, like, did he do his four? Oh, shit. Did no, I, I know. <laughs> it's the Remember best. where you put this, Zach. I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 that that moment is the funniest moment of the year. The only reason this is at number three is actually for the thing I just said, uh, you know, one cycle ago, which is that this movie should be my number one, was my number one for so long. And so when I was trying to figure out how do I choose one movie over the other, only reason this one goes to three is because this is Shane Black doing what Shane Black does. And the two people above this are like super either either like new to this and really doing something cool and fresh and awesome or like or new to this and doing something cool and fresh and awesome. So <laughs> that's the only reason this ends up being at number three. Otherwise, hey, uh, this is the best film of the year. Um, so much fun. The thing I was looking forward to the most and opposite of London has fallen. The thing that like my <laughs> expectation was here and it somehow surpassed my amazing expert- expectation because this movie just is perfect at every turn. Uh, it's unbelievably cool if i remember correctly you mentioned in 2015 film explosion how excited you were for this film yes i did yes this was the trailer from last year that i because it had just come out in december november something like that and i was like i more than star wars yeah i was looking forward to this movie yeah um and more than star wars this movie delivered on what on its promise like was it was the best trailer and then it was the best movie it could have been i really i can't complain about anything about this movie like the opening sequence is so cool. Like, remove the, and then the car goes through the house, and then there's a lady, porn lady on the thing. And, Misty Mountains. Yeah, and then <laughs> he takes his shirt off, and you're like, oh, this is so adorable. You want me to be in your movie? I have a huge dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy! <laughs> like 12-year-old kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man. Mm. And yep. His daughter is so good. And yeah. those guys have such great chemistry together. I don't know. I, I, it didn't perform well, but I hope someone wants to make a sequel because I, I want to see too. those characters again. Yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> what does um, he say when they're ads in the yellow pages? Sorry, you look like a Puerto Rican or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you look Filipino or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, man. Yes. Yeah, as the slate says, funny, witty, clever, creative. I've since it came out on Blu-ray, like I've popped it in yeah. and watched it while I've been working just, like over and over again so many times th- yeah. uh, this year. It's uh, just so much fun to watch. It's the movie I've seen the most from yeah. this year. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> and every time I watch it, it's still funny. Yeah. Even though I don't even know that there are jokes I've missed. I think it's just that there are jokes that are funnier this time than they were mm-hmm. last time. Or, like, or just catch you in the right mood. Um, because it's, it just doesn't stop. Like, it's so constantly fresh. Um, so, yeah. Man. The nice guys. It's really good. Your number three, my number two. Ryan, what's your number two? My number two is one we haven't talked about. And it's actually my favorite performance of the year. It's is, my number two, too. Is in this film. Uh, because the performance is not only um, heartbreaking, it's also scary. Yeah. And also, uh, it's an actor that's been around forever. And usually when he's in stuff, I'm like, oh, he's really good. Yeah. Whether it's TV or film. And a movie that wasn't even didn't even have a trailer until about a month before it came out didn't have a title didn't have a title uh my number two film is 10 cloverfield lane there's been an attack i'm not sure yet if it's chemical or nuclear where are we underneath my farmhouse hey Sorry about that. What happened to your arm? Were you trying to escape? I was trying to get in. There's a woman. She wants me to let her in. You can't tell her! You're going to get all the kills! 
What was that? Quiet. How do we get out of here? Is that how you thank me for saving your life? Uh, yeah, you uh, said movie and TV. I'm like, oh, John Goodman. <laughs> because um, we, yeah. we talk about scenes in film that I think epitomize the whole experience. Mm -hmm. And usually for me, movies can be boiled down to one scene. Like I said, in Civil War, when Tony and Steve are talking and, and Steve is, knows that Tony's parents were murdered by the Winter Soldier, I think to me is the basis for that film. Yeah. And it's what secrets you choose to tell your friends. In 10 Cloverfield Lane, the scene for me is, it's actually two scenes combined. Mm -hmm. It's where John Goodman kills the one kid, and then he comes back to... With uh, ice cream. Yeah, with ice cream with Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, but he's clean shaven. And he's just, there's this extra creepy vibe to it. And there's, there's questions in this film is, did he murder this girl? You know, because there's something unsettling. Forget what's happening outside. Right take what's happening on the inside of this bunker. And I think you have some of the most tense moments in film in the year Oh yeah, because you know, something's not right with John Goodman. Yeah. You know, it's not right. And, uh, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is amazing in this film too, because you have you, the beginning of the film is just shot and she's just leaving her life. Yeah. And so her whole life, she's trying to escape, but she's stuck in a place where she can't escape. Because she's believing that if she goes outside, she's going to die immediately. Mm -hmm. And every time she's about to get out, something happens where she can't. And, and the movie does such a wonderful job of of bouncing you back and forth between those two those two sort of polar opposites of like, yeah. oh, like it is real or it's not real or yeah. this is the bad guy or he's not the bad guy or oh, like oh, he's just weird or oh no no you know like it does such a wonderful job and it's it's not just the script it's the way it's edited it's the way that it's shot yeah. that it it puts so much paranoia in every moment that you never feel comfortable because even when the the characters think they're getting smart on John Goodman's character. Yeah. Uh, you can go back to the first dinner scene where he made some spaghetti oh, and they're, she's flirting because she heard that he's, you know, doesn't like that mm -hmm. and he snaps. It's, yeah, it's amazing. And the tension and throughout the film is so well done. Yeah. And how I said, uh, nice guys was a really bummer for a Blu-ray. Yeah. The Cloverfield Blu-ray is awesome. Yes. Just for the, the commentary, Only for alone. the commentary with, with Dan Trachtenberg, because and you're JJ. listening to a guy who loves film. Yeah. Understands what he's making. Yes. Understands the themes he's trying to get across. And he he's so quick-witted and so on point throughout the whole commentary track that you're engrossed in his commentary track as much as you are in his film. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what he does next because yeah. for that reason alone, because he's a guy who loves film and understands. Yeah. And he's he's crafting I, – I think he's crafting a Hitchcock film. Yes. For modern audiences. Oh, yeah. And you can get uh, even, you know, the monster reveals at the end. I still think work. Yeah. Because they've earned that part. Yeah. And I would have I would have been happy with the film, too, if you came out. Nothing was wrong. No, yeah. 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 It would have been fine. But the reasoning. The reason it has to be there that, that a lot of people miss is that if she comes out of the of the place and and there's nothing wrong then she is just a victim. I agree. And what the ending does is 
give that character the proper finale where she gets to choose to not be a victim anymore, which is what the movie is about yep. in the way that Jaws is not about a shark and Arrival is not about aliens. This movie is also not about aliens and it's not about a bunker. It's about a woman who has been trapped in her life her whole time and mm-hmm. she's a victim of the things around her and she chooses because of the events of what happens in the bunker to never be that person again. I agree. And that doesn't get to happen unless the aliens are there. And so if you're one of the people who doesn't like this movie because the aliens, you're a fucking asshole. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, well, you but, uh, I should have seen I, the look on his face. One of, <laughs> one of my uh, two, the, this movie has so many layers. At the beginning when it's kind of out of focus and she's yes. trying to leave Ugh. her life, there's also a little shot of a bottle of booze. Yes, that and disappears. Then that disappears. But then later on at the end, she uses that same booze yeah. to defeat. And it's a brilliant moment because it's her taking it because – and you know it's it, – it communicates that she's sad and that she's mm-hmm. depressed and that, like, her life isn't where she wants it. It's not, she's not going on vacation, right? Like, yep. that whole opening section, man, the the dinner sequence – just as much as that opening, those opening silent shots, all the way up until the car crash, honestly, are are a guy who has never directed a film before, a, a feature length film before, proving that he deserved to be doing this five or six years ago yeah, because I he agree. is already better than most of the people making films. Zack Snyder can fuck off. Like honestly, those sequences are so well handled. Uh, it, it's unbelievably impressive and the fact that he can communicate as much as he does mm-hmm. without saying anything uh, because it's not just about oh what are the things she's got with her in the truck it's also that she uses a screwdriver to open a drawer which shows us that she finds different solutions to a problem than, mm-hmm. than a person normally would like it, all of that stuff is so well done and then it has the coolest car crash that I've seen maybe in oh, film yeah. like or at least the most arresting car crash I've seen in years I I, I, the, I yeah. was so terrified. Uh, I mean, it, maybe Whiplash. Whiplash also That's did true. it really well last year, but I think this one scared me more. Um, well, I think this one works a lot because it's like the car crash in this one. It's how they do the opening credits. Yes. Oh, and uh, right. Yes. Com- and then the cutting back and forth was so yeah. smart. Uh, Compare these opening credits to fucking Nocturnal Animals, and you're like, "That's how you should do it." Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh my goodness! Like it's just such a wonderful film. It is, and and even the tagline, you know, monsters come in uh, many sizes. I think is because, but at the end too is I mean, John Goodman's creepy, yeah, but he turns out to be right a lot. Yeah, oh exactly. So so it's that's why the paranoia works so well. Is you're like, wait, no, he could just be a weirdo who is a guy who owns a bunker. Because if you're building a bunker, you're probably weird. But he also no offense. I, I love character choices where sometimes you don't expect them. Yes. Uh, I mean, him shooting that kid in the head. Oh, I, my God. I wasn't expecting him to do that. No, it shocks every audience I, I saw it with. Yeah, so, I, again, character choices that shock me, because I've seen so many films, yeah. is one of the reasons why it's so high on my list. Because, And I will also admit that, you know, Dan Trachtenberg is a guy that I've followed for a long time. Um, when I When I saw Cloverfield, I watched his review of Cloverfield on the Totally Rad Show eight years ago or whenever that was. Like, this is a guy that I've known for a while. And so there is also a a, a bias there just because this is me rooting for this guy because I knew he was talented. I've watched his short films. And so going into this movie, I was really excited for it. Um, but I didn't know he was this good. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I never could have predicted that this film would be this amazing. I mean, it's it's 
worthy of being my favorite film of the year. It's a Rod Sterling throwback. Like it's a, it's an episode of Twilight Zone, but better than most episodes of Twilight Zone. It's so cool. <sighs> I'm so glad you picked it too. <laughs> yep, that was my number two. Yeah, Zach. My number two is uh, something we haven't talked about yet. Um, sometimes, uh, again, you said it before, you never know when a movie is going to be released. The, the release date can't judge how good a movie is going to be. Yeah. This film has stuck on my list from February when I saw it until today. Number two is Hail Caesar. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. How long since your last confession, my son? 27 hours. It's really too often. You're not that bad. Here at Capitol Pictures, as you know, millions of people look to us for information and uplift and, yes, entertainment. And we're going to give it to them. And action. An army of technicians and actors and top-notch artistic people are working hard to bring to the screen our biggest release of the year. Hail Caesar is a prestige picture with one of the biggest stars in the world, Baird Whitlock. A truth we could see if we had, but... If we had... Faith, 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 cut! Ah. Uh, Mr. Mannix. What's up? The director can't find Baird Whitlock. Somebody slipped it under my door. We have your movie star. Gather $100,000 and await instructions. Who are we? The future. Hello, Bert. Hello, Mr. Mannix. Lawrence, Obi, thank you all for coming. The studio needs your help. Bad Whitlock has been kidnapped. This is bad. Bad for movie stores everywhere. She sings the perfect harmony. Let's spend 24 hours. But we're looking for him. We don't want it in the gossip columns. This is going to cost the studio a lot of money. And that's where you come in. I need some cash. You must have very strong forearms. Is it hard squeezing it like that? It's part of the job, miss. I'd like to know what the hell is going on here. 20 million readers want the truth, Eddie. Truth, yes. Mm. Eddie. So won't you tell me no truth? I wanna hold your line. Don't you tell me no truth? I wanna hold your line. This is a drama, man. It's a real drama. Mr. Mannix, I know it sounds screwy, but someone's calling from the future. Good lord. Wondering what's going on? That's a good one. It's it a good year for tap dancing. Yep, the <laughs> the Coen brothers are back. This time they do something a little more episodic. Did they ever than, leave? Um, what? <laughs> no, no, they're just always good. <laughs> but they're allowed to take a vacation if they want. Okay. <laughs> They've earned it. <laughs> they only made a serious man, uh, oh brother art thou, Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh it's a it's a more of an episodic journey, but it, it essentially calculates the death of old Hollywood while trying to celebrate its life at the same time. Um Part of it also kind of stems as a commentary on how the studio systems have always worked and will always continue to work. Um, at its core, it's just a slapstick comedy. But it's something I enjoyed so much because it was a great escape for somebody who 
just wants a movie that's kind of tailor-made for their sensibilities. Um, it's got George Clooney in it, and it completes the Knucklehead trilogy, um, which started with Oh Brother Art Thou and continued with Burn After Reading. Um, it's got Josh Brolin in, I think, one of the funniest performances I've ever seen him give. Um, and it introduces um, our new Han Solo, um, Alden Ehrenreich, <laughs> uh, yeah. um, who plays Obi in the movie, and he gives He's this so good. star-making performance. Yeah. I, I was absolutely blown away. If that Why was released, do I sound like, like Leonard Malton? Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. this was released like in the final three months of the year, he would be up for an Oscar. Yeah. I, so. I agree. I agree. Yeah, and um, at least at least a Golden Globe. Globe yeah, for he would be cons- in consideration one hundred percent. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, the um, the great year for musicals, but this as as much as I love La La Land, the musical scene that they do in uh, Hail Caesar is just a slight bit above my favorite musical scene of the year. Yeah, <laughs> just I, because I it is. Rough. It's clearly on the nose. It's the Coen Brothers sensibilities always get to me. So, yeah. and um, it's clear that the, what is it? It, it, it just it just the way they're just dancing yeah. and like singing about having semen on the deck. This <laughs> is too damn funny. <laughs> yeah. You know so, the, the shot in I, I, this is my list of shame. Uh, one of my list of shames this year, yeah. movie of shame I haven't seen uh, is the shot of Josh Brolin like running away. But the yeah. camera angle never changes. Mm-hmm. He just keeps on getting farther away. Uh-huh. And, and, and when um, uh, Tilda Swinton keeps yelling for him, like, yeah. Eddie? <laughs> yeah. And to me, that's Coen Brothers. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, to me, that is a Coen Brother through and through shot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will say, the thing that... I, I don't want to spoil it, so this, you know. But the thing that happens in the water is one of the most oh, God. joyous <laughs> reveals in a film that I had this year. Like, I was so excited, and it turns that movie on its head in such a great way mm-hmm. that I realized that I was watching something way smarter than I thought I was watching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it happened, I was just like, this is amazing. It fools I, you. Why it, did I not see this coming? It fools you with the episodic element. Yes, exactly. And I, and I think that that's one of its strengths. And I know some people didn't get it. But, you know, like, it was a fun release. And, like, the moment I saw the trailer for that movie, this was my nice guys. Yeah. And um, what, uh, when I saw the trailer for this back in September of last year. Yeah. Or the year before, 2015. <coughs> it was like, I have a weird feeling this might be my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. And I haven't even seen the damn movie yet until I saw my number one movie, which we'll get to later. <laughs> cool. But, yeah, Hail Caesar. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Absolutely. All right. Uh, my number two uh, is a film that, for the longest time, I said nothing will ever beat this film for me this year. Uh-huh. Until I saw a film last week, which we'll get, <laughs> which we'll get into. I do believe this is the best film of the year for everyone. Yeah, I think this film will affect everyone regardless. Whereas my number one, some people will very be against it. Um, but this film, it's extremely powerful. It's the most emotional I've been watching movie this year. And my number two is Moonlight. What's you looking at me like that for? What, man? Come on, you just drove down here? Yeah. Where's you, Sharon? Come on, son, try not to remember. Some point you gotta decide for yourself who you gonna be. Can't 
and let nobody make that decision for you. You gonna tell him why the other boys kick his ass all the time? What's wrong? I'm good. No, I'm saying good, and you ain't it. Remember the last time I saw you? Listen. To who, Ma? Huh? To you? Who is you, man? I ain't seen you in like a decade. It's not what I expected. What did you expect? Have any of you seen Moonlight? No, yet? you're such a sad person. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to say I, Finding Dory, but oh. <laughs> it's it's my goal to see it this week at the yeah. Shea Artis before it leaves. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a it's a very beautiful film, I think. Where it's like it's a very emotional and it can be very saddening, but it ends in a way where depending on how you interpret it, it can be very it can be really happy in the end. And uh, basically, Moonlight uh, tells the story of this. You kid. never sold it that way before. Oh, that, I'm sorry. See that 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 sounds like the kind of thing I do like. <laughs> yeah. So Moonlight tells the story of this one kid from like the bad part of uh, Florida. I think I don't think it's Miami, but I think it's some. It's it, like, it is oh, Miami. Uh, is it Miami? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All of uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like this kid growing up in like the projects of Miami, and it's each act is a different part of his life. Mm-hmm. The first act is when he's seven. The second act is when he's 16. And the third act is when he's 30. Mm-hmm. And uh, you see him grow up and you see him. The film is about him accepting the fact that he's gay mm-hmm. and you see him struggling along the way, essentially. And, and it's just, it is a powerhouse performance from everyone involved. I mean, except for two actor. Well, actually, except for one actor, the entire cast changes every single act. Because mm-hmm. you see them at different stages in their lives. It's what it's everything boyhood wanted to do, but good. Um, <laughs> uh, Your turn, Link, later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just... And, like, each act in itself could work, like, as a short film. Yeah. Some people have said, like, it's three short films. I disagree with that, because I think it flows together too well for it to be... Yeah. I think they work, don't work as well to separate, but... Sure. But it's just... And then, you know Richard Roper. <laughs> yeah, like, but, like, each act is just super emotional. It's some of the best performance I've seen all year. Naomi Harris plays his, da- his uh, mom, and it's easily the one of the best female performances this year. Mm. And before I saw Fences, it would have been what should win uh, Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, Rashad Ali, I think I, I'll, I'm down on pronouncing his name right. Sure. Uh, he was the main antagonist of uh, Luke Cage this year. Oh. Yeah. He's in it as well, and he... He's going to win Best Supporting Actor. He's only in the film for the first act, but he's so powerful in that first act that it affects the rest of the film. Mm. And it's just, it's a very beautiful film. Uh, I think it'll affect everyone. I think if you had, if you were part of an LGBT experience, it will affect you much harder than everyone else. But Mm -hmm. I think even if you're not, it it is still an extremely powerful film. Uh, some people have said it might not be the best one of the year. Like people who really like La La Land a lot more. And if you like La La Land a lot more, I understand. But like, um, for me, like people have said like La La Land might be the best one of the year, but this film might be the most important film of the year. Mm. So, uh, my number two is, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. 
Brad, <laughs> your right. number one. The moment we've all been waiting for, my number one is... This is going to be the shock of the century. I know. I hope it has cats in it. Two movies. <laughs> what? Thunderbolt 2 and Battle Rap Galactica. <laughs> They're, oh. they're only seven minutes each, so there's plenty of room for them both to fit in this slot. <laughs> Wait. Uh, oh, okay. Then they're not really movies. And I don't have a trailer. Oh. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> I never made a trailer for Battle Rap Galactica, though, so there's only this one. Oh, okay. Awesome. My second of fame in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> you nod like a professional. <laughs> yep. And they're on this list because I made them and therefore better than anything Hollywood did this year. So I was really surprised when like cause like when you said there's only gonna be one, I was like but he made two films this year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was originally going to put them as one and two, but yeah. like I said, like there there's so, so many, many at and the then, bottom, I couldn't like because I also want to put Batman Superman on there. I was like, yeah. if I push out, don't think twice or yeah. La La Land because of this, like that'd be really shitty. So, yeah. well, and then you'd have to choose which one's better than the other, and that's exactly. like choosing your yeah. favorite kid. You can't right? do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you can in your heart. You just can't tell anyone else. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my mom's favorite is my older brother. So. I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you're not familiar with that trailer, uh, I made two short films this year, each for like 40-hour projects. Henry's in one of them. Yeah. Um, as a villain. Yeah. Um, panda-faced villain. <laughs> and, uh, More of a henchman, but... <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I think we're the first uh, Denver uh, team to make a sequel to a film that we did three years ago. Um, so, yeah, it's made under 40 hours and tons of fun, and I love working with my friends. Aww. I still think you should push it to make a like a feature length for Thunderbolt. Yeah, someday. Well, could you just keep making? Could you just keep making forty-eight hour shorts until it's long enough <laughs> yeah. to make a feature? Like, <laughs> yeah, if we do like six more, yeah, uh, I'll just <laughs> call them all four, Thunderbolt like. and make that the feature. Well, yeah. I, want, I want to see the characters fleshed out more. Okay, do it, Brad. Uh, uh, you got some. You want to line up some capital for me? Why don't you write the script and then t- shop it around and maybe you can get your own capital? It takes me a long time to write a script. As can you do the uh, pod show has proven? Can you do the link leader version where it's just every year you do something fun Thunderbolt <laughs> and you watch Thunderbolt grow old and sad? <laughs> <laughs> I this feel year like it grew a little old and sad in this movie, but <laughs> in the in the third one they might get a divorce. <laughs> Thunderbolt three in space. Actually, if you, you haven't seen it yet, but in the credits we did call it Thunderbolt three Thunderwater. Nice. So he's gonna oh. go underwater for the next one. <laughs> so, Brad, where, where can we see these at? Uh well this one um I'm trying to get the 3D conversion ready for um January 31st okay. at the Bug Theater for Open Screen Night okay um and then after that hold on hold I'll on, on say that again in case anybody missed this uh, uh January 31st no, no the part where you're converting it into 3D well 80s 3D or like the red and blue glasses no, 3D I know it's oh, still cool. awesome. I got yeah. it's really glasses. awesome so um and we'll have glasses there for everyone to try it out um it'll be the first uh, 3D film at Open Screen Night. Um, I think so. I I can't remember if it was open screen or or, or EFP that had a three D film. Um, and it was more like an experimental thing. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah. a narrative. So, um, so yeah, you're we'll still see. cooler than them. So. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, and then after that, I'll put it online. So okay, people can watch is, it. Is anything already online? I know I got your poster for that uh, John Claude Van Dam Dam Van. 
Yeah, that's been so, online for okay two years now. So okay. um, I'll send you a link. Okay, uh, cool, cool. And then also Battle Rap Galactica um, is already online too, okay, so cool. you can watch that one. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. Nicely done, sir. If you want to see a rapping dog. I do Who I? doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yep. Cool. Uh, my number one is quite obvious. It's La La Land. Um, oh, I love sorry. this film. I love Emma Stone. I love Ryan Gosling. I love the dude who made Whiplash. I like uh, I like the dude who's an American Werewolf in Paris. <laughs> the dancing's awesome. The music's yeah. awesome. The music's awesome. It's I'm just so gonna keep good. on pushing American Werewolf in Paris and see if yeah. <laughs> such a deep cut. <laughs> uh, but no, in, in all seriousness, the movie just uh, touched me like uh, your dad. No, <laughs> like 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 the first time I was touched by Bradley a woman Hague. just <laughs> fills me with joy. Um, what his mom? And it was over too soon. Yeah, people just much, miss my jokes. Much like yeah, the, I got it. Much like <laughs> the <laughs> premature ejaculation joke. <laughs> uh, but no, I you know Emma Stone I think is gives the best performance of the year. Uh, she goes through so many emotions throughout the film, and I think she nails every single one. The audition at the end, but also that one take when they're like they're having this surprise dinner. Yeah, and he says the shady thing to her. No, that's and, my like, favorite moment in this film. Yeah, and she says, "Are you joking?" And just yeah. like her face yeah. and like just oh, real emotion. So good, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One of the best scenes of the year. Oh yeah, definitely. oh yeah. And so yeah, everything. And, and it's in a musical, be. and there's no music. Mm, like yeah. that's this that's in the section where it's just a drama. Yeah, I I love this movie. Yeah, it's so good. It makes me happy. Yeah. They don't make movies like this anymore. They do. They made one this year. It's called La La Land. Yep. I just want two people to tap dance and sing to with each other. And... I know. In front of matte paintings. Yep. The matte paintings are really important. And then everybody have like a really cool theme song. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Oh, man. So good. And then the handsome Ryan Gosling's playing the piano for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's a really funny... What I'm... Kind of a scene people don't talk about as much, but when Ryan Gosling's character finally gets in the band and Mia goes and sees him and she realizes it's everything he hates about music yeah. that he's doing. He's like playing electric music and, uh, and, he's and doing the, it so apathetically yeah. too. Like he's just staying yeah. there like he's like hitting one key. Yeah. Even the, and, and then the photo shoot is just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, bite your lip. Oh <laughs> yeah. You know what we haven't talked about is how amazing the this the scene is in the apartment with the girls and the way that like that set is decorated and the rooms are painted differently and mm-hmm. and then it matches with their dresses and like how all of that is choreographed you know, is so good. The second time I was wondering do the walls change through the scene oh. from the rooms because I feel like when they went in the wall wasn't blue but when she came out of the next room the hallway was blue. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. How would they sure. even do that? Well, it had, modern yeah, they'd have magic. to be green screen wall. Like they were all green, and we made them other colors. Yeah, no, so oh. just uh, hats off. Yeah, it's so good, and and what a like late year surprise. I mean, not surprise. We all knew we were looking yeah. forward to it, but like for it to be that good mm-hmm. that it could be up there uh, is really wonderful. I've been looking yeah. forward to this since back when Miles Teller was going to play know, the character. You're so cool. You're so cool. You're in I'm really cool, James. Why don't you acknowledge me? You're just so cool. <laughs> my uh my cousin Lisa goes to Telluride 
every year for the film festival. I know. She's disgusting. I know. And she's in Vienna right now taking pictures at like the I opera. know. She's it's, just disgusting. It's terrible. Uh, uh, I'm not that bad. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but... <laughs> no. I'm not that bad. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, no, my cousin Lisa's a rock star. I love her so she's much. She's amazing. She's really um, And she told me this was her favorite film at Telluride, and you can't wait to see it. And I really haven't been able to talk to her since then, so I don't know if she bumped into anybody while going to the bathroom. But, oh, yeah, um, I mean, Ken- Kendall got to meet Emma Stone when they were at Telluride this year, because... She's the worst. Yep. Ugh. Gross. Kendall. <laughs> Way to live out our dreams. Seriously. She said she was prettier in real life. How is that possible? Man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> she, she's Gwen Stacy, man. <laughs> Bree, what's your number one? <laughs> oh, man. I can't even think. I, I mean, I'm just recapping off all the old movies I've seen, so... Uh, a lot of the newer movies that we went over, I, I haven't even seen yet. So yeah, uh, I kind of was covering my ears for some of the stuff, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess I have to say, uh, I guess Rogue One. Yeah, yeah nice. all the it's movies a good one. I've, good I've, one. I've it's hard to beat Star Wars. Yeah, but there's still older movies, you know, that I like. But we'll say Rogue One out of the, the new new stuff. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Henry, what's your <laughs> <laughs> Yes. That's what Zach gets for putting fucking nice guys. What number was it? Oh, Nobody that's... cares what number it was, Zach, because it should have been higher. <laughs> you kind of went into Jerry Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. All right. Um, so my number one uh, is a film that I saw in September, and I – was obsessed with it from frame one to frame. Still. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's when uh, the bow to, breaks. To frame whatever number ended the frame number of the film. Uh, three. <laughs> frame three. <laughs> yes, I only liked a fr- three frame film. Um, my number one is Hell or High Water. You know, the bank loan, just enough to keep your mama poor. Thought they could swipe her land. It's a big bank. It's too big. That's what she said. Now they can foreclose on Friday. So come hell or high water, get the money to the bank on Thursday. And then you are free and clear. Little brother, go get that money. Good morning, folks. Open the drawers. You got a gun on you, old man? You're damn right I got a gun on me. Y'all gonna steal my gun, too? We ain't steal from you, we steal from the bank. Woo! You hear about these bank robberies? You may get to have some fun before they send you off to the rocking chair yet. I may have one hunt left in me. (laughs) Mama, in that bit a while? Three months. Bank breathing down her neck. Everybody, get on the ground! been here for a while long enough to watch the bank getting robbed has been robbing me for 30 years you managed to stay out of prison for a year it's been difficult Tell stand up. these boys know exactly what they're doing they're trying to raise a certain amount that's my guess let's go Start! Start! toby it's a good thing you're done more down it every step of the way You want a little advice? Go see your boys in the mall. You know, you talk like we ain't gonna get away with this. I've never met nobody who got away with anything, ever. And why in the hell did you agree to do it? Because you asked, little brother. Mama, take this badge off of me. 
I think I got these boys figured. He's got no record. He's never been arrested. He don't fit the bill, Marcus. You may be hearing a lot of things about me and your uncle. Whatever I hear, I won't believe. No, you believe it. I did all of it. Love you, Toby. Mean it. I love you, too. I'm glad this was in someone's. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this, this got so close to my list a few times. Yeah, and I was, I thought if anybody was gonna sweep it, it'd be James, but apparently that didn't happen. Uh, fences happened. Sorry, <laughs> fences happened. <laughs> um, so uh, Hell or High Water is uh, written by the guy who wrote Sicario. I found out. Yeah. Um, so between Arrival and Hell or High Water, it's very clear that I need to watch Sicario because uh-huh. <laughs> Hell or High Water was an amazing experience. About a simple, simple robbery plot. Yeah. <laughs> that shouldn't be anything more extraordinary than just that. Yeah. <laughs> Has no business being as good as it is. Right. And yet there's this no country for old men type vibe to it that is not quite hitting the mark that that no country for old man hits. But at the same time, it manages to like throw out those themes in a different way. Yeah. Um, I... I was enamored by Ben Foster's performance and how he is not getting the um, attention he deserves at the awards circuit is kind of beyond me. Because he stars in stuff like Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. Yeah. I, you know? It might be a... No, I love Ben Foster. He's amazing. He's, he's great in everything. And he's so good in Have you Hell seen The Mechanic? Water. He's good in that. <laughs> <laughs> um, his performance in Hell Three Yuma. Is he's great in so, Three Tendayuma. Oh, he's so good in Three Tendayuma. Um, and uh, this is my favorite Chris Pine performance, actually. Oh, um, uh, yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I, I can Kirk that. aside. Um, this is no, my I wouldn't even say Kirk aside. I think this is probably his best performance. Yeah. I and think his voice is sexy. Jeff yeah. Bridges is great in this movie. Yeah. And this is the this is actually interesting because the the, the final the climax not the the climax of this movie is a shoot off yeah without any spoilers there's a shoot off i won't say what happens but it reminds me of the shoot off in high sierra almost shot for shot mm-hmm. which is really cool cuz i was like oh my gosh like they're they're pulling something off here that hasn't been pulled off in a long long time from a very specific visual acumen yeah so, I mean, like, I, I know it didn't get – and this was a movie that that was bugging at me to go see. Mm-hmm. Everybody was telling me, you got to go see Hell or High Water. My people at work were telling me, you got to go see Hell or High Water. When I finally left uh, the theater, I understood why people were telling me to go see Hell or High Water because I think deep down they knew I would love the fuck out of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got to give it up to Hell or High Water. For me, that was the best film of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're saying Jeff Bridges is going to be for best supporting actor, and I'm 100 percent around that. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Man, that's really good. That's a good pick. Yeah, cool, Henry. All right, my number one film is easily the most disturbing film I've seen all year, and I've seen you know, the Neon Demon. <laughs> I was um, say. It's also like. The most erotic film I've seen all year, uh, and you've also seen the Neon Demon. And I've also seen the Neon Demon. <laughs> um, my number one film is The Handmaiden.
It's not Thunderbolt 2, you <laughs> traitorous bastard. <laughs> he doesn't pick movies he's been in. <laughs> I'll remind you, my film came out this year, too. So <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> but, I've uh, heard some... Uh, so, t- what's the tone of this movie? Because it's in all, it's on a lot of people's like best of. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's from the same director as Old Boy, the original Old Boy, if you've ever seen that. Yes. Um, up. The film is <laughs> yeah. This one's also uh, uh, this film is about it takes place in 1930s Korea during Japan's occupation of it, and uh, basically the story of it is that this really rich like Japanese family has come to live in Korea, and this farm and this guy who grew up as a farm boy who's now like in his like 30s has decided like almost everyone in the family's dead except this one daughter. And I'm going to I'm going to trick this daughter into marrying me. I'm going to pretend to be this rich guy. I'm going to trick her into marrying me. That way I inherit her wealth. And then my cousin is going to come with me and be the maid. And together we're going to get intel about her and we're going to convince her she's going crazy. That way we lock her up in the insane asylum and we get all of her money. And so that's the setup for the film. Uh, this film goes in places I didn't even was not expecting at all. There are so many twists and turns in this film. That like, and I knew there were gonna be twists and turns in the film. The first one that happens, I'm like, oh, is that is that the twist and turn? The first one's the most obvious one, and then like after that happens, they go like one step farther, and then you're like, that's no, and then they do it again and again and again, and it's just it's easily like, I mean, like I invited you to come see it with me like the other day. Yeah, we ended up watching Jackie. You ended up watching Jackie, and I'm glad you didn't come with me because it was in like the small theater of the sea. And it was almost full. And there are some sex scenes in this where I'm like, I shouldn't be seeing this with anyone. <laughs> like, 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 I feel comfortable sitting like two seats away from someone like watching this. Hey, Henry. <laughs> like, and like, there's like one scene that I won't give away too much, but there's one scene that like it's like 1930s version of a sex doll, but like, what? Yeah, it's like it's like in like it happens. I'm like. Like, because they, like, it, like, slowly, like, like, it hints that this is what's going to happen. And you're like, they're not really going to do that, are they? Then they pull the wooden doll out. And they're like, no, no, they're <laughs> is, not. Is it no. like a steampunk clockwork doll? Yeah. It's like, and then, like, she gets on top of the doll. And I'm like, oh, they're really doing this. It gets really fucked up really quickly, and it's just that's why I said Moonlight is my is the best film of the year, right? Because some people are going to see this film and think that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's one sex scene that involves like bells. And I'm not going to give away what they do with the bells, but you, but you, I don't hear... know how many things you could do with bells. No, yeah, because they like talk about it in it, like they talk about this sex. Well, you tie it around your dick and go, dinner served. That's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. <laughs> well, I'll give you another hint. It's a lesbian sex scene, um, and so they mention this really early on in the film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned they mentioned the sex act at the beginning. The distributors and then in they America end it with this scene as well, and it was like, wow, <laughs> this got past not only American censorship. But Korean censorship. (laughs) It's just, it's easily the most fucked up film I've seen this year. Wow. But it's one of those things where, like, behind, like, it reminded me a lot of when Blue's The Warmest Color came out. Yeah. It was like, oh, everyone thought, oh, there's this really sexual lesbian film that's out right now that has really explicit sex scenes. Let's go see that. Not knowing there was this amazing story behind it as well. Sure. 
So this reminds me a lot of that where like like this is known right now as the big sex film, but if b- behind that is this amazing dark twisted drama. Cool. That like you it left me like legitimately I did not think anything could beat Moonlight this year. Yeah. And this film just blew me away. Wow. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, yeah. I love <laughs> Yep. <laughs> And in, and to some degree intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I started to say, like, oh, I'm going to have to check that out. And then I remembered all the things you said and went, oh, my. Maybe wait till this one gets on Netflix and watch it alone in your room in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Without your pants on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. <laughs> hey, I didn't have to apologize to your mom this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And we don't even have to know what James number one is. I'll do uh, it for you. It's a secret life of pets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wait, storks? Yes, yeah, it's storks. Man, what a terrible <laughs> All right, Brad, what's boss? your number one? Oh, we're not uh, ready to do your song. Yeah. No, it's me. It's me. Um, Wrap it up. Yeah, my number, my number one is the most important film of this year. Um, and In James' opinion? And that's Arrival. Um, uh, you know, we've talked about this movie some, and if you go back to the episode where we reviewed it, uh, we talked about it a lot. Um, I will say one of the highlights of my year was finding out that Ryan loved this movie a lot. And I, if you go back, you can hear this like squeal in my voice when I'm yeah. like so excited that I get to review this movie. Um, because this was one of those that, that stuck with me and, and has a real impact on the way that I look at my life. Um, and, you know, yeah, it, it is it, just like we said when we reviewed it, like it is something that you've heard the lesson before, but to see such a well-told story that that handles this this idea um, gives you something to hold on to when you have those moments in your own life um, to give you some perspective on the way that you should view the events of your life and the things that are good and the things that are bad and, and, and how to take all of those things as they come. Um this is 100% not a movie about aliens. Like, it is, and it's cool. All of that stuff is great. It's like... And it's it's all as good as Contact, and then there is, which is a great film. And then there is this other meaning to it that goes so far beyond that. Um, and it requires a script that is so tight and so smart and knows exactly what it's saying and why it's saying and how to say it in a very specific way while dealing with... I mean, it has to talk about these big emotional things and these great character moments, but it has to tie them into to questions about time travel, the perception of time, um, while also being a really emotional and heartfelt story, which is extremely difficult to do from a writing perspective. It is equally as difficult to direct and edit that film to make it make sense. The reason why I say that without a doubt this is the best performance Amy Adams has ever given is because there is no other character she has ever played where she has had to be omniscient or to be a character who, more difficult than being omniscient, is becoming omniscient, which is particularly difficult. Um, there are moments in this movie where she has to she has to play this character like two different characters at the same time so that the movie works the first time you see it and then it works every other time you watch this movie um, in a way that is way more difficult or impactful than a Sixth Sense style like, oh, the twist makes me see the movie a different way. Like, yeah. no, the twist makes you see life a different way. The character always saw life the same way. They were always the same person. 
Um, it's an absolutely brilliant film that I loved from the moment that I saw it. And then the moment I saw it again and, uh, and then I have continued to think about constantly ever since then. This one was one where there wasn't any question here because as much as I love the rest of these films, this one will, will carry me for the rest of my life, uh, in the way that I, I want every great story to, um, an absolute highlight of my film, not just seeing the movie, but also like getting to talk about it as much as I have. And it, it's just been fantastic. Um, we talked about it a whole bunch more when we reviewed it. Go back and listen to that episode. Cause it's just great. Um, and then if you so, haven't seen it, see it. It's yeah. pretty yeah. simple. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, I don't, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Like you're, you're missing all of the joy and all you'll have is sorrow. If you don't see this movie, like it's, it's that I'm re- easy. I'm really hoping um, cause it seems like the film that like is on the edge of not being nominated for stuff. Yeah. Like I really hope it does get nominated for a it lot. It should. And, and the other, the other great thing about this is I'm so glad that, you know, for the past couple of years, um, you know, Dennis, Vin- the, the uh, vanilla ice, his movies have been Denny V baby. Uh, Denny V. Uh, his movies have always been something that I desperately wanted to be my best picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, like prisoners for some time was my best picture and Sicario. I was like, Oh man, this should be my best picture. It's so good. And f- for this to be the one that like, like knocked it out of the park. Yeah, really. I, you know, and, and now I get to sit here and be like, Oh man, on, <laughs> next year for my birthday, I get him making blade runner. What the fuck world is this? Like yeah. it couldn't be any better. Uh, just the power of him, like the fact that people are looking forward to a Blade Runner sequel. Yeah, that shows how powerful of a director he is. Right. Like, I, I, honestly, yeah. Because what is great about this is that he took this thing that you're like Ryan said was marketed as like here's a sci-fi movie, and what we got was a brilliant, different, creative character piece. You know. Um, it's, it's everything that I, I didn't even know that I wanted, uh, absolutely blew me away the first time. Uh, and I think the, I think the only time I cried in a theater this year, I think, I think, did you not cry at uh La La Land? No, I got close. I was moved. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking at so. to see like what else you could have cried at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I really Should think it is. It's own separate list. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was expecting to 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 cry at uh, at Star Tra- Star Wars, and I didn't. Yeah. And then I I'm sure that when I get a chance to see Silence, I probably will. But I don't know. I Maybe don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's my number one. Cool, great film explosion, guys. Yeah, but it was a good one. We got maybe the most important email I've ever received <laughs> at Real Nerds Podcast. And we were reached so out by Carol Hart, who is James's mother. And This is the first time she's ever communicated she's, to the show, I yeah, believe. Yeah, exactly. And what I love about... Uh, I'll read her email, and I'll tell you why I love her list. Okay, so uh, she says, After years of listening to Real Nerds Podcast and gaining great wisdom in what movies to watch, I thought it, maybe it was time for me to give something back. So I decided to send you my top ten movies of 2016. I saw 25 movies this year. Tonight, Passengers will make it 26. But here's the problem. I'm having a terrible time rating these movies. One reason is because I love movies for many different reasons. I love Star Trek Beyond in a completely different way. I love The Nice Guys or Arrival. Fair point. I think the reason I have a problem rating these movies is because I get such great advice from real nerds that I don't see bad movies. Bam! Therefore, all the movies I saw I really liked a lot. 
When I look over the list, these are these are my top ten. I got tired of trying to rate them, so I put them in alphabetical order. <laughs> 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 Cut me some slack. Remember, I'm not a professional like you guys. Uh, um, no, if you do, James, you're grounded. Yes. Uh, so in no particular order, uh, and she even gave a little... Uh, no, no, not in no particular, in alphabetical in alpha- order. You're right, in alphabetical <laughs> order. Um, but she gave a little uh, sentence or two behind each reason why she picked them. Uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Love the suspense and surprise alien. <laughs> Arrival, not all what I was expecting in an alien mm. story, though thought-provoking. Captain America, Civil War, good old fun Marvel movie, and it has a story. Hail Caesar, so clever. La La Land, nothing like a sweet musical. Rogue One, a new Star Wars story. Star Trek Beyond, fun, good one to watch while on the treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> And, okay, so this is why I like your mom's you list. You have to know my mom. Oh. This is why I like your mom's list. Because as a movie person, if I... if I Sorry, alpha- I want to see a poster of Star Trek Beyond that says, <laughs> good to watch on a treadmill. Because, you know, I have crazy ways of alphabetizing my movies. Uh-huh. So your mother um, put the as the beginning of the movie. So where if I had... Like, so her next movie is The Accountant, an action movie with a story. Right, but it's under T instead of yeah, A. Yeah, I yeah. would put accountant on The Accountant under A because I disregard the the. Mm-hmm. But you can see I, how... I, mean, I do too. I mean, but some yeah. people just, you know, do it different ways. <laughs> That's how you do I love those the, movies. Yeah. I, I, I love that The Accountant is on her top ten list. I know. That I'm actually great. shocked. Yeah, I know. I mean, these other movies are like, yeah, I can see that, but The Accountant... I know. That movie's brutal. It is. <sighs> it's a cool movie, though. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, The Nice Guys... Oh my goodness, makes me smile just thinking about it. The way she words that reminds me of your mother. Um, and then Zootopia, great characters and a good message in a movie children can see. Yeah. Uh, she had almost all my movies, so your mom's list is the best list. I know. And then she said Hail Caesar on there. Like, who's, yeah. I know. Whose mom likes Hail Caesar? And so she cool. said, uh, here's the rest of the list in no particular order. Just so you'll know what I had to choose from. Sorry, Ryan, no horror movies. Um, so she also saw Risen. Eddie the Eagle, Lady in the Van, My Name is Doris, Batman Superman, The Jungle Book, Finding Dory, The Legend of Tarzan, Ben-Hur, Magnificent Seven, Where's the Goon? Uh, the Girl <laughs> on the Train, Jack Reacher, that's awesome, Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange, Moana, Ghostbusters, and The Neon Demon. The Neon no, Demon. Sh- Just kidding. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way. <laughs> I love that you put it on there. I must say I'm a bit proud of the fact that I saw a couple of good movies that you didn't see. Yeah. Thanks for making my drive home so much fun. Love you guys. And we love you too, Aww, Carol. Thanks. thanks, Mom. Thank you, Carol. Yeah. What a great list. Yeah. So- if you didn't get your list in, uh, you can still send one, and we'll and probably read it next week anyway. Yeah. And and guess what? If you're listening, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that concludes another awesome year at Real Nerds Podcast. I want to thank everybody here. They yeah. make the show possible. This was a, good, this was a really good year. Um, Bree, good seeing you again, sir. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any yeah. honorable mentions we want to do before we wrap up? Um, uh, Ghostbusters and Suicide Squad were my... Other number tens. Uh, I also like Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rogue One. Doctor Strange, pop star. Um, I really liked uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, Green Room uh, was was yeah. one that I really liked. Uh, Midnight Special was one that mm. I th- I wanted on my top ten pretty badly. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Captain Fantastic, but we yeah. talked about that earlier. So. Uh, just something that I really wanted to get on my list, but I couldn't. Uh, everybody wants some. Uh, yeah. I've been cheating on Link later pretty much this entire episode, but this one's really good. So, um, <laughs> The Wailing is a great Korean horror film. Mm. I heard. Uh, de- I mean, it's not pretentious. So, like, I, yeah. I know I heard it's uh, pretty trippy. 
Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really good though. Uh, my it's the f- also first Art House asshole uh, review. So ah. uh, silence. Uh, Eddie the Eagle, Sing Street. Eddie Eagle is really close for me. Yeah, just because I love yeah. how happy it is. That movie's oh, yeah. really good. One of the best feel good movies. Of yeah, the and year. I think I think the soundtrack really helps that movie too because I think the soundtrack captures the spirit of the oh, film yeah. really well. Uh, Trespass Against Us is a great Irish film that has Fassbender in it. Um, Arc A R Q is not a great film, but is surprisingly a lot of fun. It's a Netflix exclusive film that's like it's a Groundhog Day thriller, but it's, it does it really well more so than you would think. So. It's one that no one has ever talked about, but I saw it and it came out this year, and I thought people should talk about this film. It's really good. So, uh, Gods of Egypt. Yes, that movie is too dumb to be as much fun as it is. <laughs> yeah, and I do. I should make one correction because I keep shitting on uh, London Has Fallen. Uh, I'm wrong. The biggest disappointment of the year is actually the BFG because oh, yeah. to be able to say that the movie that that is the worst Steven Spielberg movie is like a sentence I don't like saying. Um, I didn't see it. Yeah, you shouldn't. It's real bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those that like he made it for his kids, so you kind of there's that caveat of like ah, yeah. whatever. We're getting the gang back together to make a crummy movie. Yeah, but like that one was really tough um, for a film to make for your kid. It's a bit better than Shark Boy and Lava Girl. So yeah, who <laughs> um, bringing Robert Rodriguez into it? That's yeah. a good company to be in. I would rather watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them again. Wow. Because it's fun. Uh, nope. It's um, not. The Lobster is one that I really wanted to get on the list, but just kept falling short. Also, Midnight Special. Yeah. Um, and um, and I, didn't I, get, I didn't get to see Loving. Um, yeah, neither did I. I. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Part of like m- me still working on this Clint Eastwood saga, I really wanted to find a place for Sully, but it just wasn't possible. But unfortunately, yeah. you saw Sully, so... I think Sully's actually a pretty good movie. I see, I so to wa- see, it, I see so. after watching it again last night, like when I got home after the party, so did I. Yeah. I think Tom, I actually like Tom Hanks is really great, and I think his is. performance is really understated. Yeah. yeah. He's so. only like like the fifth spot. The Oscars that keeps going back and forth for like, will he be nominated? Will he not be nominated? I, I can see it. I mean, no, I don't. I'm, I'm, I don't think he'll win, but I no, think yeah. his no. performance is really good in it. Yeah, it is. But yeah, sorry, Clint. Had to be honest with myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got some stats. Ooh, oh, stats yeah. uh, oh, for myself. Um, so I went to twenty-eight different theaters to watch movies. Oh wow! This year, um, I saw twenty-five repeat viewings, and I made a promise to myself to. Uh, go to fewer movies to save money i ended up spending 400 more dollars than last year <laughs> <laughs> i spent a total of one thousand seven dollars and 48 cents and that's most mo- mostly because like i went to a lot of premium shows like mm. suicide squads and batman superman's had the alamo glass so instead yes. of being like 11 bucks it was 21 bucks yeah yeah, yeah. so that didn't help uh the star trek six dinner was 40 bucks yeah uh, stuff like that so yeah goal not achieved um, but yeah, and I saw 90 movies this year, 20 of them, uh, not 2016 movies. Oh, so sure. 60 new movies yeah. this year. Yeah. You, all your movies from this, uh, on your list were from this year. Yes. Yeah, wait, was wait, wait, I do wait that sometimes. Be, I was like waiting <laughs> like, done? what's, he's going to fuck up somewhere, yeah. right? And my <laughs> number two is back to the future. My cheat was combining two movies. Yeah. So, yeah. so I hey, that's a not a bad, that's not a bad cheat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. If we're doing stats, that Letterboxd website gives you stats for your year if you're doing it for a year. Yeah. Uh, what stats? Like, it, like well, I'll just read mine. Okay. Um, include, including like stuff I watched at home and like that kind of stuff. I watched 560 films this year. Wow. Uh, averaging 46 a month. 
and ten a week. Uh, Do something else. I know. <laughs> I'm, I have no life. Every, every time I log in, I watch like a whole bunch of movies that 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 Henry has has watched. Most of them by. aren't noteworthy. Like I come on the no, show, and no, it's like, there's I a lot of like yeah. two star reviews. And yeah, you can yeah. see Letterbox have an app on iPhone. They do no? have an iPhone app. An iPhone app, yes. They okay. don't have an Android app yet. But oh, yeah. cool, because iPhones cooler. And yeah. you oh, can yeah. see no. each other's like collections and things. Yeah, yep. there's like some. There, it's it's got. Oh, Brad, we can be friends on iPhone. No, it's it's what it's Apple users. When I started using it, Henry described it as what imdb should have become so it's got like good social hooks in there i'm actually signed up i just never used it yeah Yeah. well the big hurdle but it's it's such a fast addiction the big hurdle is once you get in you just got to go rate all the movies you've ever seen but once you start like i did it in three days like because i would just get home and i'd pull my laptop out and be like three four four three and a half i pull out my phone because i have an apple phone yeah Yeah. (laughs) like what like what i do for it is i only rate them after i immediately see them you don't have to write like a paragraph review of it you can just three stars four stars whatever you can put like a review if you want but it's not it's never it's you can honestly don't even you can just track it so yeah it'll also tell you depending on like i have like the pro version which is like 20 bucks a year and it'll tell you like the most rated directors you've seen how many directors like i've watched the most fellini's the most watched director i saw this year uh it tell you, tells you, like, your most liked reviews has the highest, like, rated movie you saw this year, the lowest rated movie you saw this year, and the most popular film you saw, the most obscure film you saw. So. Yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. And then also the one that I really like using a lot is uh, at the end of the year or just throughout the year, it'll tell you here are the top ten films that you missed, this, that you have not seen from this year. Oh, so I can, cool. I can go on and it'll be like, it says... Uh, your name, Aquarius, Camera Person, Patterson. Those were some of the films I missed this year that are highly rated and recommends. So. I didn't know any of those existed. <laughs> That's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody. What do we see yeah. next week? Next week, we are seeing Underworld, Underworld Blood Wars. I didn't even remember what the t- subtitle was. Uh, <laughs> Will it make 2017 know. Film Explosion? Find out. <laughs> it, it might. <laughs> A year from now. No. It might. It might. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Because I, I actually don't have a problem with the Underworld movies. I think no. Fun. Yeah. And the trailer looks like good. hella good. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you, saw the, you saw in the trailer, her hair goes like half blonde. Yes. Yeah. So she's more powerful now. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I and she still kicks people cool. in leather pants. Mm-hmm. You know? It's great. Yeah. No Scott Speedman. It's a winner. Yeah. Actually, he's... I actually kind of like Scott Speedman. <laughs> he's, he's in the monster for like a minute yelling at the little girl. And he has... His name is like third on the credit list. Like, hmm. <laughs> like, please come do my movie. Actually, I think they're friend- he's friends with the director, but... Yeah. I always get him and uh, Scott Stapp mixed up because they kind of look the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scott Speedman is cooler. He is. Uh, uh, also, if you're curious, uh, I have my 2015 film explosion, all of the films ranked, still on my Letterbox account. And like f- five of them I saw this year and were not in my film explosion last year. So wow. if you want to see the updated year after film explosion for 2015 for me, you can go check that out. So Very cool. cool. Thanks, everybody. For another exciting year yeah. at Real Nerd Podcast. Remember, we have our 300th episode coming up this year too. So, which what if, we're do going we know to do? What film it's going to be? Huh? Do we know what film is going to be the 300? Uh, it's either going to be Guardians of the Galaxy or the week after Guardians of the Galaxy. So which, we can make we can make it Guardians of the Galaxy because we can yeah fuck around with it. Yeah. yeah. But our plan is um to do uh our top 10 films from when we our first episode to you know the yeah. 300. Oh wow! Yeah. So. yeah. Dang. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. So stay tuned for that stuff. We also have some stuff planned throughout the year. Yeah. Um, leading or up to 300, leading us up to 300 episodes. So. And I bet there will be some weeks where there's nothing to see. And so we will get some cool film explosions in there and yeah. some people back. And 87. We'll have some fun this year. 97, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. And we got them. 2009, because that was a nebcast and I need to redo that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do. You have to wait two more years for that, yeah. James. Ah, no. <laughs> 
Thanks, everybody. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast.